to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. The Pulp MX Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you Monday, March 27th, 2017, 601 Pacific. Thanks for listening. Got a lot to talk about tonight. Got a great in-studio guest for the entire show. The man knows racing inside and out. We'll talk about Detroit. We'll talk about uh, coming up this weekend in St. Louis. We will talk about uh, the MXGP series. We have a ton of stuff to talk about. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking it out. PulpMXShow.com. New chat room for a few weeks while we try to figure out what's going on with our main site. Thanks to Mark's Dog for hooking that up. And uh, also, too, you can listen to it on the app, PulpMX app. You can listen to it on TuneIn. You can listen to it on PulpMX uh, Show on iTunes. You can get it uh, also on Stitcher. We're back on Stitcher, I guess. So you can get all that. Lots of plenty of ways to listen. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. It's been great. It's been fun. Thanks to the people on, on Facebook on RacerX Illustrated page. Yeah, that's awesome. You guys have been tuning in, watching us, and uh, then we post up an archive every week. So thank you for that. We'll, we'll tune in for a few hours, see how it goes, and uh, go from there. Jordan Smith just won his first career 250 Supercross race this past weekend in a tremendous uh, race. He will be on the TLD KTM rider. Geico Honda's Christian Craig will be on. Crash in the first turn. All the way back to 7th Road, great. Other stuff to talk to you about, to Christian about, though. The practice incident with Alex Martin, breaking up with David Villeman, and, and much more. But he did ride well in Detroit. Let's not uh, lose sight of that. Uh, we got uh, Jenny Barbashev off, Russian Bob. He, uh, he's the MXGP rider. He's factory Honda guy. But uh, they're, they're in SoCal right now because of the next GP is in Mexico. So I know Bobby from over the years. Used to do some goggle work for him for X Brand, and I uh, reached out to him, and he's going to come on. Russian Bob, no one can pound vodka at a motocross and nations after party like Russian Bob. It's it's not it's not even possible. Uh, so we're looking forward to having him on. Will Hahn will be on. Will Hahn's not just coming on to shoot the shit, to uh, breeze about the racing. Will Hahn actually has some news for us. It's fantastic. So we're going to talk to Will Hahn about what's going on with him. Uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, the Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Pivot Works, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, KTMPartsExpress.com, Works Connection, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, EK Chains, Guts Racing, Get Data, Ride Engineering, Two Under, all on board with us. And uh, thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. You can check out all the um, uh, special codes and everything else on the app. And uh, we're working on getting you uh, getting it to on our regular site. So thanks for listening. Appreciate it. All right. In studio with me, former Geico Honda rider, Rockstar Suzuki rider, 250 Supercross winner. That's right. The... Blake Warden. What's up, Blake? How are you? How's it going? Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. You were in, uh, I don't know, a month and a half ago, two yeah, months ago? Yeah, it was so good. I had to come back. <laughs> people liked you. You got a lot of great feedback from yeah. it. Yeah. Well, that's always a plus, yeah. you know, when you're received well. Yeah, people, I think people, you know, when you retire, you go away a little bit, and people are like, hey, oh yeah, I remember that guy. Hey, look at, he's really interesting to listen to, so. No, I appreciate it, and I uh, hope to bring some good insight tonight as well. I'm sure you will. Uh, what's the shirt? Darth Vader shirt? It's a Darth Vader shirt. I like it. Thank you. Yeah. Join the Empire. Yeah, join. Yeah, I like it. 
Did you see Rogue One? I did. What'd you think? I was impressed. I loved it. I, I liked it. It was better than The Force Awakens. It was better than The Force Awakens. Yes. I, I think we all could agree on that. Yeah. Force Awakens? Yeah, I already saw that. It's called Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Literally the same thing. A few disappointments in that one, I would say. Yes. A lot of hype. Right. But Still uh, good. They recovered. Still good. Uh-huh. Rogue One, though. Rogue One. Strong. I'll wear my Rogue One shirt next time. Oh, yeah, please do. The way they tied into the end, right into Star Wars. I, mm. I, I thought that was amazing. Hopefully I didn't break any spoilers no, no. for people. Everyone's seen it, I'm sure. Uh, 702-586-7857. The great Blake Wharton is in studio. We'll start off with uh, Travis's email. Uh, Dear Steve, would tonight's lineup of guests be the worst you have ever had? You have had some really bad guests lately. You're scraping the bottom of the barrel again. Wow, Travis, not happy with our lineup. We got an MXGP rider. We got Christian Craig, who was involved in a controversy last week. And we got the winner of the 250 race. We have you, Blake Wharton. We got Will Hahn, who just got a promotion. Sounds like I a mean, pretty great cast to me. I mean, right? It seems okay. Um, so, Travis, you know, I'm sorry. You can start your own show. Here's another email from Mike. Uh, why do you bother doing the project bikes that you build? They always turn out very average at best and are a huge disappointment. There are much better bikes on the Vital MX website where you can follow the progress of the bikes from start to finish. Maybe you should check them out and get some ideas. Regards, Mike. Wow, Mike. They always turn out average at best and are a huge disappointment. Jeez, Mike. I'm really sorry. Wow, email coming in hot and hot and heavy to tonight's show. I'm glad everybody's in such a great mood. Thanks for listening. Uh, it's really, really great to have you guys listen to the show and just bag on me the whole time. Uh, Michelin Starcross 5, you all know about the Starcross 5, pushing the boundaries of off-road performance for riders of all levels, no matter the conditions or terrain. Four versions, hard, medium, soft, and sand. Michelin Starcross 5 tires contain a completely redesigned casing, a more aggressive self-cleaning bead design, a durable yet more flexible sidewall, and a more pliable bead package for easier mounting. MichelinMotorcycle.com, the Starcross 5 tires can be purchased wherever Michelin tires are sold. Thanks uh, for Michelin and uh, great tires, great, great people to have on the show. Uh, I want to catch up to what you're doing, Blake, uh, as far as the schools with Kalos, what's going on with you. Maybe a comeback to, to racing. Maybe. We'll touch on that. Uh, but uh, let's talk a little bit Detroit. Uh, Jordan Smith is coming up uh, ASAP. Uh, I'll start off with this. It's very easy, uh, uh, Blake Wharton. This is brought to you by Truck Hero, composed of premium brands, truck-hero.com. NFAB is a, is a product of the, under the Truck Hero umbrella. The Truck Hero question of the day to you, Blake Wharton. Is Eli Tomac going to win this championship? Good question. Um, he's he's seven down. He's certainly looking like he could, right? I mean, he had a, a big deficit to overcome, but... 28 points, I think, at the most. A lot of points, plus a mishap at Dallas, I believe, with the front break. And so, he's certainly come back. I, I don't think the season's over just yet. You know, a lot of racing to go. Um, perhaps some more challenging rides for both of the guys. And we'll see, you know, who can... Uh, you're waffling. You're waffling on the question. I am waffling a little bit. Is Eli Tomac going to win this title? Well, I think that Dungy's going to have something to say. I do too, but I've been waiting, Blake. I, I, I think Dungy at the... Okay, Villapoto, uh, uh, Ricky, McGrath, um, Stan, these guys are all all-timers. They're, sure. they're on the Mount Rushmore motocross. And I think... Dungy will be appreciated more when he leaves the sport. It's it's he's going to be an all timer in motocross wins. He's already there. I think he's second all time. Uh, Supercross wins. Obviously, RV got his number four times in a row. But I keep waiting, Wharton, for Dungy to show me Dungy. He battled Millsaps. I mean, last year, 
two years ago, he would go by Millsaps, no offense to Davey, like he was standing still. Well, I think that Dungy was definitely fantastic last year. We saw it. You know, he came out really at a new level, I thought, for Dungy. Mm-hmm. You know, progressing even yeah. still. Um, for a guy who had been racing as long as he has, and for a guy who has won as much as he has, um, I, I don't think he's going to go without a fight. I think that he has been struggling the last few rounds, especially with starts. I think that it's pretty obvious that Eli has the momentum. It's hard to stop a guy when he has that momentum. But given the fact that we have a lot of racing left. Five. Five. Yep. A lot can happen. You know, and I think that there's going to be a few rounds that might um, test those guys, really test those guys. And Blake, don't forget, Marvin's catching him and passing him late in races. That's so weird. That's so anti-Ryan Dungey. Okay, if you told me, look, hey, Tomac has balls out speed over Dunge. Dunge can't match the speed. I'll go, okay, because I saw that with RV over the years, and I've seen it with James Stewart and these different guys. Mm. Ryan's never a guy to be balls out speed, although last year, like you said, he was better. Absolutely. With Alden, I think Alden really got him to do that a little bit. But if you were to say, hey, he doesn't have the balls out speed, I'd go, okay, I get it, no problem. But right now, getting caught late in the race by Marvin, that's not Ryan Dungey like. Well, I think Marvin's stepping up a little, especially later in the series, and I think Dungey is a little flat compared to what we've seen him at, right? Because we've seen him so good, we're a little bit sort of surprised. I mean, he's still getting podiums every yep. weekend. Yep. Right? I mean, he's still the same guy. Yep. He's still that consistent guy. And so I think we can rely on that, we, and he can rely on those, that consistency. But at some point, he is going to have to sort of make up his mind. Is yes. he going to challenge for this yep. thing or not? Because yep. as it is, Tomac's got the momentum. He's just going to sort of run away with it. Yep. I'm not going to call it at this point. <laughs> you, you have to. It's, it's the trucker question of the day, Warden. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> Crap. Uh, hey, also, by the way, in the corner, uh, taking the phone call, 702-586-7857. He's over there in the corner. He built the chat room, um, and uh, he's been working on the site, on the back on the back 40 of the site. He's the Travis Marks. Uh, what's up, Marks? Hello. How are you? Is my mic on? Yeah, it is. I don't know which way to turn it. Uh, oh, you don't? I forgot okay. already. Uh, Marks. Yes. You, you've been doing a – we had some malware issues with the site, right? Yes, yes. We got, uh, we got. You're working on that. You built the chat room. Now, I told you this was all – part of uh this was not part of your job right and to to keep track of your hours and i'll pay you for the extra work you don't want to know how many hours well this is what i'm getting at where are we at marks you don't want to know my hourly rate either (laughs) where are we at um right now the the temporary site is okay uh it's gonna do its job for tonight i haven't even gotten into the malware (sighs) issue at all because i've been too and the app update is on the back burner now it got got put off because i needed to get this up so we could have a show tonight so um (sighs) Yeah, it's it was a long weekend. All those people in the chat room are ninety five percent dildos. It was a long weekend, but yeah. um, I think it's going to be okay. Bill is just going to be. Well, you just take it easy on me. I got you a new desk, a new mic. Will you take it easy on me? You know how you always talk about uh, ordering lube and whatnot yeah. from Amazon. Yeah, you're going to need it. Yeah. Yep. Oh man. <laughs> uh, hey, speaking of which, if you go to purchase something on Amazon, uh, go to Amazon banner on pulpamex.com. And uh, takes you to Amazon, make a purchase. We get a small slice of that, and I can afford Marx's outrageous fees to help us out and uh, get the site up and running. Patreon as well. Patreon will help. Now, please, Jesus, I, th- I pray to you, Patreon will help. Go on there. You get a little preview of podcasts. You get discounts, things like that. Also, don't forget Fly Race and Moto 60 show on Thursdays. Don't forget the Steve Mathis show on Racer X. Uh, don't forget the Steve Mathis classics. Go back in there. If you want to dig around for our old podcast, 
they're all in there. Uh, CMath is classics as well. So lots of things to talk about. You want a discount, you want a deal. Uh, use contact form on pulpmex.com for all of our show sponsors. We usually got something for you, something to help you out. The great Blake Wharton is in studio. Uh, so I read you a couple of emails. Uh, people not happy. Uh, we got more complaints uh, this week, 702-586-7857 on the voicemails. And uh, I just thought, I mean, why not put them all together, get your beefs right out of the way, right, 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 right to start the show. So here we go. Here are some more unhappy people. Hey, you can play this on the air, but that's pretty effed up, man. I've been riding like 18 years, man. I've been listening to the Pulp and X show for years. Years. All right? I'm a long-time Pulp and X show, and to have Steve Mathis hang up on me, that's effed up, man. Do you remember this guy? I had legitimate questions. And was he the one that, that you said was drunk? Me off, I don't man. know. I think so. For real. And I hope you play this shit. I'm playing it. Because <laughs> I've been listening to the to the Pulp MX show for years, and I had legitimate questions, and this motherfucker Steve Mathis hung up on me. I did. I don't know why. That shit remember. ain't right. I don't remember. All right? I've been riding for 18-plus years. I'm a 18. local wow. A state champion. I mean, all right. I could give him, you know, a lot of props and a lot of my dudes. I turned on to him, and he just hangs up on me. That shit ain't right. I listen to him every day. That's fucked up. All right, bro. That guy, Steve Mathis, now, man. I did that. You know, play it on the I know who it was. Oh, who? It was the guy that, remember, he kept talking about his pants falling down with the gripper seat? Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was that one. I mean, that was dumb. It got a little, it got a little long-winded. Yeah, maybe. yeah. That was who that was, though. All right. Um, I'll keep playing it. On the air. Who cares? Pulp MX app. It's Tuesday morning. It won't load the next show. Very disappointed. I checked Stitcher. It's still way back on 289. Super late. Stitcher's super lame. Or Steve, are you being super lame and lazy? I don't know, but I couldn't listen to the show live last night due to the girlfriend. So when I get up to listen to it this morning, again, it's not on Stitcher, not updated. And the Pulp MX app is not updated for last night's show. What the fuck is going on in that studio? Get that shit figured out. People are so Mathis, you motherfucker. It's 11.30 a.m. This East is what I deal with, Warden. Oh. No pulp show downloaded yet or uploaded. Get it done. How the hell am I supposed to survive? Pulp MX, I did a bunch of checking. PulpMXshow.com. You can get the show to play but you don't have control over fast-forward, stopping, starting, and if you do, it goes back to the beginning. So at least you can kind of listen to the show, but it turns itself off every about two, three minutes, and the screen goes dark, and then when you turn it back on, you know, it takes a while. So it's a little unresponsive, but it is a form of listening to last night's show. 
and checking on all the other stuff, the Stitcher and the Pulp MX, which I have the new app. It doesn't load the new show from last night, and it is very slow. It does work, but it's incredibly slow. You hit play, and it'll play in 45 seconds or two minutes. It really sucks, you know, but for a Pulp MX addict, God, you really make a guy Jones. Jesus. Get that shit fixed. Listen to it next Monday, damn it. Mathis. Oh, my God. You have an hour worth of commercials during your show. Stop blowing your sponsors so much. I mean, really, we got 26 minutes of commercials. If you do 100 shows, Wharton, if I post 100 shows and one of them is wrong, this is what I get. I mean, in a way, it's good that people miss Pulp that much. That's about the, the good news about it, right? <laughs> From all this complaining, let's just break right. it down. They want more sure. Pulp MX. I mean, I guess if no one cared, then they wouldn't leave nasty emails and voicemails. Sure. We're trying. I think God. half of them are hammered, uh, <laughs> and that's why they're so lengthy. But, you know, that's... someone's got to pay for this show, right? You right? need the sponsors. How was your hotel room? How's the money I pay you to ho- co-host? How's the, the people I fly in? Like, right? Do you think that's free? No. No, it comes from our sponsors. That's right. You know? Exactly what he just said. We're trying, people. We're trying, all right? Leave us alone. No, don't leave us alone, but... Work with us. Work with us. Thank you, Wharton. Thank you. Work with us. All right. Uh, uh, Detroit Supercross coming up. Uh, they're the past this weekend. Uh, Tomac, Dungy, Muscan, uh, Millsaps had a good ride. Baggett came from the back, rode well. Um, Wharton, I'll, I'll start with you as a, as a guy that's raced Supercross for so long and had great results. What did you make of that track? Uh, it looked like only goes so fast, but yet that 250 main was phenomenal. It was definitely a track that suited some guys more than others. You know, Fernandez, Fernandez being from France, I think he's very good at the hard pack tracks, and that showed. He mm-hmm. had a great ride. You know, even though he didn't land on the podium, he had a great ride. Um, Detroit is like the West Coast round on the East Coast. Yeah. It's so hard packed. Yeah. I mean, it start, the night didn't start off to be quite so hard packed, but it seemed to just dry out. You saw that in the main. You had Savachi go down. You had Cincerello go down. It seemed like everyone sort of had a problem yep. of some kind. Uh, but the racing was fantastic, and that just goes to show you sometimes the track conditions can be yeah. just chaos or, or horrible, yeah. Yeah. and you just have great racing because it's Supercross. Uh, Millsaps, Marvin in the press conference really complained about the sand. Uh, Villamin wrote a column on pulpmex.com. David Villamin said, you know, sand is useless and dumb. Makes for great photos. Tomac went around the outside of Marvin in that sand like it was phenomenal. Uh, what's your opinion on sand on a Supercross track? Well, the sand did seem extremely deep yeah. for a for a track that's not Daytona. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's challenging. You've got Supercross suspension. You're going through sand. Well, first of all, you're going through the whoops, and then you're going straight into sand. You saw a lot of guys fall. We saw a lot of passes made there, though. Mm-hmm. And so, hey, if it can mix yeah. things up, I say leave the sand. Yeah. You know, Why are guys bitching just because it's tear-offs, goggles, uh, that kind of stuff? Because you're getting, you know, Roots. something yeah. that you might not be used to. Yeah. Really, I mean, if that's what we're going to complain about... I don't think we should. Yeah. Um, I think it makes for some great racing. Maybe some of those riders can leave voicemails and emails. Perfect. Just call in. Felt, call Dave Prater. <laughs> call him and leave an ugly voicemail. Uh, 702-586-7857. If you've got a question for the great Blake Wharton, uh, please call in and uh, ask him about Detroit. Ask him about St. Louis this weekend. Seven points. 
Tomac trails Marvin by, or Dungy by, I mean, and Marvin is getting in the way. And I think Cooper Webb will be in a mix soon. He didn't have a great Detroit, but I think you're going to see Cooper Webb getting into that mix too. So that'll be that'll be really interesting. Uh, the BTOSports.com tweet at Travis segment is coming up later. We have the X-Brand Goggle Tariffs Race Tech Friendly Email segment is coming up. Uh, we already did the Truck Hero Question of the Day. We have the NFAB JGR check-in with Big John, the truck driver. People don't realize truck drivers don't just drive the truck. They don't drive the truck to the race and then just hang out in their cab. They work hard. And Big John from JGR Suzuki will uh, touch on that as well. And the Gear Alloy cold call, we're so jammed with guests, we're just going to say that we cold call uh, Babashev tonight. Uh, so he's going to be brought to you by Gear Alloy, and we'll go into that later. We just we, we had some last-minute uh, guests, and, and Wharton's here. we got to get into what he's doing. So we have no time for the Gear Alloy cold call, because JT will be on later as well. Fly Racing Zone, Jason Thomas, he'll be on. Uh, before we get to Jordan Smith, who, who wrote a fantastic race, phenomenal race, the big news out of the Detroit was... Uh, Osborne AC in, in Indianapolis. We saw that practice practice incident. Now this weekend, Alex Martin of the TLD team gets in the way of Christian Craig's hot lap. Not on purpose, I don't think. I don't think Alex does that. He doesn't know. You know, he's not that type of guy. There are dudes who do that. You know, we see it every year. Uh, Craig decides to give him a little bit of a bump. Like, hey, beat it. And something you've probably done, maybe. I don't know. We'll talk to that. And I don't think Amart saw him coming. I don't think Amart knew he was there. He, I think Amart was getting on the gas to get on his hot lap up the face of the thing. Unfortunately, when Craig hit him, we saw what happened. Alex goes over backwards, crunches himself. He's out for this weekend. He's already announced. He's probably got a broken something or another. Um, what's your move? What's your take on that? We'll have Christian on to talk about it, Blake. But I mean, I, he didn't mean to do it. But sure. what about the whole practice deal? Well. That was quite possibly the worst scenario for, for Amart, <laughs> right, right. right? Because usually a guy will hit you, and worst case scenario, yeah. you maybe fall down the berm, yeah. right? Because you're at the top. Have you ever done that? Well, I've, probably be, I've done that and probably been the recipient of okay. that as okay, well. Okay, yeah. I mean, it happens sometimes by default. I need some default. specifics, Wharton. Yeah, that's a, that's a, <laughs> there's a few times. Okay. okay we've yeah. had a few run-ins, yeah. right? Um, but in practice, it's more rare. It's more rare. You don't mm-hmm. usually see that. And so... When I watched it, I knew that it had to do with something, given the fact that these guys are mostly pretty clean. Yeah. You know, by default, you have a- to get... Amart's a veteran. Very, very clean veteran. Right. A nice guy. Uh, and Craig is, is usually, too. I mean, by default, you get into some heated battles at times, not usually in practice. Yeah. And they didn't show quite enough. You know, you want to see what happened in the turn before yep. and the turn before that. Yep. Uh, oh, that, I'll show you. I have some tape. Oh, you have some tape. I have some tape. It just it was it was a bad bad case it was a bad deal for him yeah you know um, but it happens it's motocross right supercross um, well and and you know what Villeman kind of said that in my column today he's like I don't mind a little bit of that now obviously no one wants to see what happened to Alex happen because sure. that's pretty serious but to show some emotion and get pissed at a guy and give him a little love tap in a corner it's okay right but I question like. And honestly, Blake, you haven't been at the races, but this two of the E series, uh, we have the Osborne AC thing last week. You, you saw that. I you saw heard that. about that. We got that going on in practice. We've got it's a full out race. Savachi, I'm pretty sure. I don't know for sure, but I think Savachi was right behind Osborne in practice and would not pass him. Mm. And, and Osborne was slowing, and Savachi was slowing. Maybe in some sort of mind games, you know. Cat from, and mouse. From, I say, I say, Blake, stop it. Stop it. You have three practices. Two of them count for your time. Get out there. Lay a fast time down. Don't worry if somebody's in your way. They sure. don't mean it unless they're unless it's blatant. Unless it's malicious, you know, right? Yeah. Most of the time it's not. And you have 
10, 10 minutes and 12 minutes to lay down a lap. Don't stop it. Everybody stop it. When I agree with what you said, because I think ultimately what the fans want, what the racers want, and what you know the spectators want is they want to see everyone in the main, right? They want to see all the fast guys. We don't know if that night Amar would have had a great race in the main, yeah. right? And so to to eliminate a guy because of a practice incident that was most likely uh, you know just an accident. Yeah, no, Craig didn't mean that. It, it's no, a, no, no yeah. of course Craig yeah. didn't mean it, yeah. but just the fact that Amar might have gotten his way. It's a shame that you we eliminate one of the top guys, podium contender for sure. Yeah. Uh, Craig got fined, I think, $3,000, given last gate pick to the main. How do you feel about that? I was a bit surprised because we've seen guys get fined. Yeah. Um, I think because of the severity of the crash, just how he got just totally flung out there, and you could tell he hurt himself, yep. was the reason why it was so harsh. I mean, because if, if Amart would have just fallen in the berm, probably nothing would have happened. Mm-hmm. You know, because we've seen this happen before. And remember when K-Dub ran into Villeman? Yeah. And it looks similar. You just yep. come on the inside and just you just sort of destroy the guy. Yep. Um, we've seen fines starting last. I mean, it's kind of reminded me of the amateurs when they make a guy start backwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, true, we've right, all right, done right, that right, once right. or twice. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Here, take a click, click play on that. That's the lap. Sure. That's the lap that, uh, and the incident that made uh, Craig upset. Uh, take a look at that. Tell me what you think a little bit um, uh, when you want to. And I'll get to this call from uh, Radcliffe. What's up, Radcliffe? How are you? Hey, how's it going, okay, guys? First of all, um, first of all, your name is Radcliffe, right? R A D. No, R A T C L I F F E. But my apologies kind of, to the guy in the corner over there. I'm sorry. Yeah, happens. Um, yeah, wanted to say uh, good racing this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. It was great to see uh, that sand turn and a couple of uh, pass to the lead made in that sand turn. It was right, and there was a ton of crashes in practice. You know, so that was cool. Uh, not crashing isn't cool, but you know what I mean. Like it, it challenged the dudes. So it it did, and it I, seemed like the guys that were good at railing the outside yeah. did it. Even even Grant was railing the outside and taking advantage. How of about that, that pass by Tomac? That was amazing. That was awesome. It was awesome. Very Tomac esque. Yeah. Uh, I got some weird random question I want to ask you guys. Okay. Uh, what do you think a turn would be like with a hard pack bull turn with sand packed on the inside, with possibly a little berm on the inside to keep the sand from flowing out into the bull turn, and possibly, hopefully, not super hard packed? Let's ask. Let's ask the Supercross winner what he thinks. I think you just go outside every single time. But let's ask. I think diversity in the turns would be pretty great and, and as to how you go about doing that kind of depends on on the mindset of the person but sometimes you see guys going all the way outside sometimes you see guys going all the way on the inside mm-hmm. and sometimes there's 10 10 feet of just empty space uh i do agree that they might be able to do something put in a, maybe a second berm in my opinion something that they track in with a dozer yep. that might be be make for better racing at least on the first three four laps i don't understand yeah. blake why they don't every single race Okay, I know there's Dartfish, I know there's shadowing software and videos and everything else, but every single race, when you have a 90 turn, uh, put a little bump on the inside. See what happens. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I, I don't know. It's easy. There's tons of dirt to do that. Uh, make a little, you know, just try it. They never sure. do that. And I, okay, maybe if they did that, we'd see one way or another would be absolutely the best way. Okay, then you can make, take it out. Change it. Or whatever. Right. But they never even start that way. So I don't know. Um, Ratcliffe, thanks, uh, thanks for calling, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, all right, Blake Wharton, you saw the uh, you saw the uh, the lap mm-hmm. from my sources. Uh, thoughts? Tempers flare sometimes. <laughs> okay, let's just put it that way. I mean, we've all seen much worse, you know, as far as guys getting in the way of someone else and totally ruining a lap. Yeah. I did also notice that there was a yellow flag in that rhythm section yeah. before, yeah. and I thought perhaps that that was what got in the way of Craig 
you know, going over the table and tripling. Because yeah, yeah. that, if he would have tripled that, I think he might have beat Amart to the turn. A bit excessive. I, I just, I guess. Are you biased towards the Geico team that you rode for forever? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I'm kidding. I'm joking. I mean, it, it was it was a racing incident. I, I gotta say because we haven't seen that out of Craig. You know, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna no. let that we're gonna yeah. let that go. Uh, it's just a shame that it happened the way it did. Absolutely. You just don't. You just. Yeah, it's out of character for Craig to do that. Sure. Poor Amart. He told me on Sunday he felt like a train ran him over, mm. and he thinks he had something broken. <laughs> well, it looked like, yeah. Right? So, all right, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. The great Blake Wharton in studio here, a former uh, Geico Honda rider, uh, rock star Suzuki rider. Am I missing anything? What else? Uh, did you, what other team did those you? Those are my titles thus far. Yeah, I, I plan on adding to that list. Okay. Yeah, we'll we talk go. about that maybe sure. a little bit. Uh, let's get into the uh, the big star from the weekend. Uh, brought to you by Vortex Racing. Email Jake at vortexracing.com if you want a smoking deal on a set of uh, sprockets or a handlebar. The V3 bar, forty uh, percent stronger, twenty nine percent stronger than the competition. Forty percent off of that if you email Jake. Plus the the sprockets that uh, Cooper Webb and Chad Reed use. Uh, official Vortex Racing sprockets on that bike as well as the Babbitt's Cowie team, Gavin Faith, striking back in the chase uh, this past weekend. He uses uh, Vortex on the Babbitt's Cowie team. Uh, Let's get to the winner from Detroit, his first career win in a thrilling race, TLD KTM's Jordan Smith. Jordan, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you guys doing? I'm good. Thank you for coming on the show. How bad was your phone been blowing up the last few days? Oh, man. After the race, it was uh, (laughs) pretty crazy. I had people I haven't heard from in years texting me. Yeah, really. Uh, Blake, how about, okay, so Jordan had to go to the LCQ. Right. 18th gate pick. How Outside. about that start? I saw that. How about that? Pretty fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you pulled it kind of in Atlanta. Was it Atlanta or Glendale? What? No, Which? Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Why am I thinking Glendale? You're not a West Coast. Uh, no. Yeah, Minneapolis, you pulled another start like that from the LCQ. Yeah, uh, that's what TK said after the, the race. Uh, he's like, uh, we might have to, you know, start having you line up a little further outside <laughs> to get a good start from out there. I'm I'll like, t- that's not that's not where I want to be. No, but dude, you pulled it off, and I mean, again, like um, we were talking about on our race review pod, you know, you kind of caused a chain reaction from from your start, but you were in front, and that's what happens. I mean, nothing you did on purpose, no, you know, nothing like that. But I'm sure you just got away from it too, Jordan. Just just got away. Yeah, for sure. I think I did uh, come in contact with uh, Adam mm-hmm. in the first turn, and uh, but no, I mean going down the straightaway, I really couldn't see anyone to my left until right. the very last second, and I was already coming in, you know, mm-hmm. pretty hard to the left trying to get there first. And yeah. I mean, I watch it. It's not like I'm going to turn my signal on and ask if I can get over. You know, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. no, hey man, yeah, hard, no, so. no, yeah, you got to do that for sure. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, you got to absolutely, yeah. Hey, uh, I'm coming over. I got the start. 18th gate pick. And Craig was good, too, from the uh, from the other spot, from the last spot. And he, yeah. he just got caught, like, yeah. a little bit further behind. But uh, it was kind of funny how uh, both of you guys made that work. Um, what a yeah, race, I, though. I, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I actually uh, almost took the gate that uh, Craig got, even though it was all the way outside. Um, with the heats and the semis, they block off the right. or the skates on the inside and the outside, mm-hmm. and so that rut wasn't very deep. So I almost took that one, but uh, the one that I was in, it, it was really good. It just had a, a rock in mm-hmm. the uh, in the gate behind behind the starting gate, so we could get that out. And uh, yeah. 
so I ended up taking that. But uh, they were both pretty good gates out there. Yeah, it's, it's a great race. So Savachi gets you uh, going up to the turn uh, on the last lap. Did you know where you were going to get him back? Did you kind of plan that, or was that something where you were like, hey, I got some momentum, I can squeeze it by here, or did you have another plan? No, uh, really, I didn't even I didn't even know that uh, he was that close to me. Okay. coming into the yep. coming in, coming into the last corner for the white flag, I didn't even really hear him that close to me. I knew that he was there, but I didn't feel like he was in distance to make a pass, and it kind of caught me off guard. And uh, whenever I was coming over the finish line, I I knew that I kind of scrubbed it a little bit harder than he did, and I knew that it was going to take him some time to get in and out of that turn. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just told myself I was going to try and make it back right there. I knew that <laughs> yep. the track was pretty hard to pass on, and he was riding really good. So I knew that with only having one lap to get him back, I needed yep. to do it as soon as I could. So, yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah. And look at you right back in the title hunt, like right there, four guys now, uh, 11 points, like crazy. Yeah, it's it's really close, especially us from second to fourth right there, one point, I think, separate. Mm-hmm. So, uh yeah, it should get pretty interesting here with only three races left. Yeah. Um, one thing, um, I, I didn't get a chance to talk to you after the race, uh, so I figured I would get you on, on this show. Um, the the practice stuff that is going on, Jordan, is uh, – now, you're not really involved in this, but we saw AC and Osborne. This week it was Craig and, uh, and Amart, of <laughs> course, and Craig didn't mean to do that. We all know that. But I was talking to another team manager today and at the races, and they were saying, like – the AMA guy, before he starts you off for practice, he's all jacked up and excited, right? And you guys got the clutch in, and it's it's practice, as Al, Alan Iverson would say, but you dudes are going, and it's a little bit of everyone's fault. The guy was saying that I was talking to, it could be the starter's fault for getting everybody sort of jacked up. Like, Jordan, not yourself, but everybody else needs to really just back it down a little bit here. <laughs> it's getting out of yeah, hand. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, for sure, the guy – the guy uh, – that has a flag like this weekend, you know, like he usually tells us like 30 seconds and then kind of lets us know like five seconds. So like he gets us all like mm-hmm. you know ready to go. Like we're all right. trying to get out front and get a clear track. And, uh, and you can tell he definitely enjoys, enjoys getting us, you know, ready yeah. like that. And then this weekend he actually, but once we, and once it was like 10 seconds to go, he actually walked behind us. Like we weren't supposed to be that far up the starting, like the yeah. straightaway. Yeah. And he walked behind us and made us all look backwards to see whenever he was going to wave the flag. So, yeah, like, uh, hey, he bro, always, nobody's you know. paying to see you. Nobody comes there to yeah. see you wave the flag for, to get these guys all going. You know. Yeah, he's just got like a huge smile on his face too, and you're just like, man, like we're just trying to get out there, and it's <laughs> it is crazy this year. I feel like it's a little bit crazier trying to get out front this year than it has been in the years past. Like every, I mean, it's like a full-on start every time that we take off and practice. And it's like, yeah, you know, I mean, I feel like it's unnecessary, but then I feel like at the same time, we all are trying to get out front and get a clear track. And, and you know, you don't want to be bad, too far back in practice because then it's really hard to get a clear lap. Yeah, so, yeah, I know. You know. It's just kind of one of those things, you know, like, what do you do? But, so. but having said that, most guys' times, best times come from late in the session. Right, yeah, that is so, true. Yeah. So, like, what are you guys doing? You know, I don't know. It's, but I'll tell you what. Like, not only the stuff we talked about with Amart and Craig and Osborne and AC last week, a lot of other stuff goes on too. A lot of other angers going on out there from different dudes. You know, um, yeah. And it's just like I'm waiting for this thing to kind of bubble oil over a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I, I, 
just kind of try to get my laps up whenever I'm in practice. You <laughs> right. know, I try not to to get too involved with anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's always, you know, every practice someone's going to get in your way on a fast lap, and you just kind of got to deal with that. You have yeah. 10 minutes, which usually is about 10 or 11 laps to try and get a fast one. So, uh, you know, I mean, I just try and not let too much bother me and, and just keep keep doing my thing out there and keep turning laps and being as ready as I can for the nice show, you know? Yeah. Seven nothing, o- nothing really matters before. No, no, exactly. If you're two tenths off a guy and you're in third, like, oh, well, you have the second yeah. gate pick. You're fine. You know, I mean. Yeah. Second gate pick for all flat gates where, yeah. you know, where there's a good, a solid, at least seven or eight gates. Right, exactly. 702-586-7857. Got a question for the Detroit 250 Supercross winner, Jordan Smith at the TLD KTM team. Brought to you by Vortex Racing. Uh, same bars and sprockets that Babbitt's Cowie uses and same uh, sprockets that Chad Reed, Cooper Webb use. Um, I got to be honest, Jordan. So I did this story on you and RJ last year about Geico Honda, how committed they were to you guys, and you were going to stick there, and you had a contract, and then you weren't so pumped. You know, you said, hey, I want to leave. They were like, okay. You know, they weren't. They realized it wasn't working for them. It wasn't working for you. And that's fine. That, that stuff happens in the sport. But I got to admit, Jordan, I had my eyebrow raised. And, and Blake, you know the Geico team. They're solid. They're great guys. I had my eyebrow, eyebrow raised a bit, Jordan, going, wow, this kid wants off Geico. Like, why? But, hey, uh, you know, shit happens. Nothing bad. But... This has been great for you. This has been a fantastic switch for you. You've smoothed out a little bit uh, with your riding. Uh, you know, you just won your first career race. Um, so, yeah, good good move on in the offseason, although I'm sure it would cause you some, uh, you know, some angst and some uh, sleepless nights. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I've been with Geico since I was, you know, uh, an amateur in B class. And, you know, I have a lot of, a lot of respect for Ziggy and, and Jeff and, and all the guys on the team, you know, they helped me a lot over the years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm still friends with a lot of people on the team. So, uh, but, you know, I felt like it was a change that I needed to make. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think, you know, I was definitely nervous about it. And even during the off season, you know, I felt like I was riding really good and, and felt like I was way ahead of where I have been in the past couple of years. But, until I showed up at the first race, you really don't know. And, right. But uh, right now, I mean, I couldn't be happier with where I'm at. You know, I'm getting along really good with everyone on the team, and, and I love the bike. And, you know, I just just keep progressing every week. I feel like, you know, I had a really, really good off season and, and really good season so far mm-hmm. as far as staying healthy and stuff. And, and that really helps, you know, um, whenever you can just keep progressing every day instead of, it seems like sometimes you take one step forward and two steps backwards, and, yeah. and it's hard to hard to compete up front whenever whenever that's happening. I mean, Blake, you know, as a racer, you know, um, doesn't matter whether you're a factory Honda or a factory Cowie. If it's not working, you need to change. Instead sure. of kind of letting things compound and, and maybe driving yourself more in the ground. Sure, I I think a lot of it's about atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these teams make great bikes. Some bikes mesh better with other guys, and I think Jordan rides the KTM very, very nice, and you can see that. Don't you think he's smoothed out? Oh, absolutely, I jo- do. Yeah, Jordan, I don't see any of these gnarly Jordan Smith moments that we've seen before. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I feel a lot smoother on the bike now. Uh, like, you know, before I, I did feel really sketchy. and I mean, I was sketchy a lot of times, you mm-hmm. know, and, yeah. and now I feel like I'm a lot more in control and – you know, I can 
at the races and in practice, like I can work on the things I need to be working on instead of mm-hmm. worrying about things I feel like I shouldn't be worrying about. So uh, I definitely think I, the steel frame. Sorry, Jordan. I, I definitely think the steel frame suits some guys. You know, yeah. on, on the yeah. KTM, and you see some guys on KTM they ride immediately better. Some guys prefer the, you know, oh, the, the different bike. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. Yeah. I think there's a there's a theory there, but. Uh, what do you think, Jordan? Is there something yeah. to that? Yeah, I agree. Um, whenever, as soon as I got on the, on the KTM, it it just felt a lot uh, plusher and, and not so rigid, and mm-hmm. you know that's kind of what I had been looking for. And and I started, you know, right away on my my first day on the bike, I just felt so comfortable, and and I hadn't rode for a month or so before I got onto the bike, so. It was a really easy transition for me, and and I felt really good right away on the still frame and everything. The mm-hmm. the power is really smooth with the KTM too, and you know I just couldn't I couldn't be happier right now with my bike. I barely make any changes at the races. And yeah, it just it's a lot lot easier weekends right now. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's it's great to to have. Anything else for Jordan? No, I I would say that you know uh, it's pretty obvious that it was a smart move on you know on their behalf. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like you say. A lot of people would think, well, the Geico and then the Pro Circuit yeah. and these guys. But, you yeah. know, sometimes it's about atmosphere. You know, I had some – a lot of the, the really good years I had, it was – things were working. The yeah. team was working. Yep. You were vibing with the mechanic. You know, it's not all about a bike. You know, it's yeah. not all about just going wide yeah, open. Yeah, you, you riders are so mental cases. Unfortunately, we are. Yeah. <laughs> Real emotional. I, I mean, no, you're right, though. Yeah, it's, it's everything. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess you could be get paid the most money ever, huh, Jordan? You got the best bike ever, but yeah, if you're not getting along with the manager, you're fighting with your mechanic. Well, and I think a good. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Jordan. Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, yeah. Like, I mean, it doesn't really, you know, matter how much you're getting paid or you know how great of a team you're on. Like, if you're not having fun and mm-hmm. and stuff, it you know, it, it's hard to go out and do the work whenever you're not having as much fun riding your dirt bike and. That's what I think this year I've had a lot more fun just just riding. It's been a lot less stressful on the bike for me, and and uh, and it's brought a lot of the fun back for me. And and I think that's just the the change that I needed, you know. I think a good example of that would be like Eli. You know, he goes to Cowie, and everyone thinks that well, this is a great bike, this is a great team because you know RV was there, mm-hmm. and it kind of took him a little while to get to get you know the momentum going. Yeah. And you know, it's like well, the bike's good. You know, the bike's good. You know, the team's good. Yeah. But he was with Geico for so long, and he was comfortable with the guys. Yeah. But now it's working, and now it's clicking. And one thing I got to say about the Trulia Designs team is that they do look like they're having a great time all the time. Mm-hmm. Of the lights teams. Yep. Troy Lee looks yeah. like it's where it's happening. No, it's like a rave on the West yeah. Coast rounds. It's like a rave going on in the tent. <laughs> oh yeah, all the all the guys are super cool over there, man. They just they all love to just have a good time. It's it's a fun atmosphere at the races for sure. And uh, Tyler Keefe, of course, uh, he's a friend of mine. We text every now and then, and uh, I always give him shit for being so grouchy and being so angry at the races. But uh, I mean, he for real though, he does. He, I think he runs a nice team. He runs a, a good ship, and everybody likes him. Yeah, for sure. TK does a, does a really good job, and you know, being able to work with him this year, I think's been been really good for me at the races. He just, you know, he he watches a lot, and he he puts a lot of thought and a lot of effort into into his riders and into me and Alex on the weekends, and really watching video and, and mm-hmm. breaking down the track into little sections and and just tenths of, tenths of seconds here and there. And I mean, that's really what it takes when you're at our level, you know, just. Yeah. 
whether it's, you know, the wall jump this weekend, you know, which one's faster, rolling it or, yep. or doubling off the wall. And, you know, the inside or the outside of the sand and, and this and that. And it's just those little things that can make all the difference. Yeah, no, you're right. Well, whatever it is, man, it's working. So nice work by you Thank to you. Uh, to win this weekend. What an exciting race that was. Um, it was, yeah, back and forth. And, and Ferrandez led nine laps and got fourth. Yeah. <laughs> when is, you know, uh, that happened. Adam crashed. Uh, you came from the back, uh, Jordan. Uh, Savachi crashed. And then we had the uh, the Craig and Amar thing. The class is delivering this year for, for drama and excitement, the Team of the East series, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's, I mean, whenever we came into the season, there's so many guys that, you know, could win a race and get mm-hmm. on the podium. And, yep. and uh, you know, for – for us to be six rounds in and and the top four separated by eleven points, uh, yeah. I mean I think that's pretty good for the sport and makes it exciting even even for us racing. You know, I mean that's what we that's what we do it for is exciting races like Saturday night. I mean yeah. that was uh, that was one of the most fun races of my life. And, <laughs> yeah, I bet. You know, obviously, obviously it was pretty awesome. What are you gonna do with the bonus? Do you have any plans for it? Do you have anything well, you need I'm, to do? I'm building a house right now by MTF. And, oh, okay. uh, you know, I actually, uh, after I won the race, I uh, made a couple changes to my kitchen. So uh, oh, nice. I guess that's, that's, <laughs> that's where the, the bonus is going to go, I guess. <laughs> a couple changes to the kitchen. I like it. Yep. Yep. Um, did I see that Barsha's back at MTF now? Him and I aren't exactly on speaking terms, Jordan, but uh, <laughs> I, I see he's back at MTF. Does that help? Yeah, he's back. Uh, yeah, he's back riding with us. Uh, he started back. Um, Pretty much whenever he got off of his injury this year, so hasn't been um, a super long time that he's been back riding with us. But mm-hmm. uh, I think it's you know it's benefiting both of us. Sure, um, he's been riding by himself for the last couple of years, I think, for the most part. And uh, you know, with him and I riding, we we get along really good, and and we've been friends since you know uh, mm-hmm. I was I was pretty young, and so you know he's really me trying to chase him and and right. me pushing him I think has helped us both a lot and especially me just being able to to learn from him and and get to chase him at the track yeah. all day every day is is pretty pretty good for me. Yeah, tell him I said hi. And he's a big fan of mine. <laughs> tell him I said hi. All right. Um and Bri- and Brian Johnson there who runs uh, MTF, he kills it in fantasy. Fantasy Moto. Yeah. Brian Johnson. He's doing pretty good this year. Yeah. Dude, he's he's uh he's really good. Uh, it's it's phenomenal his record is. So, um, anything else for Jordan Blake? Oh, I, that's pretty much it. You yeah. know, he's in a good spot. I'd say in the championship, he's right there in the hunt. And so, keep it up, Jordan. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thank you. It's got to be good to know you can go to the LCQ and pull holies and wins. Absolutely. And win. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah, do. Let's not. Yeah. I hope we don't have any more of those. <laughs> I know, right? I, I could do without that extra stress. That's, uh, uh, that's for sure. I know. That's it's phenomenal. If I was a factory guy, Blake or Jordan, and I'm in the LCQ, I'm freaking <laughs> out, man. I am freaking out. <laughs> hey, but it worked. Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. that bit of adrenaline yeah. really it really worked, spiked yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Earlier in the. Uh, Earlier in the day, you know, it was like uh, with Amart going out and stuff. And uh, TK's like, man, Detroit's like never good to us. And I'm like sitting in there, I'm like, oh, no pressure. Sweet. And then, <laughs> and then I I missed the heat. I didn't make it out of the heat, and I'm going to LCQ, and I'm just like, oh man, this is not good at all. And uh, and TK was actually he's like, yeah, Jordan's going to turn that around for us. And then yeah, I had to go to LCQ, and I was just so nervous in LCQ and. Oh, oh man, uh, and, then, and then the main event turned out like that, and going across the finish line and seeing TK hanging out of the manager's tower. I mean, that yeah. was, uh, that's that a cool was photo. Cool. 
The, the Rock looks yeah. pumped too. The Rock looks super stoked in that photo. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't look too pumped. <laughs> oh, before we let you go, I meant uh, looking at my notes. Talking about the heat race, uh, was Cunningham? Uh, did he have a few words for you, Jordan, after that pass? <laughs> no, he didn't say anything. He rubbed his bike to me. I'm sure he wasn't too happy. No, but, huh. yeah. No, that was that was kind of a a bad move. I came in a little too aggressive there. <laughs> Just a tad. We both ended up going down. So. I know, right? I, no, it was. I mean, yeah. you were coming up on him, and that's that's all right. But when you did it, I'm like, oh no. Yeah, I've been I've been on the other end of that a couple times. Right, this year, and right. Like, I've you know, I got a lot of people being like, you know, you need to be more aggressive, make quicker passes. Mm-hmm. You know? And. I, I think I just took it a little farther. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But it all ended up okay. He made it, too. He rode great to get fifth, too, by the way. He was down the first yeah. time. Yeah, so. I thought he got a good good finish. I was pumped to see that after yeah. Yeah. we both had to go to LCQ. I was glad that he got a fifth. You're like, uh, my bad. My bad. Yeah. yeah <laughs> uh, sure. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Congratulations about Detroit. Uh, fantastic to see you uh, uh, really coming on this year. And uh, thanks for the interview, man. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. I want to say one more thing sure. before I get off. I just want to want to you know tell everyone to pray for the Gregg family. Uh, I don't know if you heard about that. I did. Yeah. Good oh, Cody and did you know him? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I knew him since I was probably you know six or seven, and uh, I found out after the race. So <laughs> one of the best nights of my life turned into one of the worst pretty quick. And uh, so just keep keep their family in, in your thoughts and prayers if everyone could. Yeah. Well said. Absolutely. Terrible, yeah, terrible so. tragedy. Um, thank yeah. you. Thank you, Jordan. Congratulations. And, uh, we'll yeah, see you this thanks weekend. For having me on. All right. Thank Sounds you. Good. Thank you. All right. Jordan Smith, everybody. Yeah. That Craig thing. I didn't know him at all, but, uh, terrible man. Uh, uh, the father and the son. So what happens, man, you just never like, you can never take it for granted, right? It's never like, that's funny. He makes you think for sure. Yeah. Uh, Vortex Racing bringing you uh, Jordan Smith. A uh, great ride by him. Email Jacob Vortex Racing for uh, the latest and greatest deals from those guys. Let's get to Sam. What's going on, Sam? How are you? Good. How are y'all guys doing? Good. What's happening? Good. I just had a, me and some buddies were bench talk, bench race talking, and in the foreseeable future, could you see Factory KTM signing Baggett with all his progress he's made in Supercross and how well he's been doing outdoors? Um. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I I I could. Uh Dungey's future's up in the air. He's got a contract waiting for him. Right. He hasn't signed it. The coster said he's gonna give him all the time that he needs. Uh Kennard is on a one year deal. Um he's not started off great, but let's give him some more time. But you're right, Sam, there could be a spot there for him. Um I would imagine Blake would like it. I mean, let's face it, the, sure. the Rocky Mountain KTM team is great, but the pay is better at the factory team, and, and everything is probably a little bit better. Bikes are the same. That's bikes what they are, say. Yeah, That's bikes, what I heard. Yeah. Bikes are the same, so you're not getting any step up there. But, um, yeah, I mean, why not? It's a good call. Yeah. It, it kind of makes sense when you think about it, Yeah. you know, because he has done so well. Um, but I think a lot of it would depend, I guess, on, on contracts and who's up, right? Because, yeah. you know, it's a timing yeah. game sometimes. Look, uh, Tomac's close to going back to Cowie. Uh, and if Dunge retires, mm-hmm. is KTM go in with Marv, and that's their guy? Is that their number one guy? Looks like it right now. Because Anderson's locked in, right? Sealy's locked in, Roxon's locked in, locked in. You know, sure. so you know, so maybe Marvin and they sign Blake, and maybe they do another spot. I love that KTM has three big name, big time four fifty guys. Yeah, you know. So, uh, yeah, Sam, good thought uh, could happen for sure. Blake has been, dude. Blake's fast. Yeah. When does he turn into the Supercross guy? 
Like over the years, I'd say. I mean, we've seen glimpses of it. Yeah. Honestly, I think he's had some injuries that have really stopped him from putting in that full season. Mm-hmm. But you know, his first uh, his first season on the 450 with Suzuki was was good. Yeah, and the year after was good, and even the year before. But he's had a few injuries in between. Yeah. Um, but I think this has been coming on for the last few years. Yeah. And it's really showing now. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for the call, man. Hey, cool. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh, Russian Bob coming up here. Uh, the MXGP rider writes for Factory Honda over there. He's fourth in the points. He got second in the second moto. Uh, good dude. I've known him for a while. Happy to have him on. Blake Wharton in studio here. Uh, race tech suspension, race tech uh, motors and suspension. Um, whether whether you know about the engines or not, they just started picking that up again, and they've been killing it uh, with that. It's been great. Uh, the gold valves are track and dyno tested to improve flow in your forks and shock, allowing a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance. Pulpamex 17 is the code to save at Racetech.com, whether it's engines or suspension. The MCR guys, uh, Freeze and uh, Chisholm and Alessi, use um, uh, Racetech for the suspension. Uh, Cody Gilmore uses the engines and suspension. 100% guaranteed to outperform your highest expectations. Look, just get your suspension serviced, jerkies, if nothing else. All right, here's some emails. Um... Hey, Steve from Kyle. I want to drop you a uh, quick line to tell you how much I love all the content, especially the Privateer Island pod. Those are coming out on Wednesdays. Living in England, I have always found it hard to get a decent insight into American SX. But since finding all your shows about two months ago, I can't get it. I can get it all in one place. Your weekly shows get me through the week, driving around our tiny island. And I'm also trying to work my way through the classics, too. Quick question, if I may. Other than Dino, who would you say has been our best rider to try and crack America? Not necessarily results-wise, but speed-wise, uh, English rider. Uh, this would make my Tuesday. If you could read this out loud and make me one happy guy, if you could send me some stickers. Uh, Keeper pin, Kyle from uh, Somerset, England. Hashtag lit kit, not best dressed. Thank you, Kyle. Uh, send us a contact form on Pulp. Uh, send us your address. We'll send you stickers. That's always okay. No problem there. Um, English riders to come to America outside of Tommy Searle, who's struggled a bit when he was here uh tommy was fast i raised yeah. tommy in the outdoors you know it's kind of there was a lot of pressure on him to do well uh-huh. for ktm in 2009 2010 um supercross was new so yep. I, you know we didn't yep. expect quite as much or at least i don't think they did but um you know i grew up with adam chatfield he was he's yeah, been here for a long chatfield, time sure, Stephen yeah. clark yeah. Yeah. you know and so we've had some guys but in recent years i can't think but uh clark did well at southwick one year chatfield's done good here and there Searle got a third at Hangtown, I think, one year. Searle started the season very yeah, good. I yeah. think he had a second one moto yeah. and like he podium. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but and by, by the way, Kyle, you're claiming Dino, but I still claim Dino for Canada. <laughs> so there. So take that. Um, from uh, Eli. Um, hey Steve, I generally voicemails for you guys, but figured I'd try out your email segment this week. If this topic is too sensitive, I understand if you can't read it on the air. If not. Uh, I'd like to hear what you have to say. My question is about James Stewart after WADA started randomly testing for illegal substances. What do you think the chances are that James may have had extra assistance before the drug testing in 11? He seems like he could recover quicker from all his injuries. His muscle response when riding was quick with what he wanted the bike to do, and he seemed to be always be in amazing shape. After the drug testing was started in late 2011, it seems that's when his decline started. I'm a huge Stu fan, and even if I did have assistance, I wouldn't blame him. Uh, thanks, Eli. Well, Eli, he, the year he lost uh, due to suspension is when he put on weight, and he was a different guy when he came back. Before that, uh, he was always that way. Whether he was doing anything illegal or not, who knew? Who knows? Uh, for me, Blake, I've said the same thing over and over. 
we had no testing for a longest time besides weed and cocaine. Right. Pee testing. Those are performance enhancing. Right? Yeah. So if I'm any top guy and there's no testing, I'm probably trying something. I'm probably getting IV bags between motos. Sure. There's no testing. There's millions of dollars at stake. You have the best bicycle trainer guys around. Just like cycling. That's right. I, I If you told me like, hey, before the water thing came in, uh, five guys are doing it, I'd say, okay, mm. because we've seen it in every other sport. Sure. Why not motocross? It's grueling. You know you know how grueling it is. It, that's a great question. Max Anstey. Thank you, Travis. Max. Max, that's Max right. Anstey. We yeah. forgot about Max. That was from my buddy Derek. Okay. Thank All you, right. Derek. Thanks, Derek. Anyways, back to the water thing. Like, I mean, who knows, right? Who knows? Who really knows? But like you say, because it's happened in so many other sports, it's easy to sort of yeah. assume. Yeah. Now, I do believe that motocross has been sort of behind eight ball for a long time in regards eight to... Eight ball? Is that a drug reference? No. Okay. No. All right. But it Just sounds kidding. like it could be. I mean, it could be a new street <laughs> drug. We don't know. Uh, but they, the sport has kind of followed the lead, followed the lead of cycling. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so it might it might have taken and, a little longer to get dude, there. And dude, how grueling is it to do two motos? At oh, it's 30, brutal. Thirty plus minutes. It's brutal. I, it's, it's. And the most brutal part is probably not the fact that you're doing these week in and week out. It's you know it's the fact that the seasons are so long and yeah. spanning the whole 29 year. Twenty nine weeks. You have no recovery time. You got to travel. Yeah. Been doing it since you're it, eight years old. If you're some great rider and you got millions of dollars. Uh, at stake, and you have millions of dollars in the bank, why not try shit if they're not testing? Sure. Go ahead. I know for sure. I know some guys who took HGH back in the day uh, to try, you know, to get Mm -hmm. more for recovery than anything else, um, uh, to try to repair their muscles after a workout. But, yeah, why why wouldn't you? Uh, So, yeah. Well, it's a bit of a shame because you have some guys who who, who might try that stuff, and you have some that don't. But if you have a governing body that's not – not willing and able to yeah. test for it, yeah. you're really screwing certain guys out of their yeah, career. Yeah. I mean, no, it's careers here. Some guys never did anything. I'm right? sure they're as clean as, uh, as, as snow. Uh, one thing I've said now, even now, to, in t- 2016, I've said to MX Sports, go knock on motorhomes and check for IVs because you've probably had an IV. They're phenomenal. They, they put you back into ready-to-ride shape. Um, I mean, IV after a riding. Right, right. Not, well, not during the Nationals. No, and it's... Um, I'm not accusing you of that. But with these motorhomes and these people able to put an IV in, go knock on a motorhome. They say they can't because it's private property. Well, and the thing is, if you're going to have a rule, you have to you have to follow through with it, right? Yeah. And I keep going back to that, but it's uh, we're not there yet, I guess. Yeah. I guess no. we're not there. Well, we, we kind of are now with WADA and everything. Sure. But the, but the, the, the IVs, no. Uh, something, Brandon... Mathis says, Alden charge all the guys he trains at Baker's Factory the same rate, or is there still a hierarchy like back in the Villa Poto Weimar AC days? If I'm not mistaken, before Alden opened Baker's Factory, he always had a number one guy like RV who paid him the most money and was his main focus. How does that work? I don't really know, Brandon. Yes, absolutely. Weimar didn't pay as much as RV did. He wasn't on the full program, whatever that is. Um, I don't know how it works now. I know that if all... uh, Alden Baker's brilliant because he's getting paid by Anderson and Marvin and Dunge and all that, sure. which is great. And then he's getting paid by KTM to be the official team trainer. That's awesome. That's that's great. <laughs> I mean, he's he's so making more he's, than most of the guys. Oh, are. dude, he's killing it. Yeah. Good job by Alden Baker. Um, so I'm not really sure, uh, Brandon, nowadays what it's like. Uh, also, when J Mart was on your show, he said his current contract is to ride the 250 class this year and move to 450s in 17, 18. 
Is GMAC going to be on a 450 next year, or is it, or is the 18 factory Honda team going to have Roxon, Sealy, Geyser, and Martin? No, Martin will be on a Geico 450 next year. Uh, so, and like what we said in our, like we said in our, in our, in our deal, mm, with the Supercross 250 Supercross season that Martin has had, I don't know if I would say stamp it. He's going to 450s in 18. Well, and there's also the the possibility of an outdoor 450 indoor uh, 250. Yeah, it's always yep. a possibility. Yep. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, last question. Um, Dungy thing. Uh, Steven said, "Hey, I have a few points to make. Uh, one is completely agree with you on how we are kind of seeing the Dungy of 2012 to 2014." when he was getting beat by RV and coming apart. It just seems like his mind is somewhere else and he can't figure out what to do. After Indy, I thought the same thing about the comparison with the RV era. Um, I know Ralph and Jeff are knowledgeable guys and are good at what to do, but why do they have to dumb it down so much? Uh, a lot of people talking about that, dumbing it down. They have to realize that uh, Emig and Ralph were on Fox Network, the main channel with Fox. So two weeks ago, it was two weeks ago, not this past weekend. So two weeks ago, they were talking to people who had never watched motocross before. It was a, it was a, a lead-in. It was NASCAR. Sure. So they, they did really dumb it down. Tear-offs, blue bikes, wow. uh, red bikes. Um, flags. The flags, the, the chase. They, they opened with Jenny Taft, I think, and the, the women kind of taking it over a little mm. bit. So that's all because it was on Fox. And um, so, you know. Uh, they're going to do that. They're going to try to get new people, introduce sure. new people. I know it drives us core fans crazy, but I get it. I, I get it as well. I mean, anything to make uh, to help the sport grow, in yeah. my opinion, you yeah. know, because this sport is so fantastic and the whole world loves it, yet it's still relatively small by comparison uh, to a yeah. NFL or a NASCAR. Oh, yeah, huge. It was our biggest rated uh, Supercross of the year uh, with that NASCAR feed lead-in and with sure. the Fox channel. So, so all that's good. Um so interesting. That's the gear. That's the race tech email segment. Racetech.com. Pulpamex17 is the code to save at Racetech engines and suspension work, and just get your suspension service if nothing else. Maybe you don't need a revalve because you're not as good as Blake Wharton. Okay, I get it. Get the oil change. Get the bushings change if nothing else. You hear that, Marks? Get the suspension work done. All right. I'm on it. 702-586 Pulp. Give us a call. Uh, if you got something on your mind about Detroit or even, say, the MXGP series. Uh, Gear Alloy, proud to support the sport. Sponsors of the Rocky Mountain ATV MC, KTM team with Millsaps, Baggett, and Bloss, as well as the NFAB Ampro Yamaha GNCC team with Ricky Russell, Josh, Josh Toth, and uh, Cole Richardson, and Jessica Patterson, of course. If you go to SoCalSuperTrucks.com, enter PulpMX17, uh, you can save at with Gear Alloy Wheels uh, during this year. Super, SoCal Supertrucks offers a complete range of custom wheels, tire suspension accessories. You want to save with Gear Alloy, uh, use the code and save. Check, get your truck in gear at GearAlloy.com. They make it whatever you need, five, six, eight lug applications. Thanks to Gear Alloy for doing this. It's supposed to be the cold call. But let's just pretend we cold called. Our next guest, he is from Russia. He's been riding in Southern California in preparation of the Mexican MXGP that is coming up. He uh, finished second in a moto in Argentina uh, a couple weeks ago. He is uh, fifth in the points right now of 82. He's factory Honda. He's Evgeny Bobrashev. Russian Bob, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, everyone. All good. All good. Just, uh, yeah, just, just okay. You know, enjoying a day is here in California, so today I'm having like day off, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, I'm doing last two training tomorrow on Wednesday, and then on Thursday I'm flying out to Mexico. 
Yeah, I saw that. Uh, and Fabris here in California also. Was it just the time change and everything, Bobby, that made it easy to stay in California? Yeah, that's right. Like, um, you know, it's it's much better, like, with, with a jet lag. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really difficult. It's a big time difference. So this was one of the solutions to come over here. And then the weather also, the tracks, you know. Yeah. There's more possibility for to do a proper training. And, uh, you know, I had a good good help from Honda America. So it would be big, you know, thank you to them that uh, make it happen. So That's awesome. Know, yeah. yeah. Um, did, you, did you meet Gothic J at Honda? Yeah. Uh, long sleeve guy, small guy, mm-hmm. Gothic J? Yes. Yeah, he's yes, a sure. good buddy of mine, Gothic. He loves MXGP. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he sounds, yeah. He, he's a good, good guy. <laughs> hey, what, uh, what California tracks do you like? Which ones are your favorite uh, to ride um, at? You know, like, um, you mean uh, for racing or training? No, or just training. Yeah, just training. Which tracks did you like? Oh, um, I love Pala. Yeah. Pala is a really good track. So um, tomorrow I want to I wanna hit Cahula, right? Yeah, Cahia. Cahia. Cahia yeah. Yep. So, the, the, like, Jay also says it's the, it's the best track. So I'm really excited and I want to go try. Mm-hmm. And uh, Glen Helen, which is so... Yeah, you know... They had, we had the MXGP over there, so yep. it's good track also. And uh, well, uh, yeah, and then I perish a little bit. You know, it's it's a little bit similar to to European style tracks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, but I love more like you know speed tracks, kind of power, so big jumps, high speed corners. Yeah. That's, that's my style. Right? I love it. Bobby, those jumps at Paula are huge. They're huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's really cool to see you over here, and Faber is, of course, over here as well. And uh, some guys like Antonio, they headed back to Europe, so it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Bobby, Indonesia was just a, a shit show with, in the mud. How was that? How was Indonesia? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but it's it's always a like. Uh, a big mess, you know, oh, like especially dude. the place also for athletes to stay there and uh, uh, and and then there is a rain season, so <laughs> it's, it's rain rain every hour and it's like tropical rain. Right. And then you know the worst thing it rains then sun comes out and mm-hmm. it's been dry. Oh. So, and then it's just a disaster. We had. Uh, because our second motor were cancelled. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And the first race, I don't know how many riders crossed the finish line, maybe 10 <laughs> instead of, <laughs> you know, everyone just stuck there. And yeah. Like Max Nagel, he just, he couldn't lift his bike. And then <laughs> more people came, tried to help him, uh-huh. but the bike just, That's know, it. he just stuck in the road. Yeah. Was it the worst mud race you've ever raced? Uh, I think it was the worst race for that ever race. You know? and, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. I have, you know, normally it's when rain is like you have more like water. Mm-hmm. But there was uh, like a sticky mud, so the bike were oh, dude. so heavy that if you fall, then it's difficult to lift it up. Yeah, well, not for you because you're built like a. You know, like Ivan Drago. You're built basically Ivan Drago from Rocky Four. 
Rocky, yeah, like Rocky, yeah. Um, other than that race, how do how do you like your season so far? You had a nice race in Argentina, a good uh, motos in Qatar. You happy with the season so far? Yeah, I do. You know, we just had um, yeah three three rounds. Yep. Uh, and and uh, at the moment, I'm happy. Yeah, I, I do happy really with my bike set and. And uh, everything how everything works, you know. So my fitness also in a good level. Mm-hmm. Just um, you know, like like at the moment, the MXGP is really uh, high competition. So maybe yeah. like top ten is really strong. So the start is really important for us. And uh, I know I have a speed. I know I can be um, on on top. So just uh, need to make it happen happen from beginning. The, the right. start, the first laps, it's really important to make it place yeah. you know and then just uh just keep going till the end yeah it's crazy blake uh, uh between antonio caroli uh bobby fabra geyser uh paul in uh uh, uh Sal is off to a strong start it's an it's a gnarly class bobby you've been riding it for a while and i've watched the gps and you're like oh man like you forget about how good these guys are in sixth seventh eighth place yeah, it, it, it's true. You know, it's right true because if you if you think like, um, the, for example, a rider who finishing at like seven, eight, they they can win win uh, uh, like GP. You know, next yeah. weekend, yeah, or be on the podium. So this is uh, that that means you know the the, the levels at the moment is uh, really high yep. in the past years. Yeah. Um, you've been following Supercross at all? What do you think of the Supercross season so far? Uh, it's interesting, you know, especially like Tomek is on fire at the moment. Yeah, yeah. He, he really cl- close to Danji, uh, you know, seven yep. points, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, seven uh, points. Yeah. It, it's getting interesting, yeah. It's really interesting and exciting, yeah. Yeah, it's it's been something else because we're not used to seeing Dungey you know, look kind of human. You know what I mean? He's Marvin has caught him and passed him in a couple of races, and yeah. uh, you know that's pretty amazing. So um, we're not used to that. Yeah, like like um, Ryan. You know, for, for sure, I I understand it's a bit stressful for him. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he lost lots of points in the in the last four races, right? Mm-hmm. So, and uh, it's I think it's a little bit. I would be stressed, you know, for sure. I would <laughs> right, be stressed, right. you know. Yeah, no, but, absolutely. But um, I know, like, Ryan is really, uh, you know, as everyone knows, he's really consistent, so that's really, you know, good point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, how's the new bike? How's the 17450? We, you know, you've been riding it probably for a while now. It's a very interesting bike over here in America. We have different rules. Um, Kenny Roxon was obviously riding it well until he got hurt. It's a brand new bike. How do you like it? Yeah, I love it. Uh, it it's, a, you know, when I tried that bike, because we've been slowly developed this bike, over, mm-hmm. you know, a few years ago. So, and now... You know, when Japanese came with this bike, and uh, straight away you feel comfortable on the bike. That which that that's what's uh, mm-hmm. important for a rider that you feel really comfortable on the bike uh, during your ride, and that's what uh, we have on that bike. You know, and then the power, the power is enough power on this bike. That's for sure. 
right? How much different is your setup from uh, from Geyser? Do you guys run a different setup? I imagine you're a little more aggressive, a little heavier guy. Um, is it a big difference in setup? Um, engine, not not really the engine, just the gearbox a bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I like when it's you know, when the gear, uh, you can keep longer, like, third okay. foot gear. Yep, yep. That's what, what I have different, and for sure we have different suspension setup. As as you say, I'm, I'm a bit more heavy. Yep. Uh, and that I, I like to have a bit soft in the back and a little bit stiff in the front. So, mm-hmm. And uh, team team runs a little bit different setting, yeah. Right. Hey, we're going uh, going back to Russia for the Grand Prix this year. you got to be excited. Oh yeah, I do, and and I think it would be a really busy weekend for me. Yeah. Many many people coming over, and then <laughs> people in Russia they like like to talk. So you know, and then, <laughs> I, you know, I'm a nice guy. I like I like to give attention to everyone, but uh, yeah. it would be like I said, many people. So. Yeah. Um. It, you know what? It's a weekend off for me for frol- for traveling the nationals. You coming? Where do I gotta fly into Moscow? Oh, go to Moscow first, and then uh, you can, yeah, then two hours more, and then you're there. Bobby, I'm so scared to go to Russia. Seriously. What Don't I, worry. Wh- I, can, I, can, I can meet you in the in airport in Moscow, then we can fly out together. I'm telling yeah. you, I feel like you could get kidnapped, you could go missing. I don't want to die, Bobby. It seems... I, I, t- I take care of you, though. Oh, okay. Not He's got connections. Care. Yeah. No, if I'm with you, I'll be fine. I know that. I know that. You're a hero in Russia. Um, <laughs> hey, uh... How much do you follow hockey? Do you like hockey, Bobby? Do I like hockey? Yeah. Do you follow Russian hockey players at all or um, no? Yeah, a bit. I, I a bit follow. Yeah, and then sometimes when I have a time when I'm back to Russia, um, I, I'm I play I play with my friends. Oh, cool! Right yeah, on. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, in the hockey. Me being and, um, yeah. Go, me being Canadian, you know, I don't know if you knew I was Canadian or not, but uh, okay. I'm a big hockey fan. And by the way, Bobby. Canada beat Russia by one point at the Motocross of Nations last year. Yeah. <laughs> one point. Canada is one better point. than Russia. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it doesn't matter who, who beat each other, but but I mean who's stronger than but uh till they stay friends, you know, that this is important. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, they, you know, if they win there or that team that's yeah. Um you you probably came up on Kevin Benoit on a KTM and was like, who the hell is this guy? He was number 108 or something. <laughs> you were probably like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? I don't know. Um, Mexican GP coming up this weekend for Jenny Barbashev, brought to you by Gear Alloy. Uh, hey, and last question before we let you go, Bobby. We talked about the yeah. Russian GP coming. Uh, are you excited for the U.S. GP to come? The Charlotte race was canceled, but it uh, looks like you're still going to be back in America in the fall. Uh, sorry, I missed the question. Can you, can you repeat, please? The, the American Grand Prix is back. Yeah. It was supposed to be canceled, uh, Charlotte, but it's coming back. you got to be excited about coming back to oh. the U.S.? Oh yeah, yeah. I I didn't know that. Like, I mean, I, I heard that they canceled Charlotte, so mm-hmm. it's coming back. That that's the good news. I'm I'm uh, you know I love to come over here and and race, especially to race and spend time. Yeah. Yep. I always I always tell people you're one of the coolest GP riders because I've spent time with you after the motocross the nations, and you like to have yeah. fun. You are a good guy. 
Lots of fun, uh, Boba Chef. Um, thank you for coming on the show. I greatly appreciate it. Good luck this year. Good luck in Mexico. Tell Roger I said hi, and uh, thank you again for coming on. Uh, thank you so much for your time also, and then uh, it was good to talk to you. Yes, absolutely. We'll, to you. Maybe we'll see you in Russia. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, let me know. Okay. Uh, you know like I say, no worries. Awesome. Thank you, man. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Russian Bobby, everybody, brought to you by GearAlloy.com. We're going to go to Russia. He's going yeah. to meet me in Moscow. I mean, why not? You have connections now. Have you ever been to Russia? I've never been to Russia, but I think it would probably be a pretty fascinating place I think to it would be great, but I would be scared, man. Yeah. What if I get into some sort of sex slavery ring, Blake, and I, I never come you, back? You'd be their moneymaker. Well, that's what I'm saying. Right. Like... I could never come back, maybe. Huh. Uh, and that would be very scary for me. All right, everybody. We're going to take our first commercial break. We got some new music from you. Oh, we do. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm going to play that when I come back. Fantastic. All right. Uh, you know, we changed our outro. I'll let you drink your coffee. No, no worries. We, ch- we changed our outro song to your song. I, I heard that. A lot yeah. of exciting news on uh, Twitter. People are talking about it, and so we appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Ho- hopefully, push some sales for you. Hopefully so. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, did we the last time? We did. Uh, okay. It's about views right now. Right? We just want to okay. get our music out, right. and we want it to... Uh, you know, fill the airways, I guess you could All say. All right. Well, Blake Wharton will be here when we get back. We still have uh, Christian Craig coming up. Uh, will Hahn is coming up. Jason Thomas as well. we got more segments. we got more things to do. Please stick around. We'll be right back after this. BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need. Because our passion reflects yours. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life. Van Halen and Fly Racing. Flyracing.com. They make much more than just moto gear. Mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts. They've got it. Flyracing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet. It's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Do you ride a stock bike? Then why drive a stock truck? NFAB offers innovative products to take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative, high-quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. The new RKR rails with patented detachable steps provide ease of entrance around town and clearance and protection for an off-highway adventure. NFAB's direct bolt-on MRDS pre-runner bumper with multi-mount and LED helps light 
light up your world. Justin Barcia, Weston Pike, and Filthy Phil are all NFAB users and fans. Visit NFAB.com to learn about all of the innovative products and how you can outfit your build. NFAB. Get your truck in gear. Attention KTM riders. Need a little orange bling for your KTM? Maybe some cool new KTM power wear? Or just a few parts to freshen up your ride? Whatever you're looking for, KTM Parts Express is your place to shop. KTM Parts Express. The number one online source for all your KTM needs. With over 40 years experience in the motorcycle industry, customer service is our specialty. Our warehouse is packed full of the latest KTM Powerwear clothing, Powerwear accessories, and genuine KTM replacement parts. Huge inventory, great prices, fast, accurate shipping. Use the code PULPMX to save 15% off your order. KTM Parts Express, the number one online source for all your KTM needs. Everybody knows Racetech is the number one place to go for your suspension. Everybody knows that if you go PulpMX 17, you get a discount at Racetech.com. But besides that, did you know Racetech? They are now the home of engines as well. Racetech suspension and engines, great guys. They've done a lot of great work for the, uh, a lot of privateers and, and different riders in the pits with their motor work. Precision engine services are dyno, flow bench, and then track tested to provide maximum performance and reliability. The Racetech engine services use the industry's most desired state-of-the-art equipment and a championship-proven experienced team. They're really pushing their engines, and they're really doing a good job down there, those people. What, think about how many years they've been doing incredible suspension. Well, they've added engine work to their program with guys that have been around the sport for a long time. Pulp MX 17 gets you a discount on their engine services, whatever it is. Rebuilds, performance, they can do it. Got four-stroke motor problems? Racetech.com, everybody. Check them out. Guts Racing, the leaders of seat technology, has tons of new stuff for 2017. Guts Racing has new products like RCH Factory Suzuki Graphic Kits and complete Husqvarna seats. Guts Racing has added new gripper material colors, fluorescent yellow and pink to go with nine other colors we already have. Guts Racing even expanded to more teams and riders. 2017 Guts Racing will be seen on JGR MX, RCH Suzuki, Factory Husqvarna, Cycle Trade Yamaha, Blue Buffalo, Barn Pros, MCR Honda, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Malcolm Stewart, and many, many more top teams and riders. Guts Racing has the world covered for 2017 and beyond. So now it's time you join the Guts Racing team by using discount code PULPMX2017 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, 
handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet... You're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. Want a chain and sprocket kit, but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 Performance Kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Chad Reed and Cooper Webb on the factory Yamaha Supercross team at Rocka Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 to get 40% off your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex Athlete Support Team for 2017. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brole. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. 
At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica Patterson. Be sure to check Check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Established in Northern California in 1989, Works Connection's original idea to bring top-shelf motocross and supercross products to market still holds true today. Offering protection and performance upgrades in the form of either aluminum or plastic skid plates, the patented pro-launch start device, radiator-saving radiator braces, or the unique tack hour meter with maintenance timer. Being just a few of the product choices, Works Connection stocks. Tested and trusted by RCH Racing, JGR Suzuki, 
Star Racing, Rock River Yamaha, and Babbitt's Kawasaki, you can count on Works Connection to provide reliable products that deliver. Available on the web at worksconnection.com or your local retailer. Founded in 1999, PivotWorks was created with the vision of providing a fast, easy, and complete solution to maintaining the suspension and chassis of your dirt bike or ATV by taking all of the hard-to-find parts within the different chassis and suspension segments and packaging them into one easy-to-order kit. PivotWorks helps simplify the way you buy dirt bike parts. You can save time and money by ordering a PivotWorks swing arm or linkage rebuild kit that contains all of the necessary parts for a complete rebuild, whether it's wheel bearings or a complete shock rebuild kit. PivotWorks has what you need to get your bike or ATV handling like new for a fraction of the price of the OEM parts. If you race, ride for fun, or just like restoring bikes like Mathis, PivotWorks should be your first choice when it comes to bearing and seal replacement. After almost 20 years in business, PivotWorks is still the leader in OEM quality aftermarket bearing and seal kits. And PivotWorks is giving back to Pulp MX listeners by offering a special 30% discount for all orders placed online. Go to PivotWorks.com today and use the discount code PULPSHOW2017 for a 30% discount on your order. Ride hard, ride fast, ride PivotWorks. EK Chain set out to design a chain that was as elegant and beautiful as it was strong. The result is the 3D chain by EK. The first thing you will notice about the 3D chain is its formed outer side plates. They have a curved form that helps to reduce weight. The centers of the plates have a recessed rectangular stamping that adds an eye-popping appeal. The inner side plates feature lightning holes and rounded edges to further reduce mass and put more power to the pavement. 3D chains by EK are available in three colors. Chrome nickel, black gold, full gold. 3D's elegance is matched only by its strength. 11,400 pounds of tensile strength to be exact. That's enough to handle any motorcycle, no matter the terrain. The QX2 X-rings that are featured in the 3D chain have a better wear resistance than standard QX rings by 30%. This more efficient design results in a chain that transfers 1% more power and torque to the rear wheel. EK is accepting applications for rider support. Get your 3D chain by EK at a great price through the EK Rider Shop. To apply, visit ekchainusa.com and click on Rider Support. All that I know I've seen is the strangest thing, the strangest thing I've seen in life. All that I know I've seen, not dead nor is living, the ground we walked upon is alive. A taunting endless path A Crohn's disease filled wrath Up to our chest as we debate Oh, won't you walk with me All in good time we'll see If in the end we will be saved But then it shines
Out, but this is something new. This is something that's not on the EP. That's right. This is a new tune we got. Tune we got coming out of Nashville. What's it called? It's called Strangest Thing. Yeah. And it's airing right now for the first time. Yeah. World debut. World debut. That's awesome. Facebook Live. I hope uh, people uh, purchase the EP from the last time you were on. We we, we made your song our outro and. It's good stuff. Sounds really good. I, no, I've been listening to it. No, yeah. Thank you. You know, we, we've got some sales from it, and we plan to continue to record, you know, and, yeah. and bring you guys some new music. It's so hard to break in, right? We talked about this last time you were here. Like, it's you just need that one well, break sure. to, to, you know, to get in. It's true. Music is a, is a, a fickle business, I would say, mm-hmm. um, but it's great, and I think a lot of people can relate to it, regardless if, if they're, you know, playing themselves or mm-hmm. just listening. Yeah. Uh, let's get to uh, Cody. Cody, thanks for holding for so long. What's your question about uh, Dungy and Tomac? Yeah, so uh, I'm just wondering if it kind of puts them on the back foot, them fighting for the title like this, whereas somebody like Moosecan, who's in comfortable third, um, relatively can test and train for outdoors and all that, whereas these guys got to keep perfecting their, their setup for Supercross all the way till the end. What do you think, Blake? I'd say that that is true to a certain extent. I mean, when you're going for a championship in Supercross and it comes down to Vegas, well, all your effort really is going into Supercross. And, you know, you can test motocross, but your mind is still in Supercross. And so you've seen it sometimes where where a guy will get the championship coming outdoors a little bit behind the eight ball. Now, did you ride east and west? I rode west one time. A majority of my racing Supercross was east, yeah. Which did you like better? Did you? Because you know, West gives sure. you more time to ride outdoors, get ready for outdoors. East, uh, you know, maybe better tracks or whatever for you. I don't know. What do you think? I always preferred East a little bit just because uh, the soil in Texas was more reminiscent of you know East Coast race. Yeah, uh, I did race West Coast, and I found that you have that break in the middle um, or closer to the end of your series, and you can test, and that gives you a much bigger window to test for motocross. Yeah. Um, you know, you like what you do good at, right? Yeah, and yeah. If you're more successful <laughs> right. on one coast, you're going to just pick that. Right. Right. Yeah. All right, Cody, anything else? No, that's, that's it. Thanks, guys. Awesome, man. Thank Thanks you. for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Hey, uh, the 605 and the 5 freeway meet in L.A. Uh, right there is Honda World Downey. Over 1,000 new Hondas in stock. Over 100 used cars. Certified Hondas and cheap as-is cars. Starting at 5K. Uh, so, Tyler Bowers, you needed a car. Go. 
Go to Honda World a few weeks ago. Bowers was talking about it. We've sold a few cars to our listeners um, from the show, and we thank you guys for supporting Honda World Downey. Uh, free oil change if you drive a Honda and you mention Pulp MX. That's right. Free first-time oil change. If you go down there, you mention Pulp MX, make an appointment with the service department, you get a free oil change. So go there. If you're in the market for a used or new Honda, uh, CRV, Ridgeline, uh, Accord, uh, the Fit, anything else, we thank the folks at Honda World for uh, coming on board with us. And please, yeah, look, check them out if you if you need a price for a car. Also, KTM, uh, KTM, uh, if you need a KTM parts, use Pulp MX code to save 15%. KTM Parts Express. Dot com easy online ordering they ship anywhere they've been in business forever for over 40 years power, ktm powerwear clothing the power parts accessories the genuine ktm replacement parts ktmpartsexpress.com go there mention uh, pulp mx when you check out save 15 percent wharton so if you got a ktm Go to KTMParksExpress.com, Blake. Pretty great. Yeah. Also, too, Ride Engineering. They're on board with us. PulpMX-20 is the code. Uh, Ride Engineering, uh, they're striving to help perform their competition from their lightweight bolt-on parts, anti-twist bar mounts, performance links, brake rotors, calipers, brake lines, all the way to triple clamps. Most of you people know these people from their triple clamps. The guys at Ride Engineering make great clamps. Uh, They provide a lightweight, precision-fitting product that will improve your riding experience. Everything's made in the USA. Pulpamex-20, rideengineering.com. Please check them out. A lot of cool parts for your bike, uh, bling, as well as actually really, really help your bike out and help your riding out. So please check them out. Uh, Jason Thomas coming up, Will Hahn, and Christian Craig as well. And we got your uh, more voicemails, not so much complaining voicemails here, and uh, and more happiness coming up here on the show. Blake Wharton is in. Let's get to the phone lines. Mike, what's going on, Mike? How are you? Hey, what's going on? Hey, first let me say, Blake, that's awesome. That was really good, that music. Thank you. If that came out like when, uh, when uh, back in the seventies, when all like Uriah Heap and all those type of bands and that sang a lot type of music, that shit would have went over real big. That then overnight. Thank yeah, you. it's uh, it's all made. Music nowadays is mostly made in a studio, which is depressing. Well, yeah, it's yeah. synthesized as yeah. well. A lot of it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it what, sucks. I, what I was really wondering is where's this New York Supercross? Because I've been looking for it for years. I keep hearing about it every year. I never see it. <laughs> yeah, keep looking, bro. Where do the New York Jets and the New York Giants play? Right, same thing. <laughs> yeah, but you got to understand something. They're New York teams. When their place is folded up, they. New York didn't want to invest no money in them, so New Jersey said, all right, we'll build a place you could come over here and play over here if you want. Yeah, that's but the I mean, that's why they ended up over there. Yeah, but same thing for the uh, for the Supercross, right? I mean, it's New York Supercross. They want to talk about no, it. No, it's way, not but... the New York Supercross. It's the New Jersey Supercross. All right, East fine. Okay, East fine. All right, okay, and, and another thing. My, my buddy got a bike off Craigslist, and supposedly it was Tim Ferry's. Well, that's so he wants pretty, to, pretty he fun wants, cool, he wants, yeah, that's me. He wants to know how to verify that. I, what year is it? It's it's one of them Nolene bikes from like uh, 98 or 97, yeah. somewhere around. Yeah, it'd be 98 or 99. Those are the two years he had Nolene bikes. Uh, maybe I worked on it, but bro, I don't know how to verify it because they were production numbers, you know what I mean? There weren't, there weren't factory bikes. But... I got a, I just My friend got a funny one. He said, what if he sends you the seat if you sniff it? Well, you know, it was Timmy's. Absolutely. If you sent me this, this seat, I could sniff it. I would know Timmy's smell. No doubt about it. I rode behind the guy. All right, Steve. Enough. All Thanks, right. buddy. Thank you. All right. Take care. Good show, Steve. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, Tim Ferry's bike, man. Yeah. yeah um, maybe That's pretty cool. If it's full of stripped out bolts, then I worked on it. It's mm-hmm. that simple. Um, all right. So, um, Blake, let me talk to you to the Supercross E Series. Zach Osborne has been on. Another, he's, you're probably buddies with Zach, right? Well, I did. I did grow up racing with yeah, Zach. Kinda, and yeah, he's huh? a little older than me, but uh, Zach was a. Uh... Um, so Osborne's been 
and apologies to anybody who's listening to this who race against them, but Osborne's been the best guy week in and week out yes. in practice and qualifying. He's got three wins. Um, he had the points lead. We saw what happened this weekend. Needed a front wheel change and uh, lost the points lead. Um, I talked to him a little bit. He's like, hey, I know I'm fast. I know I can win, and I just have to win. I have three races left. If I win out, I'll win the title, uh, which isn't quite right. Uh, well, no, it is, actually, if you do the math. But um, that sucks for him. But Blake, as a yeah. racer, what kind of mindset is he in? What kind of thinking, I guess, is for Osborne? I mean, it's a dangerous thing because if you go into St. Louis this weekend with, hey, I got nothing to lose, you could end up on the ground again. Well, a lot is bound to happen in the remaining three rounds. Um, I think it's been a standout year for him. I mean, it's pretty obvious. And so ultimately, I think he's got to be pretty proud for, of his performances. You know, this weekend, it wasn't necessarily his fault. I mean, he could have got out of the gate better. He mm-hmm. could have got the whole shot. Perhaps that would have stopped yeah. the pileup. But you know what? To go off the track, to get a new rotor or whatever they did to a front end, to come back and to make some points, you know, it's your bad races that will define you. Two points. You. He got two points. Hey, and, that, and that's a lot. And I'd say that he's still in the hunt. He's still right there. He's Like you said, he's still the guy with the speed. Yeah. And he's been pretty dominant. Yep. Uh, what do you make of Adam Cincerillo's season? Got a Daytona win? Got a Daytona win. That was a great race for him. He's kind of reminiscent of his backyard, I suspect, being from yep. Florida. Yep. And, you know, he's shown a lot, too, because he's had some uh, some tough years. I think everyone knows that. And he's proven um, to everyone he can win. You know, he's got a great track record based on his, his win-to-losses ratio, ratio in Supercross. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to see more good rides out of him. You know, don't count him out. He was close this weekend, lost the front. Hey, but that's what happens. Yep. It's a track. I guess Savachi's the guy you you never raced against. Don't really know, huh? Savachi, Cincerello were those guys were younger than me. Yeah. Zach was a little older than me, and yeah. so I didn't race Savachi, you know, a whole lot. Um, but he's definitely developed into a, a pretty great rider in recent years, and he's been, uh, you know, a threat for the championship yeah. the last two years. Yeah. Hey, talking about your racing career a little bit. Um, so when you've won some Supercrosses, you were always a, a very good Supercross rider, uh, pretty good outdoor guy, Lo- great results. Some injuries, of course. It happened. Sure. Everybody, um, I was talking to a team manager, and I'm like, because you'd mentioned it last time you were here on the show. You're like, I'm not done yet. Like, sure. you know, kind of done. But if there's an opportunity, I could get back into it. You're in great shape still. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to lose your skill that you've literally done your whole life, literally your whole life. Um, and a team manager told me, like, yeah, his name came up for a fill-in ride. Hey, well, it's good to know my my name's there, right? And it Purple Rain. Out. Purple Rain's back. Um, no, <laughs> it's uh, it's good to be you know talked about. It's good to be remembered. Of yeah. course, we spent our whole lives doing this. Would you do it? Um, yeah, I believe so. If the opportunity came up, absolutely. you think you could be top five guy, top ten guy? Uh, well, to be honest with you, uh, I wouldn't do it if I didn't think I could. Okay. Um, you know, I I've uh, my departure in 2014 was less than ideal. Mm-hmm. You know, no one wants to to spend their whole life doing something and then have a bad year due to an injury and then just sort of watch it all dissipate. Hey, aren't you doing something with the Alta guys too? The like the e-bike that Kiefer's been in here. He's been working with the guys. Are you doing something with that? That's right. I got the chance to ride the Alta machine a few months ago. Check out their facility. In Northern California, and some pretty cool stuff happening over there, and some interesting guys that bring a unique perspective to the sport. That's for sure, along yeah. with their technology. Yeah. Um, later this month, we're going to be doing a Supercross test day, you know, in SoCal somewhere. I don't want to say where, but we're going to take the bike on the Supercross track and uh, see how it does. Yeah, I mean, Hill took it on the straight rhythm track. Sure. This is going to be full Supercross. This is full Supercross. Yeah. We know it's been proven on the straight rhythm track. Um, 
a little different, same yeah. concept. It's Supercross, right? Um, but I look forward to it. I, I think that the bike has shown some some unique features, and yeah. if we could have a little more time with it, we could definitely expand upon that technology. We've talked about it a lot on the show because the key for developing it, uh, it there's a future there. Uh, price is a bit high right now. Yeah. Uh, that'll come down, and there's a real future to me in that bike. Uh, the way it is, the way it works, how close it is to 250. It's close right now, yeah. and and that's the thing. It's these other bikes. Um, you know, the major OEMs have been at it for so long, and for an Alta to come along, sort of out of nowhere. I mean, it's been developing for the last mm-hmm. years, I suspect. And to be that close, that's a lot of that shows promise to me. Uh, in my opinion, I'd love to see it out there in Supercross next year. I'd have liked to see it this year. I think that this is going to happen. I think well, anything's possible. I'm I'm an eternal optimist, yeah. right? Um, I would like to see it become homologated like now, and that way these guys have some time to really uh, develop the bike, test the bike, because you know that these teams get these stock bikes from Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, so on, and they don't just go racing. I mean, there's months and months and years and years of testing into just one model. I don't see how the OEMs let this thing go through. It's very political. It's so so much there. I I, I think it'd be great. Mm-hmm. What if we had like an all Alta class at Supercross or something? I mean, that, it's a possibility. I do know that the Alta guys want to be taken serious in the prestigious class, with yeah. lights class. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I mean, all politics aside, this is motocross, right? I mean, how much politics should should there really be? What I see is. I'm always for what can make the sport grow, right? What's better for the privateer? What's better for the guy who's sort of getting walked on his whole life? Well, so am I, Blake, but that doesn't happen in business. <laughs> That's true. It doesn't happen, but it starts from conversations yeah, and test yeah. rides. Sure, you know? yeah, yeah. I, I do believe that if people sort of saw perhaps what goes uh, goes on behind closed doors, got to see this bike on a supercross track, got to see what it's capable of, got to see a different perspective, a totally different technology, yeah. they might get behind it. How good is the bike, do you think, right now to race? Like, what do you think you could do in in a supercross? Suspension working? You know, everything working. Well, suspension is, is sort of like on anything else. You yep. know, you get the... Yeah, let's you, say you have it all set. Let's say it's good. I mean, are you... Blake, look, Blake, you're, you're a world-class talent. It wasn't that long ago that you were riding supercross. If you were on a 254 stroke, yeah. I would put you... You know, right into the main event, no problem, easily with with your eyes closed. Okay, now now we can work on going forward from there. Sure. On an Alta, can you make a main? I, it, I do, now I do believe that you can make a main now. Yeah. Um, obviously, track conditions would sort of vary. Yeah. But it's just like anything else. You know, the more time you put on these bikes, the more time you figure these bikes out. This Honda yeah. that they're riding now has been five years in the making. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They've had a long time. When Geico switched to that Honda in 2010. Totally different bike now. Yeah. It's much better. The technology is sort of advanced. Well, the same is true with the Alta. And so I do believe it can be competitive right now. Um, and I think it just sort of can go up from there. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Like, hey, the, the Detroit track, slick, Detroit, hard pack. Detroit track, slick. I mean, a lot but of... That'd be right up the Alta sleeve, right? Yeah. And they have a lot of different things that they can do that some of the you know traditional bikes can't with with mapping and changing yep. the motor sort of yep. um a different a different way of going about sort of the same thing where so we might change you know mm-hmm. gearing they can go inside and and tweak this thing with a computer it's quite uh, high tech but i would take my chances on it do you think it'll ever happen do you think in two three four years alta is racing a 250 supercross main event oh well, i don't see why you know, I again, I'm going to always yeah. side on, yeah, on 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 the side of the sort of underdog OEM. I yeah, mean, yeah. 
to, in my opinion, Alta shouldn't be the only one out there. It should be. You should have TM. You should have Beta. You should have Sherco. You should have Gas Gas. Sure. These brands just didn't make up. Just didn't come about overnight. They've been around for a long time. They've proven themselves in different different areas. You know, TM's been great on Supermoto. They've mm-hmm. won an Enduro Championship. Gas Gas has been good here and there. It's just a lot more rides. It's a lot more factory jobs. In in I, I've heard you talking at one point uh, too about keeping the lights class a little bit different and sort of yeah. keeping the 450 class premier. Yeah. Well, what better place to get a start for these guys than in the lights class? Yeah. You know. You know what I think could happen is so Alta. I'll be the okay. You're optimist. Sure. I think Mark's over there would understand that I'm a pessimist right. most of the time. Uh, I am. I, I hate to be that way. I, or maybe I'm a realist, Warden. Anyway, okay. Um, yeah, I'm a realist. Okay, uh, Pookie's with me because of my good looks. No, so okay. So I don't see how these jerkies OEMs. I keep pointing the TV because Supercross is sure. on. These OEMs, I don't see them how they play nice with an Alta. Right? It just changes the rules. Okay, fine, no problem. Alta, you're not allowed in. What's to stop Alta? There's a lot of unemployed racers that would love to make some money and race a series. Alta gets 20 bikes, has a little series of their own, gets some sponsors, pay some money. I could see a progressive thinking company like Red Bull sure. saying, yeah, e-bikes, we're in. And all of a sudden, Alta has a standalone series. And think about it. You could build a track on a street. Sure. No noise. Suburban areas, yeah. urban areas. Uh, it might be the way they have to go about doing this thing. It's yeah. a shame if, if they have to do that because there's no other way in. I agree. I agree. Um, because, you know. Right. I like to see all the guys out there. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Yeah. You know? and I, think be- that if, I think if the fans knew more of this stuff, that they, all the fan wants, all the fa- fan cares about is watching these guys out there. Yeah. And watching the privateers, too. You know, we might not talk about it as much, but there's a lot of fans for these guys who maybe don't have as much support and mm-hmm. maybe aren't winning uh, every weekend, you know, necessities, yeah. mother of invention. And so you've, you see a lot of cool guys, and I've even talked to a lot of the privateer guys over the years and got to know some of them. And, you know, I'm impressed with what they do. I'd like to see them get a shot as well. Yeah. And if that means getting these OEMs that already exist and been around for 20 years in the game, yeah. it's pretty simple. Yeah. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Imagine coming up on a guy in a supercross on an Alta. He doesn't even hear you coming. Talk about surprise attack. I mean, <laughs> you've got the high ground. I mean, it yeah. would be it would be literally impossible to know if he's behind you yeah. without looking behind <laughs> right, you. Right, yeah, exactly. I mean, it'd be scary. You, right. you have guys come out of nowhere. Yeah, I know. I agree. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here, man. Uh, I really... I can't wait to see you on it. That'd be cool. Well, I look yeah. forward to writing it, and we'll be doing a video on it. So, guys, stay posted and see what we can uh, come up with. Welcome back, everybody. Blake Wharton in studio. We're back, Wharton. Technical difficulties. We're back. You know what, though? We're seven years into this show, and we had so many technical difficulties for the first two years that it almost feels a relief to have to restart the computer all over again. It reminds you that you're alive. No. Typical musician. I went for a lyric, okay? Sometimes yeah, it works, no, sometimes why don't it doesn't. You, you should write a song like, uh, reminds me I'm alive. There's probably already a song out there. Okay. All right. Let's get our next guest, Christian Craig, coming up from Geico Honda. We've got a lot to talk about him. You know, um, David Villeman's been in studio a lot right. here uh, over the years, and he started working with Craig off of the show. Paige Craig heard wow. the show, heard Villeman talking. They connected. Villeman was a coach uh, working with Christian down in California, going to the races, sure. and they broke up uh, now. Uh, so we'll talk to Christian about that a little bit. Okay. I, think, I think it was fine. It's just Christian wasn't, like we talked about Jordan Smith, right. make a change. Right. Sometimes it takes a change to 
get you to the next level. And and that's what Christian did. And so we'll talk about that, but we ought to talk about the AMART thing as well. Uh, 702-586-757. You have a uh, question for Christian Craig from Geico Honda. You can go ahead and, uh, and give us a call. Uh, Blake Wharton in studio, btosports.com, and Fly Racing all on board with us tonight. And uh, the great Blake Wharton. So we lost about... Six minutes of conversation, Warden, that we're going to try to put in. Okay. So people are going to, before this, we may reenact our conversation and then move right into this. Okay. How trippy is that? That's, that's want, pretty cool. You want to take your musician brain and wrap it around that, Warden? Okay. I'm struggling a little over here. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for, uh, for listening and putting up with us, and uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, without further ado, brought to you by RoostMX.net, the Cycle Trader Rock River team. Use RoostMX.net. Alex Ray, the official graphics of Alex Ray, and RoostMX. Uh, Pulp Nation saves you 20%. They got stickers and, and t- Pulp Mex t-shirts and uh, a discount for any kind of codes. If you don't like Pulp and you want them to design something, they'll do that as well. Uh, over at us at RoostMX.net, great guys and uh, 48-hour turnaround. They've been in business for a long time. And please check them out. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, RoostMX, please and proud to bring you our next guest on the uh, Pulp MX show. He is a uh, Geico Honda rider, Christian Craig. What's up, Christian? How are you? Not much. What's going on, guys? We had technical difficulties before, so I apologize for the little bit of a late getting you on. So uh, it's all good. It's all you, good. you probably broke the server with your actions this weekend. I hope you're happy. <laughs> I'm actually trying to start a uh, GoFundMe page for the fine I got to pay here soon. Yeah, exactly. So you can right. go donate. That'd be great, dude. You win the heat, and then you're just like, "Yep, I'm screwed for the main." Everybody, that that. I mean, we'll get into that, but right away after you after you do that, it, it, that's got to be a depressing feeling. Yeah, I mean, I knew obviously going into the heat, I was going to have landscape pick no matter what. But mm-hmm. a heat win, the heat win. You know, they can't take that away from me. So no, no, that's true. Yeah, just a gate pick. Okay. Uh, and you almost, almost pulled it off, Christian, <laughs> from that from that start. Almost, <laughs> I actually got off to like a good jump, and I look over to the left, and it's like I see Jordan. And I'm like, I think we can clear these guys. Yeah. He started moving over, and I went with him, and then all of a sudden. I felt a bike in my back, my back wheel, and I'm like, uh-oh. Really good. <laughs> never, never good. Uh, 702-586-PULP. you got a question for our Geico Honda. It's Christian Craig. We have ex-Geico Honda rider Blake Wharton in studio. So, um, nice. Hey, it was, a, uh, uh, it was a good ride for you, though, from that first turn, from being down all the way from the back on a track that was tough to pass on. you got to be stoked with that. I mean, not the result, which was, you know, seventh, but um, with your riding, right? Yeah, it was really the first time I actually felt like myself and was riding like I do during the week. Um, obviously, my, my season's been terrible, and I haven't been like putting the results in that anybody's hoped for or mm-hmm. that I've hoped for. So um, I, I, I don't know what my deal's been, but I just lock up in the main events, and, and I kind of let my – I don't know what it is, but i uh, just been working on it, and – Finally, obviously, the, the first turn pileup kind of ruined my result, but um, mm-hmm. I came from way back and passed a lot of guys, and, and um, I felt like I charged the entire time and and made good passes, so I was pumped with that, but a seventh place still isn't where I belong. I belong on the podium, and, and uh, I need to get there. Um, yeah, absolutely. Hey, we were talking earlier, Wharton and I were talking about the sand section. Millsaps and, uh, and Muscan kind of destroyed it in the press conference about how they hate it. What, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I'm not a fan of the sand section. You know, Atlanta wasn't that good jumping into it, and then 
Daytona was just a mess, um, especially if you're mid-pack and you're riding these guys. Like, you, you just pretty much ride blind the entire sand section. Then you go straight into whoops. So Daytona was a mess. And then, you know, um, we now we have whoops going into this sand section. Mm-hmm. Um, and then actually, like, they, they put rollers in the inside of the sand section, like, midway through practice. And it just made it even tougher. But I think they're just trying to slow the track down and, and – it made for good racing. I mean, there were some crashes in there, but um, it was tricky for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, so practice deal. We we watched some film earlier. You were upset at Alex Martin, um, and uh, you you know you went in to bump him. There's no possible way you wanted to happen what did happen, but you did mean to be like, hey man, get out of my way. Uh, take us through it in your eyes. Okay. Well. Um we actually have like the whole lap on film and in the film that we have, you can see Alex, he's on a slow lap and mm-hmm. he's rolling the whoops. You can see him in the corner of the video. He's rolling the whole whoop section. And so I catch up to him like midway through my fast lap um, and probably three quarters of the way. And I know he knows that someone's behind him. There, like there's gotta be, you know, he's gotta hear the dirt bike or something. And he's standing in the line and then, we get to the sand section. I'm like, okay, he's going to move over right here to let me buy so I can hit this next section. Mm-hmm. And he moves over, and last second, he goes back into the main line to where the outside is and literally like, almost kind of hits my front wheel, but like gets really close. And I'm like, what is going on here? Hold on. So, are you are you in a submarine, or what's going on with your phone a little bit? It kind of went all. No. Can okay. you hear me now? Yeah, much better. There you go. All right. Okay. So, yeah, he uh, goes into the main line and, and – I kind of got frustrated with it, obviously, and then he doesn't jump the the next section, like triple or whatever, and, and I miss it. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm frustrated at the time, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm letting the emotions kind of take over, and I'm thinking that he's doing it on purpose, which I know he's not. It's just at the time, you, mm-hmm. you're you just frustrated, and you're like, oh, he just messed up my lap. So I jumped to the inside, and I wasn't <laughs> – I wasn't – you know, going to go for something like that and how it ended up. But, oh. you know, I was going to do like some aggressive and just try to make a little pass and finish my lap. But, you know, it just turned bad. And, and right when I hit, I, it just went sideways. So you were like, oops. <laughs> yeah. I look, yeah, I, we hit and I just see him flying and I'm like, this is not good. Like, <laughs> this, is bad. this is bad. This is really bad. Like I saw the whole thing. I was front row and I just watched him. Yeah just crashed really hard and I felt mm-hmm. so bad. Like the whole rest of the practice, I was, I was just, it kind of ruined me the rest of the practice. I'm like, this sucks. You know, I did not mean to do that. Um, and then obviously I come back off the track and I have mechanics yelling at me and, and just everyone shaking their heads. Yeah. But you know, they just didn't understand my side. I, I, I still shouldn't have done it. It's still wrong, you know, to let, you know, my frustration, mm-hmm. Uh, take over and try to clean someone out or do anything like that or put someone in danger. But, you know, um, Hey, Christian Blake here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I first watched it, I I knew that, you know, something probably had happened before to get you guys riled up a little, but me and Steve were, were talking and 
you know, usually when you go in to sort of block a guy or show him you're there, you know, they might check up and then, and then you guys are off the races again. But it was quite possibly the worst scenario, you know, when, when you guys came together and Alex kind of went to the throttle and he, when he hit that tough block, it just sort of made things infinitely worse. And, uh, yeah. so it's, it's one of those, it's kind of a shame, but you know, what do you do? It's, it's hard to predict. Well, I think. If we hadn't had the Osborne AC incident from last week, I think you maybe get a fine or a talking to, but tensions are high right now. Yeah. Uh, the FIM, John Gallagher, is under attack by Pro Circuit and Rockstar Husky and everything else. And, you know, I think it was a little I – th- I think the penalty was a little harsh. I mean, obviously, look, Alex Martin's a good buddy of mine, and I, it was a terrible crash, but I felt it was a little harsh. For I mean, there's no way you meant to do that. You can see it wasn't – direct t-bone or anything like that yeah you know but i guess christian like you said with those with the osborne ac thing they're going to come down hard on you yeah and and they brought that up um i don't want to say much about what went on when i went to the ama trailer but you know that obviously made things worse it didn't help my situation at all um they're all on high watch right now and and trying to like you know if Mm -hmm. anything happens they try to like fix it right away but um yeah, like when I when we hit, I felt like it wasn't a big hit, but I must have slipped his hand off the clutch or something to, for him to lose control. Uh-huh. But I like obviously I was if I if it was a big hit, I probably would have went down too. But I felt like it wasn't that bad, and no, and it stuff just went sideways. But still, I'm in the wrong, and obviously it, that shouldn't happen in the first place. But. Um, yeah, I let my emotion get the best of me. Um, we had uh, Jordan Smith on earlier, and I was telling him that I was talking to a team. And look, it's not to excuse um, um, your move or Osborne and AC getting into it and everybody else. Um, that's not to excuse it, but the team was telling me, like, the AM, and Jordan backed this up, by the way. AMA guy, this is his five minutes of fame, the start of the practice, yeah, waving everybody down, giving them a countdown, getting ready. You, you guys yeah. are jumping ahead with the clutch in. Um, like, back it down, everyone. No one's here to watch you flag guy. You know, everybody yeah. in your class, yeah. and, and again, maybe yourself included, needs to all just take a break. Allen Iverson said it's practice, man. You know, um, but the team was saying, "Hey, this guy's getting them going a little bit." And and again, every you know, nobody's fault but the persons, people involved. But let's back that down a little bit. Like, let's just make sure everybody knows this is practice. Yeah, and he's got the green flag. He holds it and watches his clock, and we're all watching with our revs, you know. And yeah. and, and it gets intense. Like the first lap is literally like a race. Mm-hmm. And if, especially if you want to get to the front, and that's what I try to do every practice and. It's pretty funny how uh, I mean we all do take practice really seriously. It's, yeah, it's uh, it all it is just gate pick, but it's more than that. You know, it's oh, confidence. Give me a break. It helps your confidence. Stop you see yourself it. on the board. Stop it. Yeah, it does. It's it's more than just gate pick. Warden, um, Warden, where do you where, where where do you stand on this? Well, Warden? break I, this. I, I do believe that there is strategy involved. You know, I, I what I found is. If you can go out, get a great practice in, sort of stay in the front. I mean, that sand section is pretty brutal. You don't want to just get roosted by a guy on the first lap. Um, there's, there's, there's good things that can come from that. Like Christian said, if you can lay down a, a fast lap in the beginning, it could, it could really, um, I think, boost you to the, to the heat race in Maine. Right, so- Very few guys, though. Very few guys are able to sort of roll around and then just lay down a heater. I mean, think about it. It's Musquin. Yeah. It was Purcell. Yeah. And very few guys can do that. But, yeah, I mean, if they were to, like, stagger the guys on the practice, 
I don't think, you know, racing's yeah. still racing. Racing's still going to be great. And, Christian, a lot of you guys get your best times at the end of the session anyways. You know? Yeah. So Yeah, I do it I do it because I I hit most of the jumps like right away. You do, yeah. I'm not a guy that rolls like in sure. in free practice, I hit the triples first lap like seventy five percent of the time. And you blitz whoops fourth gear, third yeah, gear first right away. Lap, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I do it right away just to, like you don't let that stuff get in your head. You just hit it and get it done. So that's one of my things too, is if I start mid pack a lot of the guys are rolling and so mm-hmm. I don't want to roll. Did you but, have you talked to Alex? Uh, he was actually on my flight home oh. today, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get a chance. To... Oh, boarding group one. Yeah. Go ahead, Alex. Go, <laughs> go on. <laughs> no, I saw him. Yeah, I saw him. he boarded ahead of me, but, um, I was going to try to talk to him sometime at the airport. and I just didn't yeah. get a chance, but I did text him and he texted me back and okay, so we seem to like put it behind us or, you know, put it behind us, but. Right. Um, it's hard for, I understand his side of it too. It sucks, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it happens yeah. to everyone, I think. No, no, actually. Yeah. He, he told me he felt like he'd been run over. Um, so, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, it, it is one of those bad. things. And again, I, I thought it was a harsh penalty though, a little bit. I, I think you should have got maybe fined, maybe a, maybe a heat race skate pick. Um, maybe, you know, a, a probation, Ah, uh, last gate pick for the main, though. You know what, though? Right now, the, the penalties, uh, we've been told uh, that if you hit a rider, you're ejected. Well, Brock Tickle hit Barsha in Toronto, and nothing happened. And I understand Barsha started that, but whatever. And now we have a, yeah. a, a, a now we have a, a main event gate pick last. I don't understand. Sort of I came just, from nowhere, I thought. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming. I, I thought of fine for sure. And then he was like, no matter what you qualify, you're going to have last gate pick. I'm like... All right. <laughs> okay. You're like, uh, okay. All right. Does that um, mean I'm just qualified? Like, I didn't, I didn't get it at first. But I was like, yeah. I can qualify still. But right. I'm gate pick. But, right. Okay. <laughs> you know who else was mad at you? But, was Phil. Phil was not happy uh, with you. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of riders that were really pissed at me. Um, it's funny. Like, I, I got back to my – it's not funny, but I got back to my truck after, and I looked at my phone, and I shouldn't have, but <laughs> it was just all over already. Oh. There was riders tweeting, you know, riders that were racing that night too, and I'm just like, I'm about to see this guy in ten minutes. Like, why is he tweeting me? Yeah, you know, why don't you just come <laughs> say it to me? Like, oh, karma's coming, buddy. Yeah, and all this stuff. And right, like, right. when I saw him ten minutes later in the tunnel, I'm like, uh, you just tweeted that to me, and I'm looking at you. Yeah, yeah, really, right. Uh, you want to talk about the ultimate move of like, uh, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, again, everybody knows. I don't want to come off like a Christian Craig apologist here, but again, Alex Martin's a good friend of mine, but everybody knows Christian Craig doesn't do that. Doesn't ride like that. He doesn't, he didn't do that on purpose. He didn't, you know, I think, I don't think anybody could be like, Oh yeah, he meant to do like, no way. There's no sane human being would be like, Oh, he totally meant to do that. I mean, it happened. You, you got to take account for it, but I mean, give me a break people, you know, all the social media people and all the tough guys, like it was an accident. Yeah, and I'm I'm usually known for like being too nice sometimes yeah. on the track. You know, I'm like, yeah, it's almost too much. You know, I'll move yeah. out of the way and and all right. this. And I'm just I'm too nice. So yeah. you know what? It's just 
Yeah, it happens. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I can't do anything about it now. Yeah, bringing you Geico Honda's Christian Craig uh, on the Pulp MX Show, btosports.com and Fly Racing. Uh, use pulp, pulp code Pulp Nation on roostmx.net to save. Um, all right, so, Christian, you knew this question was coming, too. Uh, DV, uh, co-host here, writes a column for us weekly. Uh, we really were stoked. You hooked up with him uh, in the offseason, and it was going to be uh, a great thing for our show, and we were going to all watch how you improved and how DV uh, yelled at you and made you skip rope with extension cord. And you know what? It just it didn't work out. Uh, I think you guys parted uh, parted as friends and realized it wasn't working out for either one of you. But what do you got to say about that and uh, and and getting away from uh, not getting away from DV, but breaking away from DV and uh, and everything else? Well, it was tough. Like that's the last thing I wanted to do. I, I spent the whole off season with him working and. You know, putting in so much time, and then we go to the race, and it's, like, the opposite. Like, I obviously, it's not his fault, but I just didn't ride like myself. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I just kept trying and trying. And after Daytona, where it just went really bad, I we kind of both looked at each other and were like, or he, he reached out to me and was like, I feel like I'm, I can't help you at the races. You know, or I don't know if I'm not listening or mm-hmm. yeah. what's going on, but during the week whatever he says like it it, does, it goes good like yeah he helps me so much and then in the weekend like i almost forget it all and it just changes and that's just it gets frustrating but we almost both kind of agreed to uh yeah you know i tried indy by myself i'm like hey just you know we don't you don't need to come to indy just let me try to figure this out by myself i mm-hmm. it's obviously me it's nobody around me my bike's good my team's good you know, you're helping me. It's just me at the end of the day. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of had to look at myself in the mirror and figure out my own, my own problems first. And, um, you know, after Indy, I'm like, you know, I'm not just be better just to, uh, let me figure this out. And, and yeah. I hope we can, you know, remain free <laughs> after, uh, Detroit this weekend. And I fell in the first corner. He actually texted Paige and was like, Hey, tell him to get up faster when he falls. <laughs> <laughs> Still coaching, funny. yeah. Still coaching, yeah. And, and hey, look, you spent a lot of money at this too. Like you're, you were all in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I invested a lot. Yeah, I did. Um, so, but you know what? We were unfortunate. It is, it is. But um, these things don't always work, and this is why. You know, we've certainly not the first rider coach in the sport or rider trainer to go separate ways. But Blake, like we talked about with Jordan Smith, I mean, Jordan Smith had a contract with Geico. I wrote a big story about how everyone believed in him and he was going back with Geico and he just felt like I got to change. And Geico probably felt like, hey, it's not working out. And now Jordan's doing well. And Blake, things change. Yeah, Yeah. And sometimes change is good. You've seen that in certain writers' careers where they make a change and then things just click. And whether that's with a with a trainer or with that's whether that's with a team or even a going to the 450 class or the lights class, um, and it worked for it worked for Jordan. Yeah. So I mean, you know, like you said, Christian, it wasn't going the way you wanted to. So, got to change something. You did the, the the definition of stupidity or insanity, I should say, is doing the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, and so I mean, it works out for both of us and. We're like actually we became pretty close, me and DV, and mm-hmm. when he stayed with us, when he stayed with me in Florida for the couple of weeks, uh, it was it was a lot of fun, and like I enjoyed, you know, working with him yep. and, and all that. So, you know, I I hope we can kind of keep somewhat close. Yeah, and I mean, there's you know, I'm sure there's things that that he did teach you that you're still using right now. It's not like you threw everything oh, out yeah, the window, sure. like where you're just like ah, yeah. forget it, you know. So, 
No, no, definitely not. I, like, <laughs> just little stuff like seat bouncing, and I seat bounce something like now, and I'm like, DV would be so mad if I'm seat bouncing this, and he sees this. So <laughs> I'll stand up next lap. <laughs> yeah, and, and then so he, he get help. He, he gets to stay in his sweats and watch the races from his couch with his cat. Yeah, so he's happy. <laughs> it doesn't hurt him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, we were talking like, okay, we touched on the practice stuff and everything else, and. It's been a great season. It's unfortunate, Christian, that you know at this point all you can do is play a spoiler and get in between those guys and you know get on the box or win. But what a season! What a season! And then you have you know the uh, the the practice stuff with Osborne and AC, and then this this main event. Like, man, it's been fun to watch. I, I, not for you, obviously, but it's been fun. Yeah, it's been a crazy season. A lot of right? like, uh, yeah, a lot of different stuff has happened, and I wish I could be in the points chase or just battling with those guys. Like I've yet to be in a main, like, like I watched the main from this last week and I saw the battle with Ferrandez, mm-hmm. Vachi and Cincerello. And I'm like, like, why can't I be right there with them? You know, it looked fun. And it yeah. looked like they're all just, you know, battling for the win. It looked cool. So, um, you know, I, obviously I belong up there and my speed's there during, you know, during the week and yeah. I practice on Saturdays and even in, in heat races, I've won heat races. It's just, yeah. It's bring it to the main now and, and um, start up there with those guys, and I think I can I can do it. Uh, let's get to some phone calls for you. Ron, what's going on? Uh, what's your question for Christian Craig? Well, it sounds like you just answered it. Um, so I guess, I guess I guess I can say from an outsider's perspective, mm-hmm. however valuable or invaluable this is, <laughs> I've watched you ride, man, Um the last time I saw you ride was at uh, uh, Zaka. It was it was it was like it was it was like ballet. You were so smooth and fast, <laughs> and um, I expected you this year. Oh my God, just to just to be up front. Um, so I kind of figured the problem was DV, although I really do kind of like the guy. Um, so I guess the good news is that. You know, you still got it. So (laughs) (laughs) nothing's you haven't. You know, it just was a temporary mistake, and I'm just guessing. And you're just going to go on and and do what you know how to do, which is probably be a champion. So, anyways, um, thumbs up to you, and and um, love your riding style. It's so it just seems so effortless and smooth. Um, when I go out and try to ride myself, I, I try to think of uh, uh, of your example. So yeah, there you uh, go. Cool. Thanks, man. I take care, it. guys. Thanks, thanks, Ron. Appreciate it. Uh, Blake, have you ever in your career uh, have you been in a slump a bit like Christian, where you just nothing was going right, but you felt good, but nothing was working in the weekend? What did you do differently, or did? Or you were just killing it all the time, Wharton. You never had to worry about. Oh it. no, 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 no. <laughs> no, there's always moments. I'd say in an athlete's you know, career where he might feel a little bit down or he might need a change. You know, if things are going perfect, you don't change anything, right? But when things get off off rhythm a little bit and you feel like just things aren't clicking, well, then make a change um, because, yeah. you know, <laughs> you can only go up from there. I mean, even something as, as simple as uh, a different track to ride during the week or whatever, right? Different track to ride, a different coach, different suspension, yeah. a different mindset even, yeah. you know? How's the yeah. rock? How's the rock yeah. been, Craig? Has he been? How's he been? Stoic. Stoic. <laughs> uh, he's he's just as frustrated as me. Like he sees the speed during the week, and, and then on Saturdays, and he's like, "What is it? Like, 
dude, you're the fastest guy, like all this stuff. And he's like, yeah. tell me what it is. Like, so, you know, we've, right. we've talked quite a bit, like a lot. And, and he's helped too, like with my mentality and all that. So, uh, yeah. um, you know, I've, it's frustrating for sure, like to be in the position I am and, and what I expected out of myself this year and what everybody else did too. You know, it's like I came in so confident and, and the first round I left with the 12th and it's with no confidence, you know, yeah. it's just, uh, um, you know, my, I, I know it's, there's, there's better days ahead. Oh, uh, sure. yeah, there has to be with your talent and your team and everything else. You, you know my theory. Yeah. I've written it and said it a hundred times. You know my theory. What? The switch to the East. It just oh, it threw yeah. everything off. It just it just it wasn't good. And nobody knows that. J Mart didn't do what he was supposed to do, and that's my theory. Yeah, I mean, you could people could say whatever, but mm. I you know. It, yeah, no, no. Yeah, I'm not on the inside, so hey, whatever. That's Can't just... take it back now, you know. No, no, absolutely not. No, absolutely. Um, now we know. Yeah, but man, uh, Ch- Chase Sexton breaks his leg first race. R.J. Hampshire is out. J. Mart has been fast like you, but hasn't had a ton of results. Um, it's been a rough year for Geico Honda, and then Jordan Smith wins. Oh, Larocco probably wanted to just jump off that tower. Um, it's been <laughs> one of those years. J.G.R. Suzuki's going through it too. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe somebody walked under. Maybe DV had a black cat and he walked under it or over <laughs> it or I don't know. You know, I think every team goes through it. Um, mm-hmm. PC, what? When was the last time? Yeah. I mean, they had a couple bad years also. Oh, absolutely, they're killing it now. It's but frustrating because yep. yep. yeah, yeah, like um, stars obviously on top these past however many years and. Mm-hmm. And now it's PC's turn again. But you know, Geico went through however many years with winning titles. Yep, and so. It's hard to go from winning so much to not winning at all this year yet. So um, the whole team's frustrated, obviously, and it sucks because you know I see it, and and they're all working so hard for us to do well and win, and and I'm not putting in the results. So um, you know it's all on me and and all of the riders. Also, it's it sucks with all the injuries. Like Chase was, uh, he has yet to race a pro race. You know it's so frustrating to see you know he's a close friend of mine and Mm -hmm. he goes to his first supercross and i know he's nervous and i just try to talk him through it like of how you know how it's going to go and and tell him to calm down and just a little mistake and he breaks his leg and it's just yeah you know it it sucks no it it happens though and i think it just makes everybody stronger did tyler keith have you talked to tyler keith your old manager (laughs) well yeah i used to talk to him quite a bit until saturday yeah. So, and now, not um, so much. I understand his frustration. He's going to be mad. Um, and then Alex's mechanic was actually my mechanic when I rode for TLD. So, uh, you know, um, oh, yeah. they're all pretty frustrated with me, and, and they deserve to be. You know, I got the rider hurt, and they, yeah. they could, he couldn't race. So they can be mad. It's clean. I mean, I'm going to apologize, and I apologize yeah. to all them and, and to Alex and but you know, I can only do so much. No, absolutely. Yeah, you said what you said. You said what you're going to say, and that's it, right? You got to move on and, and go to St. Yeah. Louis this weekend. Sweet dirt in St. Louis this weekend. So, yeah, never been there. So we'll see. Yeah, I guess That'll that's be true. Good. Yeah, yeah, you never been to a lot of these places, right? I liked uh, Detroit though. It, it was like Honda track, mm-hmm. like uh, during the summer and 100 degrees, and there's no water. It was just like that. <laughs> it was nice, dude. I can imagine. I actually did like it though. I felt. Yeah. You come out of the the finish and you go down the start straight. And I, like the concrete, like 
I did enjoy it because I felt like I was at home, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could only apply the throttle so much, right? Otherwise, you were just going sideways. It's a real throttle control. Yeah, and it's yeah. not like you just you can't just send it like a lot of the 250 guys do. It was just wide open. You had to be precise with it, so there was technique in it. It was cool. Um, all right, man. Well, hey, thank you for coming on. I uh, appreciate it. Um, yeah. Too bad about your year. It's not going great. I think it was cool for you to come on the show with all that's happened and explain your side. And again, uh, you know, I, I, none of us uh, think that you meant to do that, and it sucks for Amart. Yeah. And, and you know what I mean. And you you started last yeah. in the main event, and and you know you paid your price. And yeah, so um, props for coming on, anyways, and talking about it. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Um, all right, awesome. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Christian. Talk to you soon. All right, have a good one. All right, Bye. see you. Christian Craig, everybody from Geico Honda, brought to you by RoostMX.net. What do you think, Blake? Well, I can tell that Christian is a little bit down. You know, it's it's not been the year that he's wanted or the year that others have expected. You know, um, but there's still racing left. You know, and and more of a chance and more of a reason to get out there, mix it up, and take one of those wins. Like you said, you can always play the spoiler. And yeah. it pressures off your shoulders. Yeah. Uh, what do you have to lose now? Can you imagine him uh, if he figures this out? We know he's got the talent. He's won heat races. Sure. He's, he's fat. Can you imagine if he comes in and starts like getting in between Osborne, Zavachi, AC, and all these dudes? I'd say it's very possible. Yeah, yeah. I, do, I do too. And it's going to really mix the championship up uh, big time. So uh, looking forward to seeing what, what he can do. And, and poor Alex Martin. And you know, and, and he, all you can do is be what Christian said. Just be straight up about it. Yeah. Just well, he's. Like, that's what happened. He did what he what he can. You know, yeah. he apologized, and that's more than most guys would do. I think. Yeah. I do think he took the fall because of what you said. You know, there's been so much action yeah. in practice that they kind of wanted to make an example yep. out of him. I mean, who's lost their gate pick position in recent years? Yeah, I haven't heard of that happening. Uh, it happened in a heat race to a dude. I don't know who, but somebody okay. somebody started. Uh, well, J Law at Hangtown. Well, that was some time ago. Yep. When yep. him and Filippoto oh, came together, seven whatever that was. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you? Ever gotten into a slamming beef, a T-bone uh, issue with a rider, and then had to go at the race and talk to him about it, or they come to you, or like, what's that like? You know, in amateur racing, there's a lot of there's a lot of brutal racing, I guess you could say, and we would we would have that happen sometimes with some old rivalries. Um, and in the pros, uh, we had I had a bout with Bowers in 2013, as I'm sure you remember, and that oh yeah yeah yeah, and that one got a lot of attention, and and people didn't like that. People are very opinionated. All of a sudden, they kind of sort of come out of the woodworks <laughs> and start telling you how to race. And so I can uh, relate to Christian a bit. You know, it's uh, it's racing. You can only do so much predicting out there. Do you? If, okay, so if you're Christian, uh, he didn't talk to Amart um, because he didn't want to go up on the plane and everything else. Do you approach him at the race or do you just let it – what do you do? What's the etiquette there, Blake? That wasn't probably the most awkward silence that they might have had on that plane. They might have even sat next to each other. You know, <laughs> um, I, I think that – you could try to go up and talk to the guy. You could try to go talk with Alex. Being Alex, yeah. Alex is is very yeah. you know nice guy yeah. from what I've heard, and yeah. so I'm sure he could have, and and Alex would have been understanding to an extent. Mm-hmm. And I think that would have been great if they could have. But you know, it's it's still awkward, and tensions are still a bit high. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just the next yeah. day, yeah. right? Yeah, I don't remember you really getting into all Bowers thing, like you said. But generally speaking, you you rode pretty clean. You passed people clean. You, you tried to, you know, generally speaking, we had, yeah. you know, I had a lot of clean races and I had a, a bit of a run in with Sipes in 2011 Bowers in 13. And those were sort of publicized for the whole world to see. Yeah. And uh, everyone has their opinion, you know, but it's, yeah. It's racing at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Blake Wharton here on the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com and uh, Fly Racing. Uh, you don't drive a stock 
bike, so why drive a stock truck? Uh, N-Fab.com, proudly built in Houston, Texas, USA. Big part of the NFAB JGR uh, Suzuki team. And uh, each week we check in with a member of the squad uh, over there at JGR. And uh, this week for the NFAB segment, I checked in with uh, Big John. He drives a truck. He does a lot of things. Uh, please listen to this uh, recording interview from John. If you want to drive a truck for a team, uh, he outlines it here a little bit and talks about what he does. So uh, listen to this uh, NFAB JGR check-in, and we'll be right back with more. And, and Will Hans coming up, and Blake Wharton's here. All right, this is the NFAB JGR check-in, n-fab.com, proudly built in Houston, Texas, USA. Terrific, terrific truck parts that I have waiting for for my Ridgeline. Anyways, I'm here with Big John, the JGR NFAB Suzuki driver. Uh, John, what's going on? How are you, man? Uh, doing pretty good today up in Detroit. A little cold. Uh, we should have raced on Friday. Yesterday it was around 70. Today, probably around 35, 40. So, yeah, yesterday would have been a lot better. Fantastic job on the tri-tip today. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, did a little tri-tip, uh, turkey, some chicken, pork, pasta salad, and uh, some vegetables. Here's what people don't understand. I get, I get people hitting me up about truck driving jobs. They want to drive the truck. They want to work for a race team. It's a lot more than just driving the truck. I don't think people realize that, right? Right. It's a lot more than just driving the truck. Um, just just the cooking and shopping is a big deal, you know. And then uh, making sure everything goes the right way, what you're supposed to do on race day, to make sure the riders and the mechanics jobs gets done the right way. And then... Uh, during the outdoors, when we do all the washing and stuff, make sure the pressure washers are all set up and soaps and just yeah. certain things like that. It just makes it, you know, if I do my job good, then the mechanics, their, their job's a little easier. If we had 100%, if we had a pie with 100%, what percent would be driving the truck to do your job? Oh. Is it 50, 60? No, probably 25. Yeah, see what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's the driving part's the easy part. Right. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, me being Canadian, went to Toronto. Do you like that stuff? Does the border add a whole lot of hassle to your job? It's a little bit when you're going across, the heart rate goes up a little, uh -huh. just anticipation <laughs> of never had a problem. Yeah. And I like going to Canada. I like Toronto. Toronto, to yeah. me, is a, a great city. I'd like to go during the the summer right. when it when it's dry where it's the streets maybe are clean and whatever because during the winter when we go it seems like everything's you know piled up with right. snow and stuff like that so i think it'd be really neat during the summer you have to document everything that's in your trailer for these guys right yes yep they want to know what all the nuts and bolts and all that i don't do that right. the mechanics and jeremy and our accountant lady yeah. she takes care of that right. But, again, they could pull you over and go through your truck and get illegal gas or anything. Correct. Yeah. Yes, yes. They could. Yes. I haven't had that problem. Hey, uh, are you filming? Do you film for the team? Yes, I do film for Supercross. Yeah. All right. So that's another thing that you do. you got to go up to the truck driver, to the filming booth. A bunch of truck drivers are there with cameras. you got to film Barsha, film Weimer, film Cunningham. Like, it's, a, it's and it, that ain't easy. No, that's a, well, it's not that it's hard or strenuous, yeah. but it takes away from time that I could be doing other things yep. truck-related. Right. Yeah. How tired, did you, uh, how tired do you get of guys like me coming in and eating your food? Oh, no, that's part of it. The happier we pe keep people, the whole the whole 
everybody should do that. If somebody comes up and wants something, then you should be able to give it to them because that makes your sponsors happy because the person you took care of gets happy. Where's my ice cream sandwiches? I don't don't have any ice cream sandwiches today. Got Snickers. And but see, you don't have those ice cream sandwiches I like. They're hard to find. Those are hard to find. We are having uh, cupcakes today, though, because it's uh, Justin's 25th birthday. Oh, cupcakes. I like cupcakes. that. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, so I had them uh, decorated at the at the grocery store, and I said, be sure you know put happy birthday Bam Bam. Yeah, yeah. So she put happy birthday Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> nice, I like it. Hey, uh, last question for you. How much swag do you keep in the rig for uh, fans and truck, other truck drivers and weight scale guys and that type of stuff to give away? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's not one of those things that we get. As I thought our, you guys all did that. No, a lot of guys okay. do, but but I don't. I uh, We sell all of not swag but we yeah. sell our hats and yeah, yeah. stuff like that so there's some every once in a while i'm able right. to give out but right. not a whole lot it's just you know that's not the way we work there for a while wiener will had me hooked up and i was giving that stuff out all the time but now you know well cool man hey thanks for looking to your job again it's so much more than just driving the truck and i thought i'd give a, a guys a people a chance to uh listen and fab jgr check in thanks john thank you that's Big John from JGR Suzuki. Good guy. Uh, fantastic. N-Fab.com. You want a Jeep, truck, or SUV part uh, that NFAB makes. They're a huge company. The RV uses them. The Rocky Mountain uh, KTM guys are sponsored by NFAB. Uh, the JGR guys, uh, Jeep, truck, and SUV parts, uh, steps, light mounting solutions, that type of stuff. That's our segment on, on Big John, the truck driver. Blake Wharton in studio with us uh, on the line. And Pivotworks. Wharton, do you use Pivotworks? Have you ever used Pivotworks? Oh, that's a good question, and I believe I have at some point. You should. You're a rider. Yeah. I should. Uh, pivot works. If you ride your dirt bike at all, you're going to wear these parts out. Don't waste time looking up every little component on your dirt bike's chassis or suspension. Grab a pivot works kit. Do it right the first time and save the money. Pulp Show 2017 is the code, uh, but email james at pivotworks.com for the deal. Since 1999, Pivotworks has simplified your trip to the parts counter by creating a single, simple solution when it comes to, replying, to replacing the worn-out chassis and suspension components on your dirt bike. If it pivots, it works. If it works, it pivots. We thank those guys for coming on board. And Pivotworks is proud to bring you our next guest and our last guest of the night. Former teammate of yours? That's right. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, and, and, a, and a Texan, too. And a Texan. Well, not from there originally, no, but he moved there. No, but he moved there. You can't call him a Texan. Well, you know, we embrace him. Am, am I a Las Vegan? No. You might be. Well, let's ask Will. Will. Welcome. Will Hong. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Are you done rambling? Are you a Texan or are you fuck Will Hong? Kansas City or what are you? Uh, I am a Kansan at heart, but I mean, Texan, Texans has adopted me. I mean, see, Steve, you can't, no, you can't do that. I can't, can't, you can't, I, I'm Canadian and I don't go around saying, Hey, I, I'm from California, bro. Cause I lived there for 15 years. Yeah, but it's different in Canadian. Oh, okay. All right. What do you remember about Blake Wharton, Will Hahn? What do you remember about Blake? Uh, basically the back of his chest picture a lot. <laughs> Uh, More, mostly. I mean, you beat me a lot. <laughs> me and Will had some some great rides, actually. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, with you. growing up as amateurs and stuff like that, when we raced together a lot, not only as amateurs and pro and stuff like that, and I got to ride his track quite a bit as an amateur when I went to Texas and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. Really cool. Yeah, Blake was a. Would we could we use the term amateur phenom, Wilbur? 
Can we use that term with Blake Wharton? Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. What do you think about that, Wharton? Uh, I'm honored. I'm honored. No, actually, Will was one of the one of the first guys to ride our Supercross track, which was built by Mark Peters. Okay. And uh, I remember that, you know, sort of stuck with me. I don't even know if Will was racing. He wasn't even racing Supercross at this point. We're both still in the amateurs. Okay. And he was on Honda number 66, and, you know, him and some of the local guys and would Wilbur come out. And Wilbur shows up and be like, let me show you Purple Rain. How to show you do how this. it's done. Yeah. Right. You remember that, Wilbur? <laughs> I don't know if I show him how it's done. Maybe show him how not to do it. <laughs> You do have a Supercross title, and I'm looking at Blake Wharton's thing, and I don't see a Supercross title. Yeah, well, you beat me plenty. Welcome to the show, Wilbur. Nice to have you on. Um, You retire from the sport. You take up for Geico Honda amateur support, and you don't even make it six months. You don't even make it three months, and you're switching jobs again. You are an assistant team manager for Star Racing Yamaha. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, right? I mean, I think people would have thought that I didn't make it three months there, mainly because I just failed. But at the same time, um, uh, it's 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 crazy, you know. I'm very uh, surprised. That's why I'm very surprised you're doing this. So that's why I'm putting it out there. No, and I and I was too. You know, don't get me wrong. I was reluctant on the deal anyway, because uh, you know. And I, and I told I told Brad and Bobby the same thing. Like I haven't really had a bad day at work. You know, right. considering you know having a normal you know day job now and stuff like that post racing. I haven't gone into work like I hate this, you know, or anything <laughs> like that, or um, you know, or I uh, mean, I'm miserable. So I wasn't having a position where I was you know unhappy or anything like that. So. Um, no, I didn't see it going this way either, but I'm also happy for the opportunity and thankful for it. And, um, also thankful how supportive everyone, and, you know, from Jeff and Ziggy and mm-hmm. all the guys at, at Geico were, were for me to have this opportunity. Why did you do it though? Like what, what appealed to you? Well, uh, the main thing for me is when I, when I retired from racing, my, my end goal was to be a team manager. Um, and this presented itself <laughs> a hell of a lot quicker than I, ever would have anticipated that happening i would have thought in a couple years maybe i get the opportunity but at the same time even if you're in that position the role doesn't come up that often you know for an opening for that to even be on a team Mm -hmm. um so for me i i felt like i i really wasn't in a position where uh, the more i thought about it that i could say no to it interesting um i my theory is is you started working you started working with these amateur parents and you're like i'm out i'm done I am done with these people because they're insane. You know, and I and I also was scared of that at the beginning, but um, dealing with Carson's, uh, Mumford's parents mm-hmm. and um, Joe Shimoda's parents has been like the most pleasant thing that I can imagine. Like, um, they've been really easy to deal with and, and really cool people to, to be involved with. And then as far as the kids go, man, they're just awesome riders. And it was more refreshing to me to be around kids that, are just so stoked to ride a dirt bike. They don't care about anything else. Okay. Um, you know, so that, that to me was just refreshing and cool. Huh. Interesting. Um, so your assistant team manager at star Yamaha, the press release came out today, Brad Hoffman's still saying this team manager. So do you have some defined roles? Um, are you, are you dealing more with riders? I would guess, or, and Brad's still, uh, managing the team or how are you guys splitting that up or what can you more? Can you tell us about that? I think it's more of a role where, you know, obviously, you know, Brad's been there since day one. So it makes sense that, you know, he knows the way of the team and how it works and how it needs to, to you know, work to, to be successful. So mm-hmm. 
the, the, the main thing is is to you know not set me up for failure because obviously I don't have experience. I have experience racing and being involved in motorsports and stuff like that, but not managing a race team. So I think the biggest thing for me is they're helping me, you know, groom me into the, to that role, um, but without putting too much on me too quick. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, so yeah, overseeing me and then obviously helping me make decisions and show me the way of how they operate and, mm-hmm. and go from there and then eventually be the team manager. Okay. So this isn't like, uh, you could take over Brad's role a little bit. Brad's more of a crew chief over the years. Uh, we've seen different managers come into star. Um, so that you could see yourself being a full team manager once you sort of get acclimated and comfy and everything. Yes, and that is the plan. I mean, as far as my my position is, t, uh, assistant team manager mm-hmm. the rest of the year and next year, and then team manager in 2019. We had a we had a tweet from somebody that said this is a unique way to get it get that second year of your deal done at Star. That that that, <laughs> that, that, that they said, hey, just you're all right. Don't come back when you raced first came in. Yeah, no, I mean it works out. <laughs> exactly. Hey, it may be you know uh, 12 years later, but it all comes around, doesn't it? <laughs> um, it's it's funny that how big of an industry we have, but yet it's so small. Yes, you know what I mean. It's, yes, um, it's very funny, and it's I'm glad to know that I haven't really burned any bridges throughout my career because it's something that you know. Yeah. Um, it just it's just funny how how everything comes around goes around type of thing, and yep. you never know who you're gonna work with. No, no, absolutely, I agree. That's why, like for me, it's tough. Like I burned so many bridges. Like I'm screwed. Well, you always have a match lit. <laughs> I do, don't I? I got to stop that. Uh, yeah. What do you think, Blake? What do you think's going to be? As a guy, look, look, Wharton's playing music. He's riding an Alta bike. He's doing motocross schools with Sean Caleb. He's very busy, Wilbur. Uh, but as a guy that just recently gave it up, Wilbur, what advice would you have for Will or going? Or not that. What do you think? What do you think's a big issue for Will going forward as a manager? Well, I, w- I get your question because it is a big transition for a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it'll be easier for Will because he's still in the same industry that he's been racing in since he was very young. You know, um, yeah. Will is always, from what I remember, always about motocross, always about supercross. Very excited. Um, Will, you kind of remind me of one of those kids you were just describing when you were younger because you were so enthused to be, you know, at, uh, at the races and especially with your time at Geico. I remember that quite well. But you know, Steve, basically to answer your question, he's in the same industry and yeah. he knows everyone. Like you said, yeah. it's a big industry. I think it has potential to be even bigger. But right now, Will probably knows everyone in this industry. That's true, Wilbur. And you got to deal with the media, Wilbur. Yeah, just you, really. Well, I mean, just me. Everybody else, too. Anton, Wygant. <laughs> no, it, it's good. And that's the thing is, like, it's, it's funny when I think about it, like, you know, most of us, you know, didn't go to school and stuff like that. So basically our college was racing. So this is what we know. You know, this is basically what I essentially went to school for is to hopefully be, you know, educated in the sport and mm-hmm. educated in, in working with kids and, and working with riders and, and being involved in it. And, and, you know, yeah, there's a business side of it and stuff like that. But yeah. Like you said, you, you get relationships over the years and you pretty much know the ins and outs of the sport and hopefully a good amount of the people in it. And you just hope to continue those relationships. And um, like I said, you never know who you're going to work with in the future, regardless of that's sponsors yeah. or, or anybody. Dylan Ferrandis, your new rider, almost pulled it off, led nine laps. Yeah, he did really well. Right? I thought so. I mean, I think from the transition of coming from Europe to coming here and how he's done it, I think that 
Um, yeah. It's been one of, one of the best we've seen. And Colt Nichols, uh, a guy that you know well, was riding so well, broke his leg again. Damn it. He was killing it. Yeah, bummed for Colt because he's just um, he's on that brink of you know doing really big things. I think in that in the two D class, and I think you know indoors and out. Um, and he and he's still going to be there. He still has a lot to prove. And yeah. um, you know, I'm pumped for him because obviously we all came from racing the same state series growing up, and mm-hmm. and you know been around him, him and Justin Bogle a lot. And it's just cool. It's cool to see you know guys from the Midwest like right. that and 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 have a successful career. I hope. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Hey, who had better hair, uh, Tyler or Blake Orton? Mm, I think in the younger days, possibly Tyler, but now Blake. Yeah, yeah. Both had sweet, sweet manes. It's thank you. Yeah, we'll race Tyler probably a little bit more because okay. we were sort of on that. Yep. He was actually in the yeah. same age group, if I'm not mistaken. And then so Tommy would be older than even Tommy, Tyler. Yeah, Tommy. Right? We we never really raced Tommy. Yeah. I don't even know if I ever raced Tommy. Yeah. Um. He's a bit older. Yeah. Uh, Wilbur, let's get to some phone calls for you. Uh, McCoy, what's going on? You want to ask Wilbur a question? Yeah, just wondering about these uh, T-shirts that were floating around the Texas Spring Nationals. T-shirts, Wilbur? What's going on with T-shirts floating around Texas Spring Nationals? Yeah, it's... um, (laughs) He thinks he's funny, Steve. That's the problem. Oh, okay. All right, never mind then. McCoy, Uh, I mean... They were good good T-shirts. They were great... Great t-shirts. I, I thought this was something about your race. You were, you, you know, you always have a race, the Han Brothers race. I, I, that's what I thought it was. I don't know. No, no, no. Will, come on. You want to elaborate a little bit on this? He put a photo of my face on a bunch of t-shirts and stickers, and they were everywhere at the Oak Hill National. Just, you, just your face. No saying, no nothing. No, just, just my face. Oh, okay. Uh, the, the face really said it all. No, it does. It does. You're right. Did it, braces on. Was he smiling? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, there was braces on. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic, Wilbur. Can we get one for the studio? Is that possible? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, awesome. Send us one. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no problem. Bye. Thanks. Yeah, there we go, Wilbur. Um, hey, before we get to the X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off segment, we have questions from Moser for you, a guy named Moser. Um, yep. I'm going to put you to the test as a team manager, okay? Are you ready? Okay. So you're, yeah. Will, you're Will Hahn, team manager. I'm your rider. All right, are you ready? Yep. Ask me how practice went. Uh, how did practice go, Steve? My bike's a piece of shit, Wilbur. You can see it out there. I can barely hang on. I can't ride worth crap. I can't get through the whoops. This bike's unrideable. Go home. Go. Start over. Change your attitude. <laughs> and, and come back to me when you have some, you know, go home and get in shape. Okay. All right. So that's, that's really what you do. I feel like that's what I would tell you. Okay. All right, next time. Next question. Uh, <laughs> ask me uh, how practice went. How did practice go, Steve? It went really good, man. Thanks a lot. Hey, uh, I just swiped right, and I got to go before the night show. Uh, I'm meeting this chick uh, over by the hot dog stand. She's here. I'm going to give her a signed jersey, and I'm busy. You're fired. Damn, dude. You'd be a hard team manager to deal with. I feel like I'm getting tough right now. No, I'd say go get it done. Don't miss your heat race. Be on the line for the heat. Yeah. Okay. I like that. It's good. Um, all right. Let's do the X-Brown Goggle Tear-Off segment. Uh, these are uh, uh, X-Brown Goggle Tear-Offs. And uh, questions is, uh, this won the Pulpy Award, Wilbur, for best segment on the Pulp and Mech Show. Okay. So let's do that. 
the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. The X-Brand Goggles are a choice of champions everywhere, Wilbur. Champions everywhere wear X-Brand Goggles. Kyle Chisholm, Freddie Norn, Brock Tickle, just to name a few. Uh, great goggle. EKSBrand.com is the website. Use the code PULPAMEX17 to save when you're checking out. Fantastic goggle. If you don't wear X-Brand, you will not win, Wilbur. You will not win. It is. Uh, 30 seconds. These questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Do you know him, Morton? I don't know Cody Moser. Corey. Corey. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know him. Yeah. Maybe I do if I saw his face. No, I don't think so. Nobody really knows him. Um, So you have 30 seconds to answer these. I do. Yeah. And Wilbur and me. It's rapid fire. Okay. And uh, let's do this, uh, Travis. Wilbur, we'll start with you. As the newly appointed assistant team manager, what is the youngest amateur rider you would consider signing? Uh, I don't know, but I think 12. 6.8 seconds. All right. Uh, Blake, who's more likely to win the Supercross title, Dungey or Osborne? Uh, uh, Osborne. 5.9. You waffled earlier, bro. I did. So I like the fact that you're coming I out committed. hot with an answer. Yeah, I like that. But it was that. a different, there were two different classes, well, so I felt like it was easier. Uh, Wharton's been waffling a little bit, Wilbur, on some questions tonight I've been asking him. so Hey, five That's seconds. Tough, man. Yeah. 30 seconds. Oh, okay. You have 30 seconds. I did it in five, Yeah, though. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Steve, list all the star team managers you can remember. Oh, my God. I don't think I have enough time. Um, well, Brad Hoffman, for one. Steve Lampson, Doug Shapinsky, Alan Brown, uh, Will Hahn now. Um, I feel like Keith Johnson was a team manager at one point. KJ, uh, that's all I got. 17.7. All right. Will, what is the team policy on riders swapping and or sharing girlfriends or wives? <laughs> oh, wow. Moser with the aggressive question. Um, I would feel like, I don't know. There's not a good way to answer that. I feel like it would be okay, but at some point someone's feelings are getting hurt, so it just can't happen. <laughs> exactly some point, things will go sideways. It's just, it's inevitable. <laughs> uh, Blake, when you raced, who was the biggest dick or most aggressive in practice? Are we talking amateur days or professional? I don't know. Whatever you want. I can name off a lot of guys. Go ahead. Will Hahn, for one. Uh, no, Will was, Will, he was, he wasn't No, guy. Will's a well-known dick. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a drop. Go ahead. I'm waffling now. Oh, he doesn't want to say Bowers? No, me and Bowers raced for a long time and had no problems. We had one run in. Well, and it was, well, I'm it was, trying to it come was, up with a name. It was blown into, out of proportion. Yeah, he's the bear. All right. Uh, me and Taryn O'Dell had some great racing in the amateur days. Uh, I'll say that. Taryn O'Dell. Yeah, that's a name you might not have yeah, heard in a no, while. But he yeah, was, in a long time. Right? Yeah. yeah. Will knows him. Who's the, oh, fa- yeah. who's the fastest amateur that never made it? He, well, he, was he would he be one of them? Well, he was certainly probably one of the guys in our genre. He he, just, he was a top guy. Yeah. And yeah. What happened to him? Great question. Will might know better than I. Um, I'm not exactly sure what exactly happened. Um, I don't know because he definitely had potential and he was really fast. Was he? Um, I think of a guy like Bogart who did race pro and did get some results, but was unbelievable as an yeah. amateur. So, um, good point. Yeah. All right. Steve, what circumstances would justify you sleeping at a stranger's house instead of paying for a hotel room? None. Zero. Zilch. Nothing. 
me in my underwear waiting for him. <laughs> well, I can't did that this weekend. He's so cheap. He didn't want to put a room on Racer X's card. There was three guys. So he stayed with a guy he's never met, only knew via email, and just said, hey, can I stay at your house or something? Was scared to put a room on hotel, on a Racer X credit card. Unbelievable. Not, not okay. No, not okay. Wilbur, who was the best team manager you had, and what do you hope to emulate from them? Mm, good question, Moser. Um, best team manager I've had? Uh, by, I mean, Michael Rocco, for sure. Um, I think uh, just how he related bike setup and, and how he taught me things like that. and uh, Just working with him, obviously, he's hard to communicate with at first because he's, <laughs> well, he's the rock, but... Uh, at the end of the day, uh, he's one of the most knowledgeable guys I've been around as far as bike setup and, and being able to relate race scenario to you. And what I hope to emulate from him is uh, hopefully be able to relate the same type of bike setup and, and help the riders pick the right path and um, hopefully become a hard ass and be able to bench more than my body weight. <laughs> Some hugs warmed him up probably, Wilbur. I mean, I did kiss him uh, at one point. So <laughs> I think I'm one of the – I have to say I have to be one of – the only dudes to ever kiss my Caraco than his kid. Oh, for sure. It's a small list. Absolutely. All right. Blake, would you rather try racing the GPs or Arena Cross? Well, the Arena Cross series has, has become quite good over the last few years from what I've seen, but I would try the GPs. Wow. Imagine Purple Rain with the GPs, Wilbur. Just flowing hair out the back. I think the Euros would really like the hair. No, oh, I do too. Yeah. yeah, I think it'd be good in Italy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I think it'd be awesome. <laughs> Let's do it. We're going. Can we get a star ride? Listen, Blake might come back and race a little bit, Wilbur. So, can we get a star? We don't need a ride right away. We understand that we've been out of the game for a little while. No problem. Can we get a like a tryout? Can we get an audition to show you what we have? I like how it's like we like. Do you have a mouse in your pocket right now? Um, we're, I'm, I'm speaking for Blake. Steve Warden. is sort of yeah. like you know my agent right now, and yeah. I kind of like it. Yeah, uh, we 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 never retired. We just had some injuries. We were top of our game uh, when we left, and we're ready to show you you know a new hunger. I like it. I like it. No, I mean I think that at this point, um, it might be too early for me to be able to make that decision right now. Oh, some team manager um, you are. I'm about two hours into the job, but I mean, <laughs> if Steve's involved, I have to say no. Um, but if Steve's out, then I would consider it. Fantastic. <laughs> I could be fired right now from my agent job. Um, I, 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 I think I was talking to somebody today that said Wharton's name came up as a fill-in. Like, what's he doing? Is he still want to race? Just saying, Wilbur. Hey, Will knows me. Really? There is, uh, there's the bonus there, the plus. Yeah. He knows my ins yep. and outs. He knows my ups and downs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wilbur's just laughing. But we're not, man. I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing. We're being serious. We're being serious here. How, how did your how did your guy do at the F1 opener? No, those not a rough day. Can we not Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. It was a really rough day. Uh, Vettel won? Yes. Yeah. That's a shocker, right? An upset or no? Well, a lot of people expected Mercedes to, to come back out and... Okay. Keep keep dominating, but um, no, Ferrari's looking good. Okay, so that wasn't an upset then. Uh, yeah, no, it was. Uh, I it was. It was. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hopefully, it just stays that way. What happened to Will's guy? 
Travis? Uh, it's Sorry, car problems. Oh, okay. So he yeah. didn't crash. He's all right. No, okay, well, all right. he crashed in qualifying. That didn't help him any. Okay. No. Gearbox change, and then car, and then car again, and car do you, again. Do you, do you text him? Well, yeah. But, I mean, you've, you've talked to him since the opener? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. I've just, I mean, at this point, I, you know, I feel like he's got enough going on, and that being, like, his home race, it's like, Okay. The, the amount of things he's got going on, I just kind of, you know. Well, I, so maybe you're not really that good of friends with him then. Mm, I just don't think it's one of those things where I like, hey, what happened? I mean, I kind of know what happened. He probably really – I mean, if a guy mm-hmm. – you have a bad weekend, if you blew up two motors or whatever, say, in a race, and someone calls, like, what happened? Like, they kind of already know. It's like okay. it wasn't a good weekend. Like, All let's right. not – can we just move on? Um, yeah, yeah, we can. Um, so what I did to AC was after Indianapolis on Monday, I texted him a photo of Osborne on the TV holding the, the checker flag or, or doing a number one sign and it says winner on the thing. Was that bad? That's pretty dick. That's pretty dick. I thought it was funny. A dick. I thought it was funny. I'd block your phone number out of my phone. You blocked me? Uh, for at least a day, yeah. Oh, that's ridiculous. Steve, you have one more question. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yep. As a veteran of the sport yep. and with your pending retirement, mm-hmm. what words of wisdom do you have for Will with his new job? Well, I think Wilbur's going to spend a lot of time managing up uh, with Bobby Reagan, the owner. I think he's going to have to focus on, hey, Bobby, don't tell the riders they're going to be fired if they don't win this race. Don't tell the riders that they suck, that they're terrible, and you're wasting money on them, which all things Bobby have kind of done to guys over the years if my friends that have ridden there are to be believed. So Wilbur's going to have to say, Bobby, I know you own the team, and you you absolutely pay my salary, and I appreciate that, but can you just hold it all in? That's I think that's I think that's what that's my advice. So, all right, noted. <laughs> noted. I like it. That's all. Um, because these guys, these riders, you can't like it. You have to be all in on them. I think as a mechanic or as a manager, you work on issues during the week. Right. Uh, you talk to them during the week, but on race day, back them, support them, uh, fill them full of confidence. If you Give him negativity. I think Ricky worked with negativity. Uh, I saw it firsthand. And I don't know who else. Maybe LaRocco. I think probably Big Mike was pretty hard on LaRocco. But generally speaking, be positive. The majority of the guys, I think, respond better to positivity. Yes. And so, like you said, Will could be uh, the voice of reason yeah. to Bobby Reagan. If I think of positivity, I think of Will Hahn. Yeah. Oh, I just think that like the negative doesn't really work. I, I think, like you said, it's very few and far between that negativity actually um, feels a guy. Like I, I just don't. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, in my opinion, yeah, I just my side of it. I don't think that, especially race day. Like, there's only so much you can really do. No, you know, it's kind of no. left up to that point. Like, you and, know, it's not, not going to fix anything right then. Uh, and and again, like. You know, it's it, Bobby Reagan owns a team. It's his right to do whatever he wants. He pays the salary. But I've heard from numerous people that he's hard on these guys, you know, on race day. And, and it's not, in my opinion, for whatever it's worth, just that's not a good that's not a good tactic. So that's going to be you, Wilbur, the buffer. That's what, that's what I do. You buff it? Normally. Sometimes my car 
sometimes life. <laughs> Are you going to get to ride much, do you think? I think so. Um, a fair bit. I did have a small injury at Freestone without even riding. Which what? You guys are all going to love. And, and all, the, all the viewers are going to love to hear this, too. I go to a race and still have to go to the hospital. Don't even ride. It's just like typical <laughs> shit that what? I deal with. What happened? I was loading the 150 up in the semi, and I grabbed the bottom of the fork and like threw the front wheel up. And when it moved, the disc cut right through my finger. Are you straight serious? Through my, straight through my fingernail and deep deep into my finger. I cut my nail in half. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. I don't. No, I know. I know. It's funny. I mean, it's just typical shit. It's like, I uh, couldn't go to a race without going to the hospital. Like, why not? What do you got to say to that, Blake? Well, I mean, that has actually happened to a lot of guys. It's not an uncommon thing to just lose a finger unloading a bike, but unfortunate. Oh, Wilbur. So, what'd they do? Stitch? Stitch it up? No, they were going to try to, but the way it was, um, it wasn't going to work. Nails so they just glued it together. You just sent me that photo. Oh my God, Wilbur just texted me a photo of that. Jesus, dude, did it hurt? No, because well, not initially, but yeah, yeah, eventually yeah. it did. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. initially, I like, oh, you know, like when you graze your finger on like a tire, it just kind of like hurts a little bit, like a stub in your toe thing. Mm-hmm. I put my hand on the bar and I push the bike in and I look down and I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> that's that's not good. No, no doubt. Uh, let's get some phone calls. Uh, John is on one. Pivot works, bringing you Will Hahn. If it pivot, it works. If it works, it pivots. Will Hahn, the new star Yamaha team manager, and I'm going to be pumped to see you each and every weekend, Wilbur, at the races. Uh, nobody at Star likes me, but uh, I think I'm going to try to <laughs> still. I think I'm still going to hang out there. No coffee for you. Can I bring you caribou? No caribou, but you can bring me anything but that. Okay. All right, John, what's up? What's your question for Will Hahn or any of us? Uh, yeah, actually, it's for all three of you. So if, you know, in order, Steve, Blake, and I've actually asked this question of Will at Dr. G's lines. But, and I, and I, and I was asking, anyways, well, pro riders, why do, you, why do pro riders go through clutches so quickly? Anyways. And, and and does that mean you're riding well, if you're burning up a clutch so quickly, and if you're a guy like me and not burning up clutches, does that mean I'm not, if we're talking four strokes, does that mean that I'm doing something improper and I could be faster? I mean, uh, excluding, yeah, okay. excluding starts. I'm not talking about starts, yeah. right? Wilbur, what do you think? Uh, I mean, in my opinion, I, I don't, I think it's maybe a little bit, clouded in the fact that I don't think we go through clutches as much as people think, even though they change them a lot. Uh, a lot of the clutches on the weekend go in a bag and go back to the race shop and go on practice bikes. Um, you know, it's more of a race. They just can't be in a position to where um, th- that's even a possibility to have a clutch slip in the main event. You know, more than likely it's not going yeah. to. It could probably run all night, but it's more of a we're here, we pay this much money to be here, we're not going to take the chance. <laughs> Um, when I worked for Alex Ray at Anaheim 2, he had 30 hours on his clutch, and then it went uh, in the semi-race. Uh, so nice work, Alex Ray. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that, I mean, there's been years where on my practice bikes, I've gone a full motor, um, you know, yep. 15 hours on a motor and sent it back. with I never changed a clutch. But and then there's been times wouldn't, where K-Dub, gone, wouldn't K-Dub go through a clutch, you know, every moto? I don't think so. Barsha, I mean, Barsha does, you know. Um, yeah. There are guys. Chad was really, Chad's really hard on clutches. The way he wrote a two-stroke is the way he started riding a four-stroke. But 
Um, there are guys that are hard on him, uh, John, but um, what do you think, Blake? How are you? Uh, that's a great question, and I'd say a lot of it depends on the rider because I never went through clutches. and, and Very, very rarely. Mm-hmm. But there's also, a, when you're taking a bike and you're going into the whoops and maybe you're in fourth gear coming out of the turn, you have to facilitate the bike along with the motor, especially on a two-stroke. And so I can see how you, you would go through clutches, but uh, to answer your question, I, I rarely, rarely went through clutches. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Next up is uh, Tiberius Mandelo. What's up, Tiberius Mandelo? Oh, nothing much, man. Uh, I got a question for Will. Will, okay. this is uh, Darberius uh, Mandelo. Will? Yeah, how's it going? Hey, Will. Hey, I was kind of curious. Uh, you know, you had a relationship with Star back in, what, 2007? Uh, yeah, in eight. 2008. Okay. Um, how has your relationship changed um, from then uh, to now, and why do you think it's changed? Like, uh, I know um, that you had a one-year contract, and maybe you got lo- loose a little early. Is that I true, think... or is that am I? Or, or yeah. Am I, yeah. We we touched no. on that already a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, I missed the sh- I missed the show. Oh, okay. Sorry. But go ahead, Will. I think that, like I said earlier in the show, I think it's just something that. You know, even though it ended bad, and um, and and they know that, and they're aware of it, and obviously I was too, and it didn't end maybe necessarily how I wanted it to, and and I thought that I, you know, maybe was uh, I guess mistreated in, in a sense, or felt like I just um, mm-hmm. didn't deserve that. But like yeah. I said, I think I was just lucky that I didn't uh, burn any bridges throughout these years, and um, right. you know, I was honest about it, but I never say anything, you know, to a point where it would be negative. Um, yeah. you know, publicly to them and, and hurtful to them. So yeah. I think that basically how they look at it is, you know, my reputation is, is good in the sport and good enough to keep around. All right. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, hey, hey uh, Will, you've always been really respectful and, and uh, you know, and I think they probably saw that and, you know, and, um, and you know, you also won a championship um, since then and all that and, and uh, kind of everybody kind of saw that you have a really good um, personality and they, they saw that in you and, and, uh, and I'm really glad to see that they have, uh, they saw that and, and they're investing in you. So oh, there we go. Anyways, I, nice I wish you the best of luck and, and so, and everything, but uh, anyways, guys, uh, have a Thanks. good night and talk to you later. How about that call, Wilbur? Not talking crap, not uh, making fun of you. Like really nice call. That was nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, different. I, I think, honestly, Will, yeah, you're a great choice for this. You're going to do well in it. I think, uh, I can't think of anybody to say a bad word about Will Hahn Blake in the pits. I, I really, I'm I trying to either. think of somebody besides, you know, me. I, I can't. Uh, maybe fuck at Will one Hahn. time or another, maybe Vince Freeze, but other than that. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if anybody would listen to Vince if the game came. Like, he has no credibility as far as that goes. Like, if he were to start saying, you know what, I don't like Will Hahn. Everyone will be like, yeah, Vince, we got to talk. <laughs> um, but, I mean, yeah, it's been good. You've hand- I-, I really I should handle myself as classy as you handle yourself. Just take a page out of my book, Steve. I mean, just don't be a dickhead. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to work on it. Hey, so we were going to get you up here to sit in Blake Wharton's co-host chair, but I guess those that's not going to happen now. Well, I mean, it is weekends off. 
I mean, there's like three of them, but you're gonna have to like make it happen. Yeah, you're you're busy. The star guys don't like me. They're not gonna let you come up here. Well, I mean, do I need to mend this relationship? I mean, can you can you put in a good word for me, like ASAP? Whenever you start, when do you, when do you go to the office tomorrow? I went today. Oh shit! Okay, all right. Yeah, go in tomorrow um, and be like, hey man, that Mathis guy, super cool, really great guy. Yeah, they they would know I was lying, Steve. Yep, I probably would. Unfortunately, like if I said you were super cool, he's awesome. They're gonna be like, "What's going on here? Did he pay you?" <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, Wilbur. Uh, thank you for your time tonight. I appreciate it. Good luck in the new position. It's exciting. You're gonna be at the cool thing is you're gonna be at the races. I love that part of it. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm stoked on that. What are you going? What's going on right now? Oh, uh, sorry. I was. Uh, I got the coffee out of the fridge to put it in the. I'm making my coffee in the morning. Oh, dude. Is that a line? What? Is it out of line? No, not out of line when you're on a live radio show. No, not at all. Continue on with your life and banging pots and pans. Yeah, no problem. Well, you were boring me, and then I just kind of got over it. (laughs) I admire the honesty. That's very, very good. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Wilbur, for coming on tonight. Good luck with everything. Like I said, it's going to be nice to see you at the races again. I'll be uh, be excited to uh, to talk to you every weekend. And, And, yeah, good luck with everything, man. Well, I appreciate it, and then uh, nice chatting with you, Blake, and you guys have a good night. Yeah, see ya. Thanks, Wilbur. See ya. All right. Uh, Wilbur Hahn, brought to you by PivotWorks, pivotworks.com. Uh, email james at pivot, pivotworks.com, uh, and uh, to get a discount or contact the show, we'll pass you on to that. And, um, uh, yeah, uh, Marks, uh, should I start the stream again? It started. I, no. Uh, oh, so leave we're not. It, leave we're it not, off for a minute. We're not streaming? Not at the moment, no. Okay. So we're on a podcast right now, but luckily for us, 95% of the... Facebook Live is still going. Ah, Facebook Live is working. Okay. So people don't really want to hear this then. Sort of the inside baseball to the uh, to the thing. All right. Uh, let's get to Dark Side. Dark Side, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you and Blake doing tonight? Uh, we're good, man. Doing well. Yeah. Good, good. Um, I got a question about track, <clears throat> a track breakdown that's been a big discussion all year. Some of the things that hold you on, brought hold up. Hold, hold, right. on, hold on, Dark Side. Yep. Uh, you're from Texas. Yep. Wharton's from Texas. Do you have any? Yep. Do you have any Blake Wharton memories? Unfortunately, I never got to see. I think I saw him at the Pro Challenge a couple times. Didn't you race that once or twice? Yeah, I actually did. I raced it once. Um, it didn't end so okay. well, but it was a great Texas race. Still is. <laughs> Still is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm about 30 minutes from there, so that's that's that seems to be the track I get hurt at the most. Oh, jeez. It's high speed. It's very high speed. Yeah. Very, very high speed and hard packed. Yes. But what, yeah, what, actually, hey, Blake, hold, on, hold on. What happened to? What happened to Swan? Gone. It, that's what we're talking that's about. That's what. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that yeah. still around? Yeah, it's a pro that's challenge. That's no, a it's pro still around. Is. Okay. Yeah, what happened to the? Uh, Lake, what happened to Lake Whitney? Yeah, that, that's a different thing. Happened. Lake Whitney's Whitney no longer there. Got yeah. from my understanding, it got bought to be developed, but then never got developed. What happened to the track? Mosher Valley. Yes. Yeah, that's even older. That Oak Hill replaced Mosier. Okay. So the GNC and, is Mosier yeah, Valley still owned? Gone. No, no that's okay. that's a landfill now. Yeah. And the 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 city took it over, and the owner built, or one of the owners built Village Creek, which is in Fort Worth. Okay. What happened to around Freestone? You drive up. There's a house. A huge house and a track out back. Chatfield's thing. old place. Was that what that was? Uh, I think so. It yeah, wasn't it was like, a racetrack, right? It was it w- a practice track. Yeah, oh, I thought it was a racetrack. There, no? there was 
okay. outdoor track and one that was under a supercross track undercover, and it was called um, something like Paradise MX. MX Oasis. Yes, yes, yes. MX Oasis. What happened to that? Yeah. That one also disappeared. We've had a bit of a a bit of a problem with great tracks just sort of up and disappearing yeah. in Texas. We got a lot of land. Yeah. We got a lot of nice places to ride, but very few have stood the test of time like a like a Three Palms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, Oak Hill's been yeah. a long time. Right. Yeah. Okay. Those are the big ones and then Swan and Johnsonville MX is a big one that's that's really gotten a lot of popularity lately. They've been around about four okay. or five years now. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, yep. sorry, Dark Side, but what's your question? No, that's good. Um, yeah, the track breakdown. You know, we, we keep talking about tracks breaking down, and maybe that's because of the longer motos. But if I'm not mistaken, it, Atlanta and Toronto, maybe, they, but some of the riders were saying it was breaking down and going all the way down to the concrete in the heat races. Mm-hmm. Before that, yeah. Before the. Uh, so, that's really not, doesn't have anything to do with timed races so much. In my opinion, do you just think it's lack of dirt, like you keep saying? Yes, I do. Yeah, lack of dirt, lack of time to maintenance, to, to have the right maintenance done. Um, all of that, yeah. I, I, yeah, riders were saying before the semis they were going out and it was already down to the, to the concrete. So um, Right. So what do we do? Because I mean, the whoops this year well, seem like almost every race are just uh, nothing by the end. They, they are. I talked to a, a top rider this weekend, and he told me that the higher-ups at Feld – I was surprised at this. The higher-ups at Feld admitted they really screwed up. I don't know if this is true or not, so I don't want to say like who the guy was and, and stamp this, but the rider told me the big bosses at Feld said, we screwed up. Uh, we have not left us enough time for maintenance. We do not have enough dirt. We have miscalculated these time-made events and how much wear and tear on the track they were going to make. So that's that's what I heard. So do do you think, based off that statement, they will shorten the names or try to put more time in between well, somehow? The rumor is next year, the rumor is go to a Monster Cup-like format. So all the qualifying done during the day, night show mm-hmm. starts, three main events, two 250 races, maybe a 450B main, I heard, of mm-hmm. the guys who didn't make it, the night show. Um, which would give the track a little bit less time. Gotcha. Well, that could be but interesting. That's I dude. There's so much shit rumors going around that who knows. You know what I mean? I didn't hear that right. from anybody that would know. But if nothing else, let's say they don't do any of that. Let's say they go to the same format next year, time main events. It seems like the higher ups have admitted we need more dirt, and that's a good place to start. Yeah, I agree. I think. That that's like the the whoops, the, all the things you complain about with this the last race with them taking things out mm-hmm. to make it easier. That that's disappointing, and then the whoops breaking down or just yeah. it it really takes a lot of that excitement out of guys like Mookie and guys that are just crushing whoops. And yeah, no, I agree. Um, Dark side. So uh, plug your podcast that I'm doing tomorrow. Oh, yeah, man. And Blake said he would do it next week. So um, I'm part of a podcast here in Texas called the Moto X Pod, uh, Moto X Pod show on Twitter. And basically, we try to focus on Texas Moto as much as possible. I'm out. I'm out out then. I can't. (laughs) I I, I got nothing. Danny, you are are our goat. So we are extremely excited to have you on tomorrow night. And uh, it can be found on iTunes and Stitcher and all those other apps. Does Marks can Marks go on? Al, do you have time for Marks to come on at some show? Absolutely. Okay. Travis can come on. Now, we'll have any of you guys Marks, on. We're, Marks, we're, Dark, Dark Side said you can do the pod. He doesn't have his headphones on, but. 
You yeah, can be, but you oh, okay, yeah. Listen to me. We uh, we know Travis has been listening, and that's much appreciated. Yeah. So Wharton's going to be on next week after me. I like it. Follow. Uh, well, we we just oh. we talked about it. We hadn't said anything in stone, but he said he was down. So yeah, we're hoping to get him on. Well, I am a Texan. Yeah, I know I you are. Have we're, to. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. My duty. Absolutely. Did you get Danny Storbeck? Yeah. Well, we have Dennis Hawthorne on tomorrow night. Uh, we had Billy Whitley on recently. Uh, Demuth has been on. Uh, yeah, we've had Teddy Park Sr., Jason Langford Sr. You know, we're trying to stick with mostly Texas guys, but then John Anderson with W came on a couple weeks ago and just, you know, we're just talking moto, man, trying to enjoy it. What about what about Danny Storbeck? Well, if we can get a contact for him, I would love to have him on. I don't know. That's the thing. You, you know, know we, we have to have contacts with these guys, and I don't want to bother people like you and try to get them. You know, we're just... Yeah, I don't have Danny Storbeck's contact either, but... <laughs> Do you remember Danny Storbeck at all? I don't know Morton? him too well. No. He was like Steve Wise was a Texan great. I know Steve. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and then there was Wise a long, was a there was a long lull for Texan motocross racers. Mm. And Storbeck was kind of the hot guy at Loretta's and everything else. Like he was going to be the guy, uh, and he didn't quite make it. But he had some really good finishes from Texas. Huh. So, um, you've heard of Dar- you've heard of him on Dark Side. But- yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, of course, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. There's there's so many good Texas riders, man. I mean, you know, Terry Tenney. A lot of those guys are, you know, yeah, Terry, people I do know. And Terry Tenney, who could forget him? Well, there's probably people that don't know who he is, but we know who he is. So. I don't know who he is. I'm joking, Dark Side. I have no idea. So. <laughs> okay. Well, he was a big Texas guy. How's he? He, he raced with Billy Willie, and uh, they went. They were actually. At, do you remember the Acapulco? Yeah, uh, Supercross. Yeah, Davey Coombs just I just did a podcast with Davey. He talks about that. Well, Terry Tenney and uh, Billy Whitley were battling for the lead in one of their their heat races, and Raynard, as a fourteen or fifteen year old kid, came through the pack and beat him up. Um, so, how's the Atlas stuff working for you? Good. Loving it. I haven't been able to ride a whole lot since uh, I told you I got hurt. But yeah, all right. Yeah. So, but yeah, I love it, man. I got the award at Swan a few weeks ago, and it was perfect. It's awesome. Good, good to hear. All right, buddy. Thank you for calling in. Hey, yeah, and thank you for the plug. I appreciate that. No worries. We'll talk tomorrow. See you, Dark Side. Talk. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Uh, Blake Wharton, 250 Supercross winner. What? Three? Two? Three times. Three times. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, thank you. St. Louis. St. Louis. In 09. And then we went to Indy. Yep. In 12. And then we got Houston, somewhat of a home yeah, race. Yeah, Houston point. was the rock star team. That's right, yeah. 2013. That was a great ride. Great ride. Um, Didn't you qualify crappy or something? I might have. I had some ups and downs that year. I, yeah. I did fairly well. Yeah. Um, but it, there was it was sort of a tough year, uh, and some of my qualification rounds weren't so great. I remember the race. You took you let every lapper near it. Yeah. And in Houston, and it kind of came out of nowhere. You were like, "Holy shit! Look at Blake Warden! Like he's on it." Yeah, well, it was my hometown, yeah. so I had to represent. Yeah. Um, a lot of action. I was racing with Musquin and uh, Will Hahn. Yeah. Ah, Will. Wilbur's no problem. You got him covered <laughs> now that he's not off the phone. All right, second commercial break of the night. We are going to take the final one. Uh, Will uh, Blake Wharton will be in, uh, still in. We're going to talk some uh, some more of what he's doing now. We'll cover a little bit of Detroit. We'll cover St. Louis coming up this weekend. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We're going to come back uh, with more Will Will. Blake Wharton music. Oh, my God. Uh, And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be right back after this commercial. 
All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer a three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices, from motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life, Van Halen and Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com, they make much more than just moto gear, mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts, They've got it. FlyRacing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet. It's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Kennard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, MIPS. FlyRacing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from FlyRacing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. FlyRacing.com. Let's listen to some Van Halen. Do you ride a stock bike? Then why drive a stock truck? NFAB offers innovative products to take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative, high-quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. The new RKR rails with patented detachable steps provide ease of entrance around town and clearance and protection for an off-highway adventure. NFAB's direct bolt-on MRDS pre-runner bumper with multi-mount and LED helps light up your world. Justin Barcia, Weston Pike, and Filthy Phil are all NFAB users and fans. Visit NFAB.com to learn about all of the innovative products and how you can outfit your build. NFAB. Get your truck in gear. Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX Show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say... I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate... Blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain, 
They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands... Please tell them. No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet, you're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. Race Tech Suspension and Engines, great guys. They've been with us for a number of years now. You know what Race Tech's all about. You know the top teams and privateers choose Race Tech. Look, maybe you don't race Supercross. I get it. That's fine. Neither do I. But you can at least get your suspension looked at. Change your oil, change the bushings, change the seals. Love your bike and it'll love you back. PulpMX17 is the code to save at Racetech.com. Suspension and engines. Of course, they got their gold valves now. They got over 200 gold valve designs to date. They're constantly updating and evolving to provide the best suspension products and settings available in the market. 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Love the guys at Racetech. Love what they've been doing for us. Love what they do for you jerkies. And we thank them. We're going to help you save, whether it's suspension or engine services. Just give your bike some love with some suspension. We'll do it. Racetech Gold Valves, 100% guaranteed to outperform your highest expectations. All Racetech products are made in the USA. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. I like that. Make it happen. It's a good little tagline. Let me try it again. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. Attention KTM riders. Need a little orange bling for your KTM? Maybe some cool new KTM power wear? Or just a few parts to freshen up your ride? Whatever you're looking for, KTM Parts Express is your place to shop. KTM Parts Express. The number one online source for all your KTM needs. With over 40 years' experience in the motorcycle industry, customer service is our specialty. Our warehouse is packed full of the latest KTM Powerwear clothing, Powerwear accessories, and genuine KTM replacement parts. Huge inventory, great prices, fast, accurate shipping. Use the code PULPMX to save 15% off your order. KTM Parts Express, the number one online source for all your KTM needs. For more than 20 years, Vortex Racing has been a leading manufacturer of MX race components boasting intelligent race design. A proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show, Vortex is offering exclusive discounts for Pulp MX listeners. Trusted by champions, Vortex Racing components are made from aerospace-grade billet aluminum to the tightest tolerances. Chad Reed and Cooper Webb of Factory Yamaha will be using our rear sprockets and will be rocking them for Supercross and Motocross. You'll find the right 
steering for any track condition from the vast array of sprockets. Cat 5, F5, hard coat silver, our long-lasting laser-cut steel vortex sprocket. Our newly redesigned V3 racing chain 2.0 is the perfect complement to vortex rear and front sprockets. Create a custom chain and sprocket kit with more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations. In addition to sprockets and chain, Vortex also offers the V3 MXSX handlebar that is 29% stronger than the competition. You can ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of research, development, and testing into these super strong bars without sacrificing weight and speed. And that race teams like Team Babbitt's use and abuse these bars on the national stage. And don't forget about your wearables parts. Vortex recently released its own line of V3 brake pads, V3 performance lines, brake line kits, V3 oil filters, and V3 cycle straps tie-downs. Want 40% off your order? Just contact Jake at VortexRacing.com or 800-440-3559, extension 222, and mention promo code PULPMX2017. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com and see you at the track. The word of the day is... Chanceability. That was as elegant and beautiful as it was strong. The result is the 3D chain by EK. The first thing you'll notice about the 3D chain is its formed outer side plates. They have a curved form that helps to reduce weight. The centers of the plates have a recessed rectangular stamping that adds an eye-popping appeal. The inner side plates feature lightning holes and rounded edges to further reduce mass and put more power to the pavement. 3D chains by EK are available in three colors, chrome nickel, black gold, full gold. 3D's elegance is matched only by its strength, 11,400 pounds of tensile strength to be exact. That's enough to handle any motorcycle, no matter the terrain. The QX2 X-Rings that are featured in the 3D chain have a better wear resistance than standard QX rings by 30%. This more efficient design results in a chain that transfers 1% more power and torque to the rear wheel. EK is accepting applications for rider support. Get your 3D chain by EK at a great price through the EK Rider Shop. To apply, visit EKChainUSA.com and click on Rider Support. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, 
hubs, wheel building services. They've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Guts Racing, the leaders of seat technology, has tons of new stuff for 2017. Guts Racing has new products like RCH Factory Suzuki Graphic Kits and complete Husqvarna seats. Guts Racing has added new gripper material colors, fluorescent yellow and pink to go with nine other colors we already have. Guts Racing even expanded to more teams and riders. 2017 Guts Racing will be seen on JGR MX, RCH Suzuki, Factory Husqvarna, Cycle Trade Yamaha, Blue Buffalo, Barn Pros, MCR Honda, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Malcolm Stewart, and many, many more top teams and riders. Guts Racing has the world covered for 2017 and beyond. So now it's time you join the Guts Racing team by using discount code PULPMX2017 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. Founded in 1999, PivotWorks was created with the vision of providing a fast, easy, and complete solution to maintaining the suspension and chassis of your dirt bike or ATV. By taking all of the hard-to-find parts within the different chassis and suspension segments and packaging them into one easy-to-order kit, PivotWorks helps simplify the way you buy dirt bike parts. You can save time and money by ordering a PivotWorks swing arm or linkage rebuild kit that contains all of the necessary parts for a complete rebuild, whether it's wheel bearings or a complete shock rebuild kit. PivotWorks has what you need to get your bike or ATV handling like new for a fraction of the price of the OEM parts. If you race, ride for fun, or just like restoring bikes like Mathis, PivotWorks should be your first choice when it comes to bearing and seal replacement. After almost 20 years in business, PivotWorks is still the leader in OEM quality aftermarket bearing and seal kits. And PivotWorks is giving back to Pulp MX listeners by offering a special 30% discount for all orders placed online. Go to PivotWorks.com today and use the discount code PULPSHOW2017 for a 30% discount on your order. Ride hard, ride fast, ride PivotWorks. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brole. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a Defender Roost Guard or Guardian Body Armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. 
tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Established in Northern California in 1989, Works Connection's original idea to bring top-shelf motocross and supercross products to market still holds true today. Offering protection and performance upgrades in the form of either aluminum or plastic skid plates, the patented Pro-Launch Start Device, radiator-saving radiator braces, or the unique tack hour meter with maintenance timer. Being just a few of the product choices, Works Connection stocks. Tested and trusted by RCH Racing, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Rock River Yamaha, and Babbitt's Kawasaki, you can count on Works Connection to provide reliable products that deliver. Available on the web at worksconnection.com or your local retailer. Look at humanity without the hood aim to fill this side. Does that make you in spite of me? My fixation, my discretion Oh, and my greed Well, I've been dusted, you know I will not exchange I must confess you make it hard Made it hard, I feel ashamed So what if I care so much, yeah
back, everybody. Blake Wharton here on the Pulp Next Show, presented by BTOSports.com. And that is Blake Wharton. Explain insanity. Get the EP now. It's available on iTunes. Good stuff. Thank you. But, like, is there a song that you you like the most that you do? I'm actually quite fond of that tune right there. Yeah. It was sort of the uh, single on our EP. Okay. You know, and I think it's been a fan favorite so far. We've got a lot of good re- uh, feedback yeah. from it. Yeah. There's little things you like about every song. Yeah, for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I find, like, I'm a big music nerd, right? So I listen to mu- a ton of music uh, over and over. And I find if I have um, if I have a favorite CD of 10 songs, I'll start with, like, hey, these three are the best. And I'll you know, like these three for a long time. After a while, I'll be like, you know, I like number nine now. And I don't know why. And then you start digging, like... You're like, I never heard that in that song before. It grows on you. Yeah. It's funny how that happens, but yeah. CDs, put a CD in the car, yep. that's what will happen. Yep. Otherwise, you buy singles and you never yeah. get the whole experience. I, I buy whole CDs of my, like I stick to my bands and I buy the whole CDs. And then I'll be a point where I'll listen to a song that I used to like and I'll be like, why did I like this? Like, it's no longer in my favorites of this disc. Now I like the deeper cuts, sure. you know? It's funny how that works. Funny how it works. Yeah. It grows on you. That's what music is, right? That's how That's how it is. That's, I think that's what it's supposed to be, yeah. yeah. I'm looking for new bands, Blake. I'm always looking for something, because I'm so stuck in my choices, but... Oh, what is your genre? Van Halen. Van Halen? <laughs> I like that's you a... too. I like Van Halen. Okay. I, like, I like a Canadian band called The Tragically Hip. I've heard I love, of them, yeah. I, I, I love them. Uh, Third Eye Blind is good, even though people think of them as the poppy, uh, you know, band that, you know, broke in the late 90s. They've mm-hmm. actually got some really, really good stuff uh, that isn't so poppy and, and this and that. But Third Eye Blind is really good. Um, yeah, and I just, uh, was it Rise Against? Is it Rise Against? Rise Against. You have Somebody. Rage Against the Machine. You have Rise Against. Yeah, wait. Um, hold on. I think that's what it was. Yeah. So... I got some Rise Against from, on a recommendation from a friend. Like it. Yeah. Good stuff, you know? But, man, they just don't make music like they used to, Blake. It's changing, unfortunately, <laughs> for the worst, I suspect. I know, right? Uh, Blake Wharton here, three-time 250 Supercross winner. In studio, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB, Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Pivot Works, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, KTMPartsExpress.com. Works Connection. Love the guys at Works Connection. I uh, just got a front master cylinder uh, uh, cover for my bike, uh, as well as frame guards for my project bike. And, of course, their uh, hour meter is great as well, and uh, Works Connection's been around a long time. FMF Racing, what more can you say about that? Will Hahn will be using FMF over at uh, the Star Racing guys. Atlas Neck Brace. Uh, Bobrashev wears next Atlas Neck Brace. I should have asked him about his Atlas Neck Brace. Bobrashev, Russian Bobby. On earlier tonight, W Wheels, the official wheels half team in the pits. Uh, Jordan Smith, the TLD KTM team, you, they use W for their wheel needs as well as the KTM Red Bull team and many others. Uh, w Wheels, the factory Yamaha monster team. Those blue rims, do you like them? I do. W built those things. Uh, EK Chains, Guts Racing, official seat foam seat base of the Monster Energy Pro Circuit team, the RCH team as well. They got a seat cover, Blake, that is Velcro. Mm. No staples. Velcro. Convenient. Right? Yeah. Get Data, Chad Reed, Cooper Webb, they use Get Data. Destroy the start with Get Data. Ride Engineering, we talked about them in Two Wonder. And Honda World, of course, all on board with us. Codes are all on a site that doesn't work anymore. Just realized that as soon as I said that. So they're on the app, though. They're on the app. Yes, they are. 
But if the app doesn't so work, spend some money to save some money. Email us uh, using contact form on pulpamex.com and we will um, uh, we will send you the code or an information on how to save at uh, at anything else uh, uh, there. So I can get us. Yeah, you like that? I can get a sponsor page put up on that on that yeah. temp site pretty quick. Yeah, so. we'll work on we'll work on that. I'll get that done. Um, hey, can you? Uh, looks like our our cobble wobble correspondent Jason Thomas is ready. Can you uh, get him on? Uh, hey, Blake, uh, so motocross schools with Sean Kalos was something you're into. That's right. Um, as well as the music, as well as Alta stuff, as well as coming back to Supercross. Well, maybe. A lot of different projects. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're an interesting guy, for sure. Uh, more, you're, you're not the regular old Supercross racer. Diversity. Yes. You know, my mom made sure I had that from a young age. Um, and so I'm, you know, I'm thankful for it. Um, a lot of different projects, writing for Racer X, some projects yeah. at UNT with UNT Moto Club. Yep. A lot of different things. I think um, sports ready to take them on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the motocross schools. How's that going? How? how Sean Kalos, obviously old racer. Yeah, Arizona legend and, yeah. and uh, former Supercross racer, motocross racer, GP guy. I was his mechanic. I I remember. Yeah. We had a. Uh, uh, dinner last night, and we talked about it. Oh, you did? Yeah, we did. Oh, so he remembers me? Oh, absolutely. Okay, good. Because I did a podcast with him a couple years ago. Okay, right he now, told so me I wasn't, about it. wasn't sure if he still remember that. I know he 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 still does. Yeah. It was a bit ironic that we were going to come here today. We saw him last night. Yeah. But I've got to know Sean a little better over the last few weeks. And yep. we did some schools. We did a school yep. last weekend. We did one um this weekend in Arizona, and and had a great time. You know, Sean has a has a lot of uh, knowledge when it comes to racing, and he still goes great himself. Yep. So we got to sort of ride together. Yeah. And, he was a good guy to work for. Uh, I remember a few times, I told the story a few times, uh, I worked for him for only like three or four races. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I would get back from practice, and there would be a note on the seat. Uh, change clutch, change oil, great, thank you. And he was gone. Like, by the time I walked from mechanics area to the pit, he had changed and was in the rental car and gone. I'd never seen that sensor before. Mm. And I asked him about that on a podcast. He was like, yeah, I was pretty much over it. This was 96. Well, it was at a point in his career, I yeah. think, that it was a yeah. little bit yeah. maybe difficult for him at that time. But, you know, Sean is a real intricate guy. You know, he's a thinker, you can tell. And um, yeah, it's good for teaching. You know, it's a, it can be misunderstood at times, but yeah. it's great for teaching because he really you know, invests in these guys and, and tries to give yeah. them Give them something to walk away with. If people listening wanted you to come out for one-on-one lessons or to do something, how would they get a hold of you? How would they get? How would they do that? Well, fortunately, we have social media these days, yep. and a direct message to me uh, would be great. I'm going to be doing some training in Texas um, later this month, perhaps more in Arizona as well. And Sean does some great schools, and so if you want to get a hold of uh, either of us, just. Um, Direct message, and we'll go from there. Okay. All yeah. right. Perfect. Uh, flyracing.com. Please check them out. The official gear of seemingly half the riders in the pits. Flyracing.com. The F2 helmet is, uh, uh, you know, some riders have helmets that are custom made by their manufacturers and a little bit different than what you can buy on the shelf. But, oh, no, not Fly Racing. Their F2 carbon helmet with MIPS. Exact same helmet right out of the box, onto the track with Millsaps, Baggett, Pike when he's there, the Antignap brothers. Uh, you name it. Flyracing.com's got it. Please check them out. The 27. 17 and a half kinetic mesh gear has been launched. And with that, let's get to our Cobble Wobble correspondent, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? What's happening? Have you seen Sammy Hagar? Uh, I have not, but I've, I've only been in country uh, eight or nine hours. So okay. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. Thanks for finding the time to come on. I, I, I did not expect this. No worries. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm at the resort right now, but I'll be. Uh, I'll be in town where uh, maybe Sammy will be. Oh. Well, 
Every night's a new night to find Sammy. Will you please tell him I said hi? Well, I, I struggle with that because I, I want it to be a good experience, and if I tell him you said hi, then I feel like then that goes to a bad experience. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, so Blake Wharton's here, and he waffled so bad earlier, JT, on the Truck Hero question of the day. I got to get it from you. Seven points. Does Eli Tomac get it done? Yes. Whoa! Just like that. See no Warden, hesitation. See Warden? Warden Waffle. He kind of played both sides. I guess I'm worried about people's feelings over here, and that's <laughs> that doesn't get you anywhere, does it? Well, I, I've been waffling, and it's been yeah, it yeah. Was 27, then it was 24, then it was 17, <laughs> then it was 12. We're running out of time to waffle. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, I've been waffling the whole way, and, and just from what I've seen, man, it, it doesn't bode well for, for Ryan, and I picked Ryan to win this championship. I will tell you the only way that's going to happen is if Eli, Eli's got to make a big mistake because if he doesn't and it's just a, you know, a very uh, vanilla finish the rest of the five rounds, then it's going to be a pretty easy win for Eli, I think. Mm-hmm. But if he makes a mistake, if he makes a mistake a la Arlington, a la the first three rounds, you know, in any of those races where his results were far from the norm, then mm-hmm. anything goes. But from what I've seen lately um, – He's just head and shoulders the best guy. Do you think, JT, so let's say he loses his title, um, doesn't able to turn this around. We don't know what happens outdoors. Is he hanging up? Is this maybe like one of the reasons why he can't quite get his fire back? Yeah, I do. I think he does. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's set in stone yet. I think uh, depending on what Feld decides to do with their, their format as far as the chase or no chase or – time made events or any of that but uh at the end of the day i think he weighs all his options and i think uh he decides that he's had enough and i have no evidence of that i've been yeah. talking to him but from his body language and and where he's at career-wise and financially and yeah. uh just his crew around him and some of his comments because i went through this every every writer who's retired obviously i was one percent of successful as ryan dungey ever was but um i still went through the same mm-hmm same thought processes that Ryan did. And, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think he's in a place where, you know, his priorities are changing. And when that happens, it's it's hard to, to maintain the successes he's had. I talked to somebody who would know about Ryan Villapoto, and RV didn't confirm or deny it. But I talked to somebody who would know, and I was up at RV's place maybe a month and a half ago, Wharton. Okay. Um, this person said that, they, that RV probably has $30 million in winnings in his career. And RV didn't deny it, JT. He didn't confirm it. He didn't deny it. I was trying to get to the bottom of some stuff. But anyways, Dungy's probably not far off of that much money won. Like, and walking away, beautiful wife, house in Minnesota, like, he's fine. Like, people don't maybe understand what is on the other side if he retires. $30 million in winnings or so. Yeah, I would assume for a guy like Ryan, um, you never know what the where these people of put course, their money. But for a guy like him, uh, yeah, I would uh, I would guesstimate that he's somewhere in the uh, probably ten to twenty five million saved. You know, as far as uh, what he actually has liquid. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's a pretty easy decision. You know, the biggest thing is that yep. your heart's not in it, and, it, and I, that's what I 
really see from Ryan is that I don't feel like he really wants to do this anymore. And I feel like it's getting forced. And that's, that's really the telltale sign is when it's, it's not you're out there to win anymore. It's kind of mm. you're going through the motions and you're fighting conflicting emotions of you're trying to manage risk and all that. Yeah, uh, That's when it starts to get difficult. And I, and I see that in him. And, and when you look at Eli, you don't see that at all. You see Eli, he just wants to win. Yeah. And that's where, that's where Ryan was a few years ago. And that's the main difference. And that's why I think Ryan's going to he's gonna pack it in, I think. And who knows? But yeah. That's just yeah, yeah. No, we don't know. We don't talk to him. You know what I mean? This is all internet radio yeah. stuff. But, yeah. uh, Blake, some of the things that Ryan said on the podiums and after in press conferences have been like a little bit hmm. like, yeah, he's kind of, you know. I've missed a few of those comments, but yeah. I suspect from what you guys have said, they're a little more downer or a little more negative than what we usually get from Ryan. Yeah. Because he's usually pretty upbeat and he's kind of corporate, you know, yeah. with it all. Um, he's been so good for so long and he kind of got a later start uh, in regards to amateur racing. Yep. You know yep. how Jason and you guys, you know how extreme amateur racing was from the time kind of like Carmichael, Stewart to Tomac. Yep. And uh, Dungey, he had uh, he just had like this great timing, and he came in, and he was older, he was more mature, and so when he went into the pros, I think he was super fresh, and he was super ready to go, as opposed to an Avila Poto yeah. or James Stewart. Yep. My word, those guys had already had careers. Yep. They literally already had careers, and so I think Dungey's has got to see such a positive side. He's had so much success, and like like we've talking about, he might be experiencing some things now mm-hmm. that a lot of guys experienced maybe a little earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does, JT. If he holds on to win, you know, maybe he comes back. You know, so I don't, yeah, I think the I think the injury last year put uh, I don't want to say scared him because I think that's the wrong term, but I think yeah. just a, a, a sense of realism as far as what can actually happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Kenny's injury didn't help, and I you know I know. Or I, I shouldn't say I know, but I've heard that you know his his wife obviously they want to start a family and. As you get older, and I went through this, uh, perspective changes. You know, it, uh, your results on Saturday don't become the most important thing in life anymore at some point. And I don't know if that, that's happening now, but it's, it seems like it's starting to. Mm-hmm. And that's when you start to question all these, all these risks that you take and all these sacrifices that you make. When do they become worth it? You know, and if you, don't, if you have enough money to where money's not a factor anymore. Yeah. It just uh, it starts to lean more and more towards it's time to uh, to take a step back. And I don't know, you know, I know he has a KTM offer. I think he's from what I've been told, he's had it for a few months now, and I think that's telling that he hasn't signed it. And I know there are other factories. He's waiting on the, the format to see uh, what that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it, you know, I just uh, I look at the guys that are out there that are basically in a, in a different place than Ryan is now. And if they had an offer for what I would assume Ryan's <laughs> offer is right. fairly, you know, uh, financially rewarding, they probably would have signed it already. So yep. there's, a, there's a lot of writing on the wall. And uh, I, more than anything, I think Ryan's done everything that could be asked of him. I just want him to do what makes him happy. And if, that, if, that's, uh, if that's racing another year, great. If that's, you know, um, walking into the sunset, you know, no problem. Yep. I, I'm... I think all of us should respect the fact that uh, he's he's one of the best that's ever done it. So whatever yeah. makes him happy, do that. Yeah, it's it's a tough decision, you know, um, what to do. Yeah, these guys have the right. Well, uh, I, oh. sorry, Jason, go ahead. Yeah, no, no. I was just going to say the tough part is that you don't ever want to 
disparage the legacy that you made. So if your heart's not in it and if you don't want to be out there, then don't do it because you only discredit how good you were because at that point you're not going to be the same guy that you were when you were winning those titles. Look at Stu. Yeah. You know, our memories of Stu might be that Washougal 14th. That might be it. Well, yeah, and, and and you look at even, and I hate to say this because he's such a good friend to me, but Chad, I mean, he was, he's one of the best that's ever done it, period. You know, and yeah. you could you just stamp it right there and stop. But for some of the newer fans now, he's rewriting his own legacy. You know, maybe they didn't see those years. Obviously, they didn't see 2003 and 2004. Yeah. You know, forget about that. Or, or nine or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe they didn't even see 2008. Yeah. You know, so... Right. It's, it starts to rewrite history a little bit, and I don't think that's fair to him, but it's always uh, it's always a factor. When you start to carry on your career in your mm-hmm. 30s, it's it's tough to maintain the, the elite level of performance that you had. So I don't know that, you know, everybody's decision is different, but for Ryan, he may not want to go through that where, you know, Chad's struggling and going through weekends where things aren't panning out. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he doesn't want to do that the way uh, that Chad did. You're going to say something, Blake? Or no? Yeah, no, I think it's like what he said. Every guy's a little bit different. I, I kind of like the fact that Chad, I know what you're saying, Jason. It is. It gets harder, it seems, because Chad's still fast, and he's still like capable of those things, and it just kind of slipped away at the last moment. But, you know, if he can get a win or if he can get a podium, another podium, I mean, it's massive because he's defying the young man's game yeah. stereotype, which it is. It is a young yeah. man game, you know. But And so to see Chad do it, I, I got to respect the guy, even though, say, the world might not look at him the way that he deserves to be looked at. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's in moto knows that what he's doing is absolutely like fantastic like when Wyndham hung it up okay yeah. he went uh 9-10 or something at the first two he rounds he wanted to do 14 to match his number but I think it was uh 13 he retired yeah. like yeah several but, rounds but he, in. but he went like 9-10 at the two rounds yes and I said dude what are you doing like you're still good he's just nope nope I'm not there to get 10th I'm not there to get 10th and I'm like okay yeah like wow all right he he just surprised me with his ferocity of of to, um, to keep going yeah, he just he didn't want to do that bad, you know. He didn't right. want to, yeah, and I'm like tenth, you're tenth, Wyndham, but he's just not going to do it. So, um, yeah, it's just uh, it's whether you can handle it or not. Because I know Chad fights with it. You know, I know yeah. he knows he's capable of getting top five or top three or whatever. And and on the right circumstances, he is. But it's it's hit and miss for him now at 34 years yeah. old. You know, it's everything's got to be perfect. And I think uh, I think he has to swallow a lot of pride several weekends a year where it's just it doesn't pan out and mm-hmm. he goes home and you know 10th place or 14th place or 9th place or whatever I don't know that many people can handle that difference from what your you know your peak performance was because yeah. I can I was there I was there every day when you know the worst he was going to get on a weekend was like second you know that was like yeah. like the worst possible finish he was going to get so to to flip that you know maybe 10 years later that's a tough pill to swallow, and it uh, says a lot for how much he wants to be out there. Uh, JT, we uh, talked a couple things earlier on the show. Before we let you go, I'll get your opinion on them. Uh, somebody called in and said, is Blake Baggett in line to get a promotion to the Red Bull KTM team next year? And we thought about it, and we talked about it, and Blake's been riding really well. And, and I, I mean, 
not not talking down on the Rocky Mountain KTM team, although I'm sure Forrest Butler would want to kick my ass. But I think if you're Blake Wharton, you're like, yeah, I want to go to the factory team. Bag it. Bag it. Sorry, Blake, well, Blake Baggett. I do want to go to the factory yeah, team. Wharton does, either too. One. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Either one. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> I was calling you uh, Will Hahn earlier, and now I'm calling you. <laughs> hey, you've alerted Will. It's time. Uh, I don't yeah. No, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I don't think that Blake is in a hurry to change anything because I know he's in a low-pressure situation right now. And, um, you know, as you, you know, with, with if say, let, let's say Ryan Dungey retires just for the sake of argument, yeah. that, uh, that raises the pressure for him. And uh, maybe it's a financially rewarding move. I don't know. But uh, I know the pressure, you know, right now he doesn't feel any because – Everything he's doing for us is just, uh, you know, clapping and cheering him on. So, yeah, who knows? Um, I think there are ways to get around that. I think KTM is involved enough that they could uh, fill in the gaps to say if he needed, a, yeah. you know, a raise or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I really think more than anything, I think it would be up to Blake because I think if if Ryan did retire, I think there would be a hole there. You know, I don't. I, I have my doubts about whether Trey continues on. Um, so that, that leaves another hole at KTM too. So, you know, I think they would obviously have to take a hard look at Blake, but for, I think really think it would come down to Blake. Does he happy with the situation? Does he feel like it would be, um, a step up, you know, Mm -hmm. because I know they're, they're on the same equipment. So, um, I really think it'd come down to what, what he feels like would be the best scenario for himself. Yep. Uh, Christian Craig was on earlier, uh, talking about the Alex Martin incident that we all know we didn't mean to do. Um, but, I I am I'm of the opinion that the penalty was a little harsh uh, for him. Uh, last gate pick in the main event, the fine I'm fine with, but the the last gate pick in the main event was a little much. Uh, what do you think, JT? Well, I would agree. I think that he was um, he was penalized on a cumulative scale for the the Zach Osborne incident with Adam Cincerillo. Yep. Um, you know there there have been several incidents. Dylan Perandis has been. Uh, very aggressive this season so far. So I don't necessarily think this was this was judged in a vacuum. I think you know uh, John Gallagher and the FIM, whoever the powers that be, decided on this. I think it was kind of a you know a hey we're gonna we're gonna make this call and um, mm-hmm. it's weighing a lot of scenarios. Um, so yeah, I would agree with you in theory that it was heavy-handed, but I think there was there were a lot of incidents they were weighing when they made this decision, and more than anything, they were kind of telling the whole class like, "Hey, guys, calm down here. Like, everybody's <laughs> a little out of hand. You're taking each other out in practice. What are we doing here? Yeah, um, yeah, you're going to get last gate pick, and you're going to lose three grand. And I hope I hope this is a shot across the bow to all of you because we're kind of done with this. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, all right, buddy. Well, hey, thank you for coming on. I appreciate the insight. Uh, flyracing.com. And uh, as always, thanks. Enjoy your enjoy your stay down there, bud. All right, guys. See all right, see, see ya. ya. Jason Thomas, everybody from Fly Racing, uh, always offering valuable insight into the uh, into the show. Blake Wharton in studio, btosports.com, and Fly Racing, the Pulp MX show. Get it on Stitcher. Get it on iTunes. Get it on uh, the Pulp Mex app. And uh, also, too, don't forget uh, Steve Mathis Classics and the Fly Race and Moto 60 show and the NFAB and Fantasy Moto show we do. We do the Privateer Island show on Wednesdays with some Privateer guys. Do a Pulp Hockey podcast if you're into hockey. Marks? I don't think anybody is. It's disappointing. It's really disappointing. I put a lot of work into that show. 
It's doing great. <laughs> it is. It's, it's growing. It is. It's, it's growing massively, and you're going to forget all about us. So. Yes, thank you. I am. I am. I'm really. There's That's serious shit like going on with those guys. I'm going to leave the sport. I'm, I'm going to go to hockey. Us. Yeah, and I'm going to go be jobless. Well, Wharton can sit here. He'd be good at it. Can I he might be, be. He might be. I consider you still an active rider. Mm. You know, I, I know you're not racing now, but uh, I consider Jason Thomas or David Bailey or RJ. Those are old retired sure. old, old riders. So to me, you're still very active. It wasn't that long ago that you won. You might be the best active rider that's ever been in studio. Thank you. Right? Craig's good. Christian Craig sat in. He's been good. Yeah. I'm trying to think of active. You know, like active racers. There's Craig. There's Bowers. Bowers is good, but I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I might give the edge I, to. I, I think I probably would too. I'd give the edge to Wharton on that one. Bowers is great, though. I got no problem with it. I need him. a plaque of honor on the wall, perhaps. A pulpy. We have these things called pulpies. I heard about that, but I have yet to see something about a pulpy. Perhaps you'll be nominated. He'll, he'll probably see something. Uh, he'll probably be nominated for sure. He'll be nominated. My day's coming. Yeah, but then we have fan vote from there. Okay. So, yeah. So butter him up. Yeah. I know you've won supercrosses, but a pulpy might be. It's even a notch above. Hot. What is a supercross? You said it, man. I'm I not did. me. You said it. I did. Uh, 702-586-757. Call anytime. Leave a voicemail. Uh, these are the best of the best that was this past week, uh, minus the negative ones that we got off the, the top of the, the top of the show. So here we go. Hey, Steve. Kevin again from Michigan. Hey, I just wanted to say I thought uh, I thought it was really cool of Clayson to help out the deuce deuce like that, help him get him in the main like that. I mean, that's a real friend for you, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> to just say, here you go, it's all yours. And uh, I thought it was hilarious how the Deuce Deuce started celebrating, like he just won the main or something. I thought it was really cool, though. I was pumped on him. But uh, what do you guys think? It almost looked like uh, the cat tried to maybe just goose it and get over that finish line for that spot, but... The angle was wrong, and he ended up almost taking the power out. But yeah, yeah. I don't know; it almost looked like that to me. But uh, maybe if you got placing on the privateer pod this week, you can ask him why'd you help him out like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, thanks, dear right. man. Talk to you later. We did ask him. Did you see that? In the I saw that. Four fifty. I saw that. Chaos in the last turn. Yeah, gotta love it. But almost anything goes, right? Yes. To get in the main? He was on the inside. He did the best he could. Kanazaro. And then, you know, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't work. You should write a song about that. Chaos. Yeah. I'm working on it. Chaos in the last turn. LCQ. LCQ chaos is my life. Yeah. Am I good? No? You no. live there on the edge right yeah. there. I got a guitar right Constantly. there. I've seen that. I don't know how to play it, though. I don't. I tried. We'll bring my guitar. I took guitar lessons at some point. I can't play it. Oh, it looks good. Wally told me I was good at it. My teacher, he's like, "Oh yeah, you look like you're good at it." And I'm like, "With these sausage fingers, Wally, really?" It's all, all right. about power chords. Yeah, that's it, right? <laughs> Just mash it. Uh, all right. How you doing? I'm getting head shake on my 2015 Yamaha 450F. This is. What should I do? This is the guy that was yelling at me about hanging up on him. Mm -hmm. And then he called right back with advice. Or wants advice. After he called me an MFer and hanging, you know, all that. you, dude. Yeah. He was over me. And then he called for, for, you know, for some uh, advice. Everybody love everybody! Come on! Okay. Yeah, 
Steve, uh, I bought this bike off of uh, Craigslist and uh, it's Yamaha. No, and the guy told me it was Tim Ferry's. I was wondering if um, I sent you the seat, if you would sniff it. Okay. To tell me if uh, Tim Ferry's ass was <laughs> yeah, on there. Yeah, all right, we got it. Uh, we thank got you very it. much. Ah. Yo, Steve, hey, thank you for finally bringing up the topic of the Euro chest pros, full front and back, being worn under the skin-tight jerseys. Dude, it is just absolutely ridiculous. I don't know where this all started, but it's just, I don't know. I can't stand looking at it. Like, AC, last year, I think he wore a lacrosse some kind of body armor for lacrosse last year. I don't know if he's still wearing that, but I don't know. Somebody's got to do something about it. Thanks, man. Bye. Where do you stand on that, Warden? Like, the more and more guys are putting, you know, like AC, he's got, I think it's A-star stuff, but he's got, you know, he looks like a linebacker. I think it's a, a great idea. I mean, these rocks are coming at you pretty quickly. Um, I'm not really sure what he's talking about, but the Euro, Euro guys. Well, the Euro guys wear chess pros underneath yeah. the jerseys. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah, I'm all for it. Really? Well, bro, you're purple rain. You're like a stylish guy. That's true, but you can wear a chest protector uh, with style. You always did wear a chest. Bro. I did, I did, and always. I actually wore a, a a big one, a sort of a bodysuit when I was in the amateur ranks. So I've worn nothing, uh, and then I've worn everything. Yeah. So I've kind of seen it all. And uh, if it can keep you racing, if it can keep you from getting injured, I say that's the name of the game, right? But under the jersey. Uh, that's a little uncomfortable. Well, that's but what I was saying. That's what I'm, I'm saying that. I'm I think like. it looks cooler. Safety is sexy. Safety is sexy. That could be a song. Safety is sexy. No? All right. Hey, Mathis. Love the show, man. Question. Uh, I know Vortex is one of your sponsors for the show, and I see a lot of teams running their sprocket, a lot of factory teams. How come I never see any of them... Well, Alex Ray, you loved the bar. He he loved it. It was great. It's a great product. Uh, a lot of times, these other companies are writing pretty big checks to these teams to use bars and sprockets, and, and maybe Vortex just doesn't want to do that. Um, it's a lot of money. I know that. I know a team that was kind of a factory team that wanted $75,000 to run sprockets. Sprocket guys are like, yeah, no. But that's prices that's out there for these guys. So, I mean, I think Vortex, if they wanted to, it's a great bar that's been used. Babbitt's guys use it. If they want to write a check, you can get it on a bike. That's, that's, that's yeah. simple, I guess. If, you, if you're selling well and you don't feel like you need to you know, write a check, then that's it. Hey, Steve. Jay from Michigan. Hi, Jay. Holy fuck. Who is more annoying, Paul Lindsay or Michael Lindsay? Later. We got unanimous praise from Michael Lindsay on the show last week. He works for Vital MX. Okay. Uh, smart guy. Uh, bench racing, you know, came up, sat in the chair. Right, Travis? I mean, did you look at the tweets and stuff? Uh, yeah, I think it seemed generally way po- more positive. Generally positive yes. yes and everything i saw was more positive so like anything you're gonna have those right. negative but i think yeah. the overwhelming majority yeah was i gotta say positive. this guy is in the massive minority with that with that comment so hey good evening guys great show steve i've been listening to your stuff since the very first racer x 
podcast Canada, and I love it. Haven't missed one show or one interview in all those years. But uh, hey, just wanted to call in and tell you whatever you did with the sound this week uh, improved it greatly. The sound coming out of the podcast I did this nothing. week is super clear and very easy to listen to. I know you've been asking people about their favorite co-hosts. My favorite is Berluti and DV. I'm 50 years old, so I kind of like the older guys with more experience and background. And uh, Anyway, those are my favorite. And I just had a suggestion wondering if you could ever get MC to co-host. Uh, be good. I don't know if that's yeah. on the books for your 300 show or what, but I think he'd be a great co-host. I know it's hard to get him, but that'd be awesome. And then I just got to chime in on uh, Michael Lindsay as a co-host. Uh, he paints a very innocent picture of in terms of what they do over there on that uh, website of theirs, their forum, in terms of controlling the content and banning people. But um, in my opinion, from personal experience, they protect their own. They're politically correct. It's the worst thing this sport needs right now. And uh, they banned me for sticking up for Danny Blair's podcast. And then when I asked them about it, they never got back to me. I find it hard to believe that they banned him for sticking up for Daniel Blair's podcast and they banned him. Like there was nothing, there was no insults in there. There was no like, uh, you know, Hey, vital MX suck a dick. Like people aren't going to just do that because you just stuck up for a podcast. Right. There's gotta be something more to it. Right. The guy, this guy on the phone sounds cool. He sounds level headed. Uh, yeah. He sounds fine. You know, he sounds fine, but I don't think Michael Lindsay or Guy B over at Vital are banning a dude for just sticking up for a podcast. I would hope not. I would hope not, but maybe, but I don't think so. I think there's more of the story. What if it was that guy posting the the main event link in all the pulp threads? I don't know. Is that what happens? <laughs> I don't know. Didn't I show you that? No. Did you? In in I the, forgot. On Vital, every time there's okay. a pulp thread, someone goes on there and... And post a link to the mo- the main event thread, uh, the main uh, event show. Uh, I mean, whatever. Maybe it was yeah. that guy, and that's what they got mad at him for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, sure, yeah. I don't know. So they're not fair. He says he's fair, you know, and they give people a second chance. Nope, they completely ignored me. So uh, I just wanted to balance that uh, information that he falsely put out last week. Great show. Love it every time you put it out. And Stitcher wasn't the only one not picking up your podcast. There was a couple other apps I was trying to use that weren't getting it either. But it's fixed now. Uh, I go by 40 plus 922 on Mac on Vital. Well, used to. Hopefully one day again soon. Have a good night, guys. The, the, the guy talking about the other apps, he's just talking about the feed being late. We were late last Tuesday, right, for some reason? Swiss, my screwed it up. Swiss screwed it up. I don't, screwed it yeah, up. there was something, but the site, I, don't, I don't remember what exactly. It just... Whenever we put it up, all the RSS feeds, people just grab it. So it's. Only- I'm, I'm wondering if it was something to do with that thing, the admin. Oh. Um, maybe I missed something that wasn't updating properly. Here we go. Here's the truth coming out, everybody. <laughs> well, I didn't know it was more than just Stitcher, but now yeah. that I know it was more than just Stitcher, maybe it was, but okay, seems to be okay now. All right. That's all that matters. Yep. Hey, this is Tyler from Pittsburgh. I'm just listening to the Monday Night Folk Next Show. Um Quick comment on Ryan Dungey. It's amazing that we are, what, 12 rounds through the series right now, and he still has a 12-point lead with Stomach reeling off six wins in a row at this point, you know, six of the last eight or whatever. 
Brian Dundee will go down as one of the greatest supercross riders ever, and maybe even one of the greatest motocross riders ever. Uh, I really think that probably this is his last year. Uh, my my thought is probably that Lindsay is pregnant, uh, and he's stepping away from the sport and for a little bit until he comes back and manages KTM or whatever he's going to do. But his mind is not there. He just doesn't doesn't look right on the bike and. From the battles that he had late in 2016 with Kenny to, you know, the early battles he had this year with Kenny and Supercross, it's a completely different Ryan Dungey. Um, it's a shame, really. He looks he looks nothing like before, but really do think this is the last year. nothing like before. Yeah, we can see that. And uh, maybe win a couple of races here. But i got to say, you know, Tomac winning, as of right now, six for the last eight, it has been, like, the most exciting racing that we've had in the last couple of years. We haven't seen... That Doma, or I'm sorry, that uh, Dungy domination, like we usually have, you know, halfway through the season where he has 25 point lead, and it's over before we get to this point in the season. It ain't over yet, boys. We still got five or six rounds left, and it can this one can go the whole way down to Vegas. And I certainly hope that, you know, for our fans' sake, that uh, uh, Eli keeps reeling off these wins, so we have a good race, or we have multiple good races here late in the season. All right, later, guys. I wish Kenny was still racing, though. That'd be great. Be yeah. great series. Be fantastic. Steve Mathis. This is Gus Keeter, the real Gus Keeter. I was just calling in to let you know that Darren, I'm working through this week's episode. Travis Marks during the BTO Sports treated Travis. Played one of my tweets and you're like, Gus Keeter, not a real name. I actually Seems that's Gus not Keeter. A real name, man. It's it's Gus Keeter. Awesome. And then the Vital MX guy chuckled at me, which is cool. Junior high school was a lot harder than getting chuckled at. <laughs> Imagine being named Gus Keeter and being short on top of all that. Yeah. At any rate, I probably will have another tweet at Travis this week. Loving the show. Like everything about it. This is the real Gus Keeter. The real Thanks. Gus Keeter. My name is Gus Keeter. Hmm. How do you feel about that? Well, he was honest about it. You he know, should have a stage name, though, right? He could have have a stage name. It's like the Johnny Cash song. Uh, what was it? Uh, a boy named Sue. Boy named Sue. Yeah. He's proud of it now, and he's worked through middle school and high school. Yeah. Gus Keeter. All right. Yo, it's Dan from Ohio. I gotta know why every time you have Moser's name come up, you act like you don't know him, and now you do it with Swisscore. I don't get it, man. What's the joke? Uh, no joke. We, Steve. We, we're not familiar with him. Are you familiar with him? Who? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's your good buddy, Raining Yellow. I've been on hiatus. I'm like, Stu, I'm, I'm just, I disappeared. People are worried about me. They want to know. Easy on I people. I may or may not be working overtime and have had a difficult time calling, but we're going to say for the sake of Stu not speaking, your boy Raining Yellow is not speaking. I'm on, I'm on strike just like him, so. There we go, folks. Maybe uh, let let the people know. Until we hear from Stu, yep. we'll hear from Raining Yellow. Uh, all right, guys. Later. I mean, we're all we're all worse off for this, Marks. I already know what the comments are going to be. <laughs> I, I, Until I, Stu I, I speaks. Already know. That's a Stu super fan. Okay. Until Stu speaks, Raining Yellow will not speak. I like Raining Yellow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Yeah. All right. Uh, the BTOsports.com tweet at Travis segment. Let's do this. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOsports.com. 
That's the tweets of Travis. Update from the chat room. No one cares. Raining yellow. All right, there we go. Uh, BTOsports.com, nation's leading retailer for anything you need for your bike or body. Use the code PULPMX in the uh, notes segment online, and they'll apply the discount or call. Mention PULPMX so they will take the discount off. Anything they have, it's great company, great guys to be part of. Uh, they got an amateur program that's been launched, and, and uh, fantastic. A lot of our guys, from FMF to Guts to uh, Works Connection to Atlas, all available at btosports.com, available for a discount at that. So these tweets are to a – oh, you see my spit right there? Uh, I missed it. I just spit all the way to the over the desk. Um, great radio, bros. Uh, these these – Tweets are submitted to Apple Mech Show. The guy in the corner picks the best ones for myself and Blake Wharton. Let's do this. How many drops have I used tonight? Like four? Yeah, I haven't done much either. Been slacking. Well, y- we've had stream problems, uh, callers. Yeah. We've had a lot of guests tonight. So. Oh, well. Quiet down. <laughs> Quality, not quantity. Right? Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Sammy Hammy wants to know for Blake. Great radio. Did you do any music or play any instruments when you were little? And was it before Moto? This is one of those questions that I yeah. I, I, missed, I, I answered it. But we're going to give him more of a, the a people, detailed the answer. Know. Yeah, mm-hmm. they want to know. Okay. Uh, well, I uh, I started racing, you know, at a young age and and was pursuing that seven and you know seven years old and on. I didn't get into music until I was fourteen. Started playing the guitar. Started playing the drums, started playing the bass a bit, just sort of for fun. You know, obviously, motocross racing was the was the sole focus at that point. Uh, and I started um, writing songs and singing when I was about 18. And then started recording, you know, legitimate tunes with some of the guys at uh, Rivergate Studios just a year or two ago. And sort of just been building as time goes. Were you always into music? I was always into music. You know, I remember music being a big part of my of my youth, traveling on the road, going to races, and listening to, uh, you know, some grunge rock, and Alice in Chains, and Soundgarden, and Pearl Jam, all those sort of great That's what your bands, bands were? Yeah. Yeah, I was a, oh. it was, it was kind of young, it was funny, because I was, I wasn't really, you know, supposed to be in that genre, but there it was. Yeah. What's your favorite Pearl Jam song? That's a that's a tough one because Pearl Jam. I'm not. It's not my main band. I'm more okay. of a Soundgarden guy. What's your favorite Soundgarden band? Uh, you know, Black Hole Sun, Fell on Black Days. I'm Spoon a big Man? fan. Spoonman's great, and yeah. then some Audio Slave. Anything Cornell's. What about um, fantastic? I saw Cornell here in Vegas. Mm. Solo disc. Uh, he was really good. I'm not a huge Cornell guy. Songbook album. Yeah, yeah. And um, he was really good. He yeah. did a lot of the Soundgarden stuff acoustically. Mm-hmm. It was great. He great. Got, the guy's got talent. Great yeah. concert. I've, yeah. I've seen him twice on on acoustic. Right. Yeah. Uh, what about um, uh, uh, Jesus Christ Pose? That's good. Yeah, that's older yeah. Soundgarden. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's good. I got to know those those bands and those those right. songs uh, kind of as a. As a young man, which is yeah. weird at that point, right. and people were listening to Backstreet Boys then. What about Van Halen? Oh, Van Halen's great too. That's right, they are. It's a it's a little earlier though, you know, than it's what I'm used great, to. Still great though, Warden. It's still great. Thank you, thank you. Uh-huh. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. All right, let's go. Matt wants to know: Do you guys think the whole shot buttons should be banned to bring back the skill needed for a start? I've talked about this. Now, Worst Connection not happy when I talked about this because they they sell a shit ton. So my advice: leave them in amateurs. Huh. Leave them all in amateurs. But yeah, come to pros, take them off. Right. Why not? I, I I saw this tweet and, you know, a start, regardless of what the technology is, is still going to come down to a certain amount of 
skill and finesse, yeah. Yeah. right? I mean, even if it was a button, you're going to have one guy that's faster than the next guy. And so I don't really think that it would make starts more challenging. I mean, you got 40 guys, 20 guys lined up on a starting line. That's challenging as it is. Don't bro me. I mean, you could have a foot race with no buttons, and it's still challenging, right? But they could get rid of the starting You're devices. out of your mind, dude. He's insane. He's insane. Yeah, um, no, that's, yeah. They could get rid of them, but look how fast bikes are now, too. Keep that in mind. I mean, 10 years ago to now or, or 20 years ago, bikes have significantly improved horsepower. If you're going to get a start device, get the worst connection one, easy start device. It's fantastic. That's what it boils down to. Yes. Mm-hmm. thing is, like, if everyone has it, it's still kind of yeah. back to the same thing, right? right? No advantage. Shane Adams wants to know, Steve, why isn't Georgia Lindsay doing anything with Supercross? She is hot and very knowledgeable. <laughs> Notice that she is hot came first. No, I mean, they have their guys. Fox Sports 1 have their guys. And the Feld guys will never cross over to the motocross guys. They just won't do it. Same director, Chris Bondo, but the on-camera talent, they'll never get Langston or Wygant and Fro and Ralph will never do the outdoors, and, and the, 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 the Georgia Lindsay won't mix it. Just, they won't do it. Yeah, they won't do it. She's great, though. Yeah, Georgia does a good job. Tyson Stegall wants to know, for both Blake and Steve, tell us your best story while waiting for the race to start in the tunnel. I feel like you probably have a better story than me. You were probably a super serious racer guy? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really didn't, you know... Um... What about when you're sitting in a tunnel... And this is what happened to you. It happened to some of my riders. You're sitting in a tunnel, and you're waiting to stage, and you've got your, say, your head down on your sure. arm, or you've got your skull candies on. And, well, no, take the skull candies off. And fans are up there, and they're screaming, Blake, Blake. Do you wave? Do you stay in the race mode? What do you do? What's the move? I think the best thing to do would be wave if you can. I mean, it's easier said than done, right? Are you You're... saying this never happened to you? I oh, no, absolutely. Oh, it has. And I probably wave and even maybe sign an autograph, right? They're willing to jump down, you know, nearly 20, 30 feet. Yeah. They're, they're, they're willing I, to go I've, the distance. I've seen fans throw down jerseys to guys and then the, they had to throw it back up. Yeah. You know? But ultimately, I'd say it's pretty serious. And, and yeah. we're sort of, you know, they don't put us in the open, right? I mean, yeah. we're only... Uh, sort of exposed when we're walking to the starting line. And yeah. at that point, it's all game. Yeah. It's, it's, there's no time to sort of mess around, look behind you, yeah. and take selfies. Uh, I was never serious. Uh, not with my riders. I let them be serious. But I, I was on the headset, laughing, joking, bugging other mechanics. You, 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 could pull, you could go in their fanny pack and, like, open it up and try to grab a tool out. Like, I was never really serious. Uh, when I worked for A-Ray in Anaheim 2 this year, I was a mechanic yeah. always, uh, right before staging, right before the semi, a race talking about three ways and four ways about with different chicks and stuff, and I'm like, "What happened to like race face?" Hmm. And they're like, "Ah, Tinder," and you know what I mean. And I'm like, "What happened to like?" That's that's a bit extreme. Uh, he he switched <laughs> lanes. <laughs> he did. Yeah, rapidly. Wow. And I remember like the last time I was a mechanic, we took it or the rider took it fairly seriously. Yeah. And I'm like, A Ray. Is this the? Is this? This sort of sounds like '90s motocross. <laughs> a little bit. He's in the wrong right. generation. Yeah. So, anyways, all right. Next question. Misha wants to know: Is there some sort of app you can buy that filters out all Axel Hodges content from your social media feed? You just asked that to <laughs> to have me get in trouble. I wouldn't do that. I don't. I, I don't know not, any apps that you can do that. Not me. Good luck mm-hmm. with everything. Good luck with Monster and their marketing. It's a fantastic job. They're doing great. This one's from Moto Case. Mm-hmm. Is it cool if a friend has a fox tattoo on his forearm and he runs fly gear 
What do you think? We've seen that a lot. Yeah. I, I also saw that tweet as yeah, well. Yeah, no, I But know. it's usually Thor and Fox, which were kind of the big, uh, you Courtney, know how to... Courtney, can you get him to not answer the... Be like, hey, that's for the show. I'm just so excited. I just... I know, here we are. I blown the answer. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to expand upon that. Okay. We've seen it time and time again. It does look silly. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that. I'm not getting a, a company's logo tattooed on me. I'm no. not doing that. No, because they'll drop you the minute you get it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love Van Halen. I'm not getting Van Halen tattoo on me. I'm not. Yeah. They might get a new lead singer if you did that or yeah, break yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm not doing that. That's a bad move. If you have a Monster Claw tattoo, seriously, mm. just jump in the nearest river. It's over for you. I better find a river. <laughs> All right. This one's from AMA Doris. And besides lap times and breathe, what are mechanics putting on pit boards? What did Blake you know, like to see? Nowadays, pit boards are no fun. When you get the better riders like Blake and the better teams, those dudes do not need motivational messages. They do not need uh, uh, encyclopedias written about them lap times. Right? It's true. And with me, when I was with Brent Myron, my mm-hmm. mechanic, for two years on yep. Suzuki. Crazy Brent. He's so crazy that yeah. I would really just look for a facial expression. And the more excited <laughs> he was, the faster I had to go. Did he have a cigarette in the mechanics area? Always had a cigarette. Sometimes he had two. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was so loud that I could hear him when I'm on the track. Yeah. 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 He was something else. He's still around. He's great. Yeah. yeah. Brent Myron, everybody. This was from David Leeser. If KTM or Husky play team tactics for Dunge to win, could this go down as the most tainted title in Supercross history? No. No, there's always team tactics at some point. At some point, too. And I, and I kind of yeah. heard about that, and I didn't know if it had started yet. It doesn't appear to be starting no, yet. No, not yet. But come to the last round or two rounds, if yeah. it's close, then all bets are out the window. Yeah, I and It's going to look like a... And that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. That's what you pay these guys this money for. I mean, you don't have to stop on the track and wave them on. If they catch you, move over, make it easy. It's sort of like the first time motocross actually becomes a team sport. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not a team yeah. sport. Yeah. yeah. Blake, how hard was it to ride Jesse Masterpool's bike for his memorial lap emotionally? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, it's, it, was a, it was a bit challenging, and I think that a lot of people will sort of, you know, kind of... There's some superstitious guys, you know, in every sport, baseball probably being the worst. Um, And I don't believe in superstition. You know, I'd like to think that by me doing that was a way to sort of um, show people that, you know, you can believe in yourself. You can believe in what you're doing. You can run a number of, you know, a fallen rider or someone who had been, you know, seriously injured. And and you can still have success. And uh, I'm not sure if you remember, but the following year I ran 13. Yeah, And that was kind of a, a voodoo deal for a lot of people. They said you can either be 13 or 18 because that was the big jump, right? But because no one wanted 13, I said, well, bring on the challenge, right? You know, it's uh, supposedly an unlucky number. Well, let's let's see what we can if we can put that to the test. And you won with it. And I won with it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, I don't mean no disrespect to anyone, but, you know, I, I like to challenge those sorts yeah. of things. Yeah. It was so Blake Wharton-y for him to run a 13. That was so you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know what? No, like I mean it in a good way. No, you're like, sure. you're like, yeah. Of course, Blake Wharton doesn't care. Of course, Blake Wharton is running 13. Yeah, give me a black cat. I'll start petting yeah, it on the start Yeah, line. yeah. You're like out of all the dudes that is just like, you know, gonna run 13. Blake Wharton does, of course. So, so did you? 
That wasn't a permanent number? You were the, like the first guy to not get a permanent number? I was year? the first guy to not get a yeah. permanent number. It was like two points away from getting a permanent number, oh, which damn. could have been uh, 13, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. The last guy to, to have run it at that point was Sebastian Tortelli, and yep. I'm good, friend, good friends with Sebastian. Yeah. And Sebastian started 13 that year, and he switched to 103. He, he couldn't take yeah, it. Yeah, on a Suzuki. Yep. Yeah, he, yep. So he switched it. But uh, I'd like to try to redeem that number now, if I could. Sebastian's in Europe now. He's Sebastian here. is yeah. in Europe now. Yeah. He's in Spain. He's he's living there. And I, if I'm not mistaken, he's doing some autocross training. Yeah. He couldn't get away. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's found him again. No, I know. He's a good dude. Sebastian, he's a great guy. I got nothing good to say. Nothing but good things to say about Sebastian Tortelli. Good looking man, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good a hell of a cook, too, I heard. Great guy. Perhaps the best guy in motocross. How good of a dresser is he? He's fantastic. Right? He yeah. looks like he right off Milan, right off the runway in Milan. If I say any more, it's going to get weird, but I'm telling you. <laughs> Sounds gay. So, anyways. All right. This was from Bad Billy. Let's say Savachi, Hill, and Tomac win all three titles. Has a manufacturer ever swept all three Supercross titles in the same season? Hmm, good question. Um, I feel like Mitch and yeah, Villapoto. our Villapoto have done it. Yeah. I feel like. No? I don't know. Um. Oh yeah, uh, McGrath, Dowd, Wyndham. Those years, one twenty fives. That was a while ago. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, ninety seven, ninety eight. Uh, for sure, they did it. I would bet. So the, right. the year that Tickle won it, and I believe Weimer won the West Coast or something like that. Yeah. Did Did Villapoto win the four fifties? Yeah, probably. Okay. Well, perhaps it's been done a few times. Yeah. Uh, David wants to know Steve with a lot of sides to moto. What does Pookie see as a negative for your media media career choice? As a negative? Yeah. Uh, probably the fights I get into, the people don't like me, I would think. She gets pretty personal about that stuff. When I tell her, like, oh, yeah. this this guy told me I was a fucking idiot. She's like, gets really mad. I'm just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> so, maybe that? I don't know. What about you traveling a lot? No. She she's care. fine with that. She's like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I came home from... Uh, Detroit and the toilet seat was up. So we're going to have to talk about that. Um, I wasn't going to say anything about all the cars outside when I drove by. <laughs> but, uh, no, honestly, she has no problem with me traveling. She's fine. If, if she's home for a while, she's like, uh, hey, man, when are you leaving? So, yeah, no no worries on that. Bye, Felicia. Yeah. Um, all right, that's it. Okay. We're, we're done. That's all. Uh, we got a voicemail from El Gringo, though. Let's play this because people love Gringo, and I forgot to get to it. So. Let's see if we can get the Gringo's voicemail before we wrap this thing up, because he's, he's classic. Steve and Mark Stodd, first and foremost, no. I have a fly helmet. Then last week, keep up the great work. Is Detroit the only Detroit anymore? Doing the work on the park? No. Why, why did he ride? Michael Lindsay, I believe. Go back. That's Gringo. Canning Okay. Anyway, that's it. Over and out. Talk to you later. Yeah, oh, that's Craig Martin. Craig Martin, yeah. He wondered why Osborne had to, you know Craig Martin? Yeah. Team Green. He wondered why Osborne, when he fell in the first turn, couldn't go to the mechanics area. You have to go a lap. You wow. can't can't cut the track. That took him some time right it there. It did, yeah. And it was, a, it was a, sl- a long front wheel change, too. It was. Like, I'm not bragging here, but you might have made behind it the wrenches, I might have, you know. All right, Gringo's one of our regular callers. We love him. Gringo came up with, uh, I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Mm. That's Gringo. Cool. And uh, he, he I loved- just want to hear the motocross stuff. That guy. All right, here's a voicemail from Gringo. Hey, Steve-O, what's going on, man? Uh, I just want to call you and tell you that uh, that last show there you had with uh, that dude, Lindsey, Michael Lindsey, I believe is his first name. 
That was freaking good. I, I looked at the uh, lineup there, and I was listening to it, and uh, I didn't get to listen to it live. But uh, it was uh, that dude is very informative. I actually was impressed, and I was surprised. And you should just let him keep talking because I know you already know all this shit, but, but he had some good detailed information, you know, talking about suspension, stuff like that. I, I actually really, really, I was just, I enjoyed it. Uh, the other thing I want to tell you, uh, I got me the F2, bro. Got me the F2 carbon with MIPS. And the reason why I bought just buy it off JT and Daytona. All these guys know that support the show is that they support the Pulp MX show. And that's why I chose Fly. Just so they know that. Same reason why I bought W Wheels. And the same reason why I went to Ronnie Monk there, 612, race tech suspension for my O2 RM. Why? Because they support the show. I just want to share that so that everybody knows. You know what I'm saying? Uh, these manufacturers, companies know who's doing what. Their money is well spent putting it into Pulp MX. The other thing I wanted to say was I appreciate Dark Side, you know, bringing up, you know, uh, you know, about the helmet thing. Gringo needs to get a helmet. I appreciate all that. It's good people looking out, brothers in motocross, you know, looking out for each other. I, I appreciate it. And uh, and the, even the other dude there, that mother effer from Knoxville, Tennessee, looked for me. You know what I'm saying? That's what motocross does, bro. It's a brotherhood. And stop saying that you're gonna you don't want to do the show no more, you're gonna walk away or whatever. You created a beautiful thing and it's growing. You need to nurture that thing and feed it off the teeth uh, <laughs> of the motocross Steve Mathis Pulp MX family. Feed that thing and it's just starting to blossom now, bro. Don't 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 seven years don't start talking, you're walking away or whatever. It's blossoming. It's a beautiful thing. It's blowing up, bro. So keep we'll up go up on top and uh, have a beautiful day, man. Thanks, Gringo. I'm going to go out on top, Gringo. You're not bringing enough ruckus to that ass. I'm not. I need this, to bring more ruckus to that ass. Uh, all right, everybody. Evgeny uh, Bobershev, great guy to have on tonight. Will Hahn, Jordan Smith, Christian Craig, Jason Thomas, all on board with us. And uh, we thank you guys for listening. Most of all, we thank Blake Wharton and uh, and uh, for coming in, man. It's been it's been great. Thank you again. Thanks for having Once me. again. Mark's stellar job by Blake Wharton. Yes. Thank as, you. As always. Yeah, as always. As always. Uh, you got a lot of things on the works. We talked about some of them tonight. Uh, great race analysis. Good luck with everything, Blake. Uh, coming back, come back in. Um, I don't know what's more interesting about you. The Alta, you may be coming back. Your school's with Kalos. Your music. It might be a bit tenacious, but I've always asked the question, why not a little bit of everything? Yeah. You know, if you can do it, if you can be focused. That's what I say when I go to the buffet. Yes. Yeah. Why not a little bit of everything? Life is a buffet. Let's expand our horizons a little. Or just do a buffet. Never mind life. Yeah. Just, yeah. And he's eating a bunch of dicks. Um, No, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. Uh, Good luck with everything. Keep in touch. Uh, Explain a Sanity uh, EP on iTunes. Go get it. Buy it, people. Support Blake. Support what he's he's doing. And uh, the Pulp MX Show Nation, thanks thanks you for listening. And... um, I don't need to read the sponsors again, do I, Marks? We're good. Um, you might have to since you can't see them on the site. No, we're done. Okay. Everybody knows our sponsors. <laughs> uh, thanks. Get the app. Uh, go to Amazon. Uh, we'll see you next week. The great Chris Kiefer will be sitting in that chair, and uh, we'll talk some heavy, heavy uh, St. Louis Supercross. All right, everybody. See you next week. You can't do that, dude. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer. When you went away to community college, I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it.
I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. Just 